ancient land of China, schools and the martial arts were a way of life, but none were as lethal as the one we are about to reveal. Five. A secret society. Each man, an unknown, identified only by a mass, one of nations, the centipede, the snake, the scorpion, the lizard, and the toad. Five masters in the martial arts. Each man pitted against the other in savage combat and each vicious method of killing. practiced a special kind of kung fu killing machine precision lightning speed and ruthless power as fully as the venomous creatures from which it took its name whose stings were always fatal kill or be killed deadly None given in a kung fu epic as brutal as nature itself. Fives survive kung fu at best in the most spectacular ram of the year. Fives five to die is an you'll be stung to your seat. Five deadly venoms. A Shaw brother. Theirs was a mission unarmed. They must get in evil. No, no, Alexander Mars as the young martial arts expert, murderous warlord with a deadly kung fu skill. They live to fight and fight to live in a whirlwind of kung fu action. Four men sworn to battle to the death against these lawless legions of the damned. The Four Assassins.
Five men of destiny await the ultimate challenge. Death and destruction with the Manchu order. They murdered their way to victory. Nothing could stop them until they met the five masters of death. Five new men of destiny. Five new deadly ministers of kung fu justice. Five new kung fu killing techniques. The whipping triple jointed stick and avenging reaper of justice. The piercing pole driving its way to victory. The deadly tiger stork. No one escapes. The crushing crossed fists, pounding up revenge on Manchu murderers. See the five kung fu masters of death defeat the Manchu warlords. See the five masters of death. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Even a wolf has his weaknesses. And a powerful enemy. The final showdown belongs to McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. Or forgive them, because they killed his wife, they raped his daughter. And they deserve to die. So he's doing it again. His way. Charles Bronson. He's the best there is at getting even. Goodbye. Death Wish 2. Rated R. Now playing at the Sacramento Drive-In, Dome 24, Birdcage Walk, and the State in Woodland. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. The all-new process that puts you in the picture. Whether you want to be there or not. It will scare you. Count on it. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. Rated R. Now playing in Sacramento. Check newspapers for theaters and showtime. This is the movie that Rex Reed called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. This film is positively ruthless in its attempt to drive you right out of your mind. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From New Line Cinema. Rated R. There are killers on the loose, dressed like cops, and they always use a magnet. There's only one cop around who can crack this case. They call him Dirty Harry. In 24 hours, Harry stops a robbery, covers a stake, and prevents a hijacking. Clint Eastwood is back, and this time his world is dirtier than ever. 
Magnum Force, rated R. Opening Christmas Day at selected theaters around the country. Only in theaters.
知道你还是会喜欢我的Pleasure doing business with you. I 本来想推薦你上去，但你上頭唔批准。點解？呢個人你應該好熟嘅。我聽日要走。後日去台灣嗰單嘢，咪帶埋阿成咯，俾個機會啲後生仔啊嘛。一朝做贼
，想做好人不容易。我已经冇咗个细佬，我唔想连你呢个朋友都冇埋。阿杰，唔好再叫我做阿杰，叫阿 Sir。而家大把世界。有好多旧客要靠豪哥你拉翻嚟噶，我哥系产值唔系我啊！呢度已经唔系我同你嘅世界。你嘢喐手啊！即刻转翻转头Consult your listings. One of the ten best films of the year, a high-octane mixture of outlandishly stylized camp and outrageously sensational shootouts. Outrageously exhilarating, guaranteed to tingle the most jaded moviegoer's palate. 
concocted with nitroglycerin, the combined energy of the Road Warrior, Robocop, and the Terminator. The killer is great cinema. A thriller comedy that will leave you breathless. Here of Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop 2 comes a movie that will leave you breathless. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt. Christopher Walken in a Tony Scott film that critics are calling a Bonnie and Clyde for the 90s. True Romance. Rated R starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. Follow my instructions and we all walk away clean. Domino, you're with me on the side. Shepard, you cover the rear. YouTube. We're celebrity hostages. dogs before pulp fiction the original men in black shook the world of action cinema in the original a better tomorrow Proudly presents the explosive bullet ridden sequel, A Better Tomorrow 2. Hong Kong action mavericks John Wu and Troy Hawk take the heroic bloodshed genre to the next level and beyond in a violent symphony of destruction that is often imitated but never better. Chow Yun Fat, Leslie Chung, and T Long. A better tomorrow, too.
Welcome to the show. I am the hard bastard. I think, did I not, uh, oh no, we're live on YouTube. It's so fascinating because, um, it doesn't show up in the, uh, description, but, uh, I clicked a bunch of things and, uh, okay, very good. So just wanted to make sure we were streaming on YouTube. Welcome to the show. I am the hard bastard. Let's get into this. We have a poll out of Michigan. Michigan voters support Trump at 46% compared to the pedophile in chief. That took inappropriate showers with his 13-year-old daughter, Joe Biden. Um, former President Trump is two points ahead of pants-shitter Joe Biden, who was illegitimately installed as president through cheating with ballot fraud and other things. Uh, this is with Michigan voters as Tuesday's primary looms, according to an Emerson College poll. Uh, the poll shows 46% of Michigan voters support Trump versus 44% who support the pants shitter. 10% are undecided. Notably, independent voters in Michigan break for Trump over Biden, 43-37. Third-party candidates on the ballot bolster Trump as 42% support Donald Trump, 39% support fuckhead Joe Biden, 6% support RFK, 1% support Cornell West and Jill Stein, respectively. 11% remain undecided. Win split by party and overwhelming majority of Republican primary voters. 69% plan to support Trump. Only 20% plan to support former South Carolina Governor Big Teeth Nikki Haley. 11% are undecided. Significantly, when voters were asked which candidate they leaned toward, Trump's support increased to 76%. While support for Big Teeth Nikki increased to 24, the top issues ranked in the following order. Economy, number one. Immigration, number two. Threats to democracy. And what's funny is that I think threats to democracy is having a fake news type lifespan. What I mean by that is, if you recall, the media came up with the term fake news as a propaganda phrase. 
and Trump immediately took that, threw it back on them, and then forever they lost they lost that. Threats to democracy, not as quickly, because that was pretty much, as soon as Trump just started calling them face, fake news, it was over. Threats to democracy, it's taking a lot longer. But because Democrats are so crazy, uh, some of the people who bring up threats to democracy are now referring to what the Democrats are doing. Um, so that's interesting. They're losing control of that propaganda phrase. And then healthcare, affordable housing, education, crime, and abortion access. Voters dramatically break for Trump regarding the economy. However, um, threats to democracy break to Biden 76 to 19 percent. So 20 percent, if it's 20 percent that think you are a threat to democracy or that, what do they call it? Yeah, threats to democracy. If almost 20% of them are voting for Trump, that means that they are concerned with what the Democrats are doing, because that is a that is a Democrat talking point. So we'll see if that continues. It would be funny if they lose uh, if they lost full control of that narrative. Now we have this other poll. Um, Donald Trump expands his lead over the pants shitter nationally. Former President Trump is expanding his lead over the pedophile in chief Joe Biden. Nationally, Rasmussen, released uh, Tuesday, found Trump leading Biden in a head-to-head matchup by six points, garnering 47 percentage points to Biden's 41 percentage points. Another 9% support some other candidate, and 2% are unsure. Notably, in that scenario, Trump takes a double-digit lead with independents, boasting a 16-point advantage over the incumbent. The survey also asked respondents who, they'd res- uh, who they would support in a presidential matchup, when third-party candidates are included again, in this scenario, Trump maintains a lead with 43%, Biden 37 another 12 for RFK, 5 support some other candidate, and 3% are unsure. This was almost 1,000 likely voters. Another survey, this was Harris X, found Trump leading Biden by 9 nationally. 47 to 38 among all voters. Once again, Trump leads Biden among independents by 10 points. Another 30% remain unsure. This trend of Trump leading Biden is not only happening nationally, as recent swing state polls also show, Trump boasting an advantage over his likely Democrat challenger. A recent Bloomberg uh, Morning Consult poll, for example, showed Trump leading Biden in seven out of seven swing states. Incredible. Speaking about the potential matchup in December, Trump told Breitbart that Biden's a cheater, a scoundrel, and a bad guy. That's true. He says, but in his life, he's always been able to convince people he's really this really nice guy. I laugh when they say Trump is the evil one and he's the nice one. That's the one thing he's been able to do. All you have to do is look at his credentials. When you compare him today to 15, 20 years ago, he's a different kind of guy. The guy can't talk. The guy can't put two sentences together. That's true. That is true. He was on uh, Seth Meyers last night and uh, they asked him a question. I forget what question they asked him. It doesn't matter, but they were like... Uh, I don't know, some, I think it was about his age, and he just did one of those, yeah, well, uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> um, now, this is really surprising. Gen Z, Donald Trump's approval rating is higher with Gen Z than any other age group. What the fuck? That's great. That's a great what the fuck. That's an unexpected what the fuck. Former President Trump is more popular with young voters than any other age group. Gen Z represents... Those currently between ages 18 to 24, a recent 
Harvard Caps Harris survey found 57% of voters approved of the job Trump did as president and 41% disapproved. When breaking that approval rating down by age group, a massive 64% majority of Gen Z voters approved of the job Trump did as president. Now that is absolutely fantastic. One factor the pollsters found is really hurting Biden with younger voters is his staunch support for our parents, according to a report from Axios. Trump has had a nuanced position of the region, repeatedly saying there would have been peace if he still was president. Democrats have traditionally counted on the young vote to swing their way, but times may be changing. My goodness, what the fuck? That's fantastic. That's Is it really? Do, do, do all those young people really give a fucking shit? I, I, I really, really, I, okay, okay, look, that's fine. Care about what you want. I'm not, I don't fucking, you know, if you want to care about what's going on in another country with some people, then do, do that. I just find this odd. Really? All these young people really give a fuck about what, what goes on in Palestine or Gaza or whatever? Okay, hey, well, that's fine. I mean, they're they they're fucking, you know, they're murdering people, so our parents... But see, it's, they're our parents, and they know best, okay? So don't question them. Okay, don't question them. They have to build a theme park, okay? So all of these people questioning our parents. Do you know that questioning our parents is how the Holocaust started? So you better stop it. You don't want another Holocaust, do you, bigot? Anyway, um, this is... Now, I forget who first mentioned this. I think it might have been Barnes or Barris. This is a key part of, and it, of course, on its face, it was ridiculous, right? I think Lawrence O'Donnell got, got it started with, with the Cope uh, um, segment where Trump destroys Big Teeth Nikki in, in South Carolina. And uh, Lawrence O'Donnell comes in. He's like, oh, this is a disaster for Donald Trump. So the, the key that they omitted in their coverage when they pretended that Trump, I believe, getting like double the all-time record in South Carolina. They're like, oh, this is a disaster for Trump. Nearly half of Nikki Haley's voters in the South Carolina open primary voted for Biden in 2020. Data obtained by AP VoteCast found 40% of those who voted for Big Teeth Nikki in South Carolina's primary were Democrats who voted for Joe Biden in 2020. Gay ops were afoot, and the gay ops didn't do anything. Amazing. AP vote case. Now, see, here's here's what I was talking about, though, and and this might be why there we aren't getting the 2014 Ukraine coup poll uh, tactic. Okay, where and and, and th I think they also did this uh, somewhat in 2020. So what they'll do is, as you're experiencing the lead up to the election, they'll drop a bunch of completely fake polls showing the candidate they want to put in there up whatever a ridiculous amount so then when they steal it they can go well of course this happened uh, joe biden it was up or if trump wins they go well that's impossible and this is what they did in ukraine well that's impossible that's impossible um you know our candidate was up so much something must have something must be rigged so I wondered why we're not seeing that yet, and maybe it's because they're trying to astroturf this talking point that Nikki Haley would beat Biden. And it's like, oh, yeah, Nikki Haley, she would destroy Biden. No, she wouldn't. 
there's no way for Nikki Haley to win in a Republican primary. The only way, and frankly, and I forget who I was watching, they were pointing out how difficult it would be to even pull off the gay op at the uh, convention. I think it's called a brokered convention. It looks like that's not even possible at this point. We'll see. I mean, these people are crazy. So maybe that's why they're, you know, because, oh, look at all these. Yeah, if you're going to um, have polls where you're going to ask Democrats, Democrats uh, would know how to answer, oh, yeah, Nikki Haley would beat Joe Biden. I'll vote for Nikki Haley. And then, of course, when the time comes, they're pulling the lever for uh, Joe Biden. So the whole thing is a fucking gay op. It's not going to work, um, but I, I do expect a whole bunch of Ukraine color revolution polling as we get closer to the election. We'll see. And if it doesn't happen, it means that they're not really, look, they're always going to cheat, but it doesn't look like, if, if we don't get that polling, it looks like they're, they're maybe using, focusing, they're going to use any method, but they're going to focus on the post-election period of time for their real, you know, uh, Hail Mary and uh, they've already talked about it, you know, uh, not certifying the election, various things. So, um, but it does look like there's a solid chance here that Trump gets an election night win, uh, and they, they they use other means to try to take him out. We'll see. Um, so, if if this if Donald Trump Jr. was a uh, Democrat, this would be, oh, this is because Donald Trump and Trump supporters share memes on the internet. And they criticize Letitia James and all of these fucking ridiculous people that are going after Trump. And that's why they should not be allowed to talk. But in this instance, because Don Jr. is a conservative, they don't give a fucking shit. They're happy this happened. Don, uh, Donald Trump Jr. received an envelope with white powder, hazmat team dispatched. Donald Trump Jr. reportedly received an envelope with a mysterious white powder inside of it. That a hazmat team has been investigating at his Florida home. News of the incident broke Monday after multiple trucks were spotted outside his home in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, around the same time, the Daily Beast released the initial report. Trump Jr. appeared to be active on social media to promote an interview on Rumble uh, with Scott Pressler. Oh, that's good. And he's interviewing Scott Pressler. Hopefully, what I would like to know, and I don't know if anyone asked uh, Lara Trump, okay, Larry Trump, I look, I understand. Like, yeah, would it be great if, if uh, Scott Pressler was the head of the RNC? Of course. That's probably not practical. Um, that would be my vote, but whatever. I would like to someone to ask Larry Trump, are you going to talk to Scott Pressler and have a business or professional relationship? Because Rona McDaniel ignored him, which is insane because Scott Pressler... Scott, all he does is register Republican voters. That's it. That's all he does. Nonstop. He goes from state to state and registers the fucking shit out of Republicans. He has, he, he has, and I'm, there's other people too, but he has helped Republicans in certain states catch up. You know, they might be, I whatever the number is, 5,000, 10,000 behind Democrats and they try to catch up. And it's fantastic. He does great work. Okay, so anyway, Rona McDaniel completely ignored him. So I, I, the question for Lara Trump, if she's taken over and this other guy from North Carolina, you're taking over the RNC, great. What do you think about Scott Pressler? What's the plan for, for Scott Pressler? Uh, but no one, I don't think, has anyone asked that? I would like to see someone ask that. Now, maybe someone asked it and I missed it, but I haven't seen it. 
Former president's son has been active alongside his father on the campaign trail. Aside from the white powder, the envelope reportedly contained a death threat and a bunch of corporate media narratives. So a corporate media uh, influenced death threat here. So, But they will probably completely ignore it. But if you uh, criticize Nancy Pelosi, you're responsible for all the ills of society. Now let's talk about Ass Willis. Uh, former employees reveal Ass Willis's extreme DEI training, forced to associate white with bad, judges ranked on skin color. Um, there was also some guy that testified today. Um, oh, look, the bottom line is the evidence is overwhelming that Fannie Willis is corrupt. The guy testifying today was trying to protect her. It was obvious. It was ridiculous. The judge has all the information he needs to make the right call. So all we're waiting to see is whether or not he makes the right call. I think he's probably going to uh, give like a speech about how you really need to avoid the appearance of, uh, of corruption. But, you know, I've not seen enough to take you off the case. That's probably what's going to happen. Uh, I hope I'm wrong about that. Hopefully they take her ass off the case. But um, the way that the testimony was going today, it seemed like the judge basically allowed this guy to lie. Now, maybe he just is going to let it play out. So then when he gives his ruling, he's going to be like, you motherfuckers were lying and I'm um, taking you off. So maybe. But, you know, this guy, I, I, most of these judges are fucking corrupt. So when you come across a good one, it's like a unicorn. Like that guy in uh, Orange County. Amazing. I uh, Put that guy on the Supreme Court. That guy was like a, a reasonable person. Anyway, Fulton County District Attorney asked Willis subjected her employees to mandatory race training, forcing the entire office to rate black or white skin colors as either good or bad, according to training slides and videos obtained by Breitbart. If you didn't participate in the quiz, you got fired. Sources who shared the race training with Breitbart wished to remain anonymous for fear of retribution due to their direct knowledge of the corrupt and hostile work environment. Sources described the race training as a directive straight from Ass, who injected racism into the office from the second she got hired. Ass won uh, the election in 2020 and is up for re-election in November. Um, dubbed an implicit bias test, a Harvard website generated the diversity, equity, and inclusion slides that made some sources feel ashamed of being white employees. Ass has some guy be live for roughly eight hours. He was a former member of Bathhouse Barry's White House. The training suggested the United States was founded on the sins of white men and the slaughter of Native Americans. Uh, one person says, I thought it was so wrong. Another source says, Ass pulled it off as diversity training, but it was more of an attack on the race relations thing. One element of the training described by a source was a slide test where users had to choose to move an image of a white person to the block that said bad in order to complete the program. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So then this is uh, all the slides and shit. All right. Is that it? Amazing. Breitbart also obtained a race training video that ranked the most racist judges as described by a source with knowledge of the training. The video, which played during the race training session, mentioned Florida, not Georgia, and used statistics not based on Fulton County data. It also spoke about judges being partisans, although judges in Georgia run unaffiliated. The audio of the clip was muted to protect the identity of the source who provided it. The allegations of extremist training on racial issues are the latest revelation in the D.A. Ass Willis scandal. Multiple 
Sources told Breitbart that Nathan Wade, Ass's one-time lover and fellow Trump prosecutor, was a key decision-maker on which employees to hire and fire. The accusation of Wade's previously unreported service for the district attorney's office raises ethical and conflict of interest concerns. It also raises questions about whether Ass, or excuse me, Wade and Ass uh, have been forthright about their timeline of their affair. In addition, multiple sources familiar with the Fulton County District Attorney's Office told Breitbart the Biden administration planted Democrat operative Jeff DeSantis inside Fulton County. Let's get into this. Biden administration planted operative Jeff DeSantis in S. Willis's office to target Trump. So add this to the bukkake of evidence of the no evidence at all that Joe Biden is behind any of this. Add that, add this to the bukkake of evidence of the no evidence at all, which eventually will turn into, well, of course we had to do it. It's a good thing. Of course it happened. The Biden regime planted a homosexual Democrat operative inside Fulton County District Attorney S. Willis's office to target Donald Trump. If the Biden regime planted the operative, as sources say, it would present a strong argument that the regime interfered in the 24 election. Breitbart granted the sources anonymity to discuss the attorney's office for fear of retribution. The sources have direct knowledge of the environment at the DA's office, which they characterized as corrupt. One significant figure is overlooked in the Fulton County scandal concerning Fulton County prosecutor S. Willis and her alleged lover and fellow prosecutor Nathan Wade. Meet Jeff DeSantis, the county's deputy district attorney with professional experience. Far greater than the average county employee, DeSantis worked on Ass's 2020 campaign and was the former executive director of the Democrat Party of Georgia with extensive knowledge of campaign finance law. He is also the deputy director of compliance for the DNC. Sources credit DeSantis with colluding with the White House to target Trump. DeSantis did this, one source said. He is the one. He is the one pulling all the strings. He was the one that uh, walled her ass off. He was in every important meeting. He is the brainchild behind this. That is the connection to the White House. So he's basically the Norm Eisen of the operation, which I wouldn't be surprised if Norm Eisen was also involved in this. There rarely are there gay ops without the fingerprints of Norm Eisen and Mary McCord uh, involved. With that said, uh, this is a guy named DeSantis, not any relation to Ron DeSantis, by the way. Citing his deep history and connections to the Democrat Georgia machine, sources told Breitbart that they were 100% certain that DeSantis was the inside man planted in the Fulton County office by the Biden regime. DeSantis is the one pulling the strings on the whole thing. Everybody heard Ass testify. It's no secret that she's not that smart. That is how she sounds and acts every day of the week. Anyone that has common sense knows the White House has been involved in this prosecution. This shouldn't just miraculously happen, of course. Ass is not going to prosecute the former president without the current administration's approval. Exactly. But see, they love using black people as human shields. So they get this 70 IQ fat pig, okay? And then when she says stupid shit and you go, out, wow, she's kind of dumb. They're like, you hate black people. It's like, no, she's a fucking dumb whore. I don't know what to tell you. Um, she is one person. The idea that she represents all black people, that's retarded. So, but that's what they, you know, in, in Detroit, right, they get these uh, poll workers and they're, they're putting the cardboard on, the, on the, the windows so the observers can't observe the count. Something completely insane, right? And then if a person says, hey, look what they're doing. They'll go, oh, you hate black people. 
It's ridiculous. <clears throat> you can respond. You say, well, that's besides the point. You know, just throw the game board on them. Just destroy the game board like the guy in Seinfeld. Anyway, answer how you want. Sources speculated that DeSantis was instrumental in selecting grand jurors for the Trump case based on voter registration data. Part of why you're raising the money as a candidate is to get money to buy the data about who, who are your voters. DeSantis, as the former head of the state, the Democratic Party, he's going to know the data in Georgia. There's not one conservative person on that grand jury. Sources also revealed DeSantis was a member of ASS's transition team after she won this election in November. Uh, DeSantis helped uh, Wade select employees for the new office. DeSantis was there in the capacity to be a political strategist, hiding in the DA's office. As Breitbart reported Sunday, Wade is a prosecutor on the Trump case, and he selected the office employees. Wade made the decision to hire or fire employees. Obviously, DeSantis was telling him who to hire and fire. The revelation of Wade's previously unreported position as the former personnel decision maker for the DA's office raises ethical conflict of interest uh, uh, concerns. Yeah, but we'll see. It's all it's going to be up to this judge. I have no faith in the judge. We'll see. We'll see what he does. But uh, yeah, not surprising at all. Here is Jonathan Turley giving some pretty reasonable analysis on the S. Willis Scandal. George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley asserted on Tuesday that Fulton County District Attorney S. Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade's election interference case against Trump was falling apart. A judge re recently held a hearing to determine whether S. should be disqualified from her case over allegations she financially benefited by appointing Wade her romantic partner. They both made contradictions in their testimonies during the hearing. He says, now, the S team kept on preventing questions from the opposing counsel, who's trying to show that, in fact, this attorney that supported their original motion, that this relationship began long before Nathan Wade was hired. Now, whether we're going to finally see those questions answered is something we will be watching closely today, but the case seems to be unraveling for S and Wade. So, w clearly, they spooked this guy who was supposed to testify today. He was very evasive. They probably told him, we're going to fucking kill you if you answer anything honestly. And so, ultimately, it's going to come down to whether the judge, uh, you know, rules correctly or not. Um, he says, in their testimony, there was a great deal of contradiction, particularly for Mr. Wade. Some of his earlier sworn statements appear to be irreconcilable with the facts he later testified to. That's a nice way of saying that people believe he may have lied under the earlier sworn statement. That's pretty serious because these two are prosecuting people for making false statements and filing false papers with the courts. They clearly lied. And so uh, that's been determined. And we'll see what the judge does. All right. This is going so poorly that it's one of the few Democrat narratives that does not have unity. Normally, they are completely in lockstep with each other. You got this guy. Now, this guy, no matter what, is a fucking whore, okay? I don't... This changes nothing. He's a CNN whore. But it's pretty funny talking about Letitia James. Um, and you can put... Whether it's Ass Willis, Letitia James, all these people. They're, it's all the same. So Letitia is gloating about the Trump verdict, and this guy was like, this looks terrible. A CNN legal analyst called out Democrat Attorney General Letitia James of New York Monday over social media posts about the 354 uh, uh, gorillion, fagillion, nigillion dollar judgment against Donald Trump. 
New York pervert judge Arthur Engeron ruled February 16th that Trump was to pay the 354-gorillion-fagillion-nagillion dollars and banned him from being an officer or director for any company for three years. He says, Honing, I think it's a terrible look, and you showed this before what the Attorney General's been doing the last several days, every day tweeting out plus 114000 whatever dollars in interest. She's mocking him. Let's be honest. She's rubbing it in his face. She's gloating. It's not a good look when Donald Trump's argument to the public and to his voters is she targeted me politically. Now we know she ran for office. She said it a dozen times during her campaign for AG. Vote for me. I'll go after Trump. Now she's piling on and sort of reveling in it. And if I was advising her, I would tell her to knock it off. Now, what's interesting about this is... My understanding, and this was, I was watching Barnes and uh, Viva the other night, and uh, Barnes was talking about how if they decide, so New York has the option to wait for the appeal before collecting, or they can collect now. The thing is, it's a risk if they can collect now. No sane person would collect now, because if you collect now and Trump wins, you're going to owe him a fuck ton of money and interest. But New York's not run by normal people. New York's run by 70 IQ AIDS commies. So it looks like Latidia is going to try to uh, collect now. And if and, and it's possible this whole thing blows up in her face and she costs taxpayers, I don't know what it would be, millions of dollars potentially. Oh, wouldn't that be the shit? So I'm hoping that scenario plays out. We'll see. But I don't think Trump's going to have any problem getting... Um, any of the money. It's been reported that uh, there was an assassination attempt on Tucker Carlson in Ukraine. The animosity between Tucker Carlson and Ukraine's cokehead homosexual president, Vladimir Zelensky, who killed Coach Red Pill like a bitch. Zelensky killed Coach Red Pill like a fucking bitch. Uh, is palpable with both figures standing over or standing on vastly different grounds, both politically and morally. Tucker, known for his advocating of peace and stability, stands in sharp contrast with the cokehead homosexual who's often depicted as a ruthless leader caught up in widespread corruption that likes to wear ladies' clothes, uh, dress up like a faggot, like in uh, ballerina, male ballerina costumes, just uh, shaking his penis and playing uh, piano with his penis. It's just, it's unseemly. Why does everyone have to be a homosexual? I don't know. It's just, it's too much. Tucker Carlson has not held back in his savage criticism of the cokehead homosexual running Ukraine, especially last year at this time when he passionately argued the cokehead homosexual had been eager to get your sons to Ukraine to die on behalf of his country. He also stated the cokehead homosexual is not a hero. He's an anti-hero. He's a destroyer, Tucker said. There's no, loss, there's no love loss between the two men. Recently, Tucker Carlson made headlines with his trip to Moscow for an interview with Vladimir Putin. The conversation caught fire online, challenging the prevailing narrative by suggesting Putin might, might not be the warmonger we've been led to believe he is. The revelation did not sit well with the cokehead homosexual. He was furious. Oh, how dare you. Does Tucker know he displeased the cokehead homosexual running Ukraine? Oh, man. Well, this is what happens when you displease him. Um, it's hardly surprising that Ukraine's intelligence might mark Tucker for scrutiny. This follows closely on the heels of what they reportedly did to an independent journalist, Coach Redpill, who criticized Ukraine, a situation that Tucker Carlson has extensively covered. 
Russia has announced they've detained an individual allegedly paid by Ukraine to murder Tucker Carlson near his Four Seasons Hotel. The situation should raise eyebrows across America no matter where you stand politically. It's alarming that up to this point our government has remained silent on these reports, which is bizarre. But even more concerning is how it's becoming a little too common that straying from the progressive agenda or falling back to the current or, or excuse me, failing to back the current regime and its allies can lead to being canceled or effectively erased from the face of the earth. It's a very scary time to be a political dissenter in the U.S. and abroad. Yes, it is. There's thousands of political prisoners right now in United States gulags. So, uh, you know, is it possible Russia's lying? Yeah, it's possible. But Ukraine kills people. Uh, the Zelensky regime kills people. They kill dissidents. So it's very possible this this is real. So, you know, it's a lot of bullshit. So who knows? Here we go. This is, you know, it's roundup season. It's not just roundup season in America, but in all Western countries. They are rounding up political dissenters. And one of the easiest ways to do it is to just make your words um, a, an offense worthy of life in prison. And this is what the AIDS faggot of Canada wants to do. Justin Trudeau, the AIDS faggot of Canada. Now, I am by no means an expert. And uh, I'm definitely not an expert on Canada. And I think there are some people who would say that the official title is Prime Minister. And uh, that may be true, but um, AIDS faggot, that just feels right. So we're going to go with the AIDS faggot of Canada, Justin Trudeau, on this channel. Woke authoritarian agenda. Trudeau liberals propose life sentences for online hate speech. AIDS faggot Justin Trudeau's deeply unpopular regime rolled out new legislation Monday that threatens to radically transform the Canadian legal landscape and equip activists with new means of clamping down on speech they perceive to be hateful. On its face, Bill C-63, the so-called Online Harms Act, contains various uncontroversial elements, such as the promise to tackle child pornography online, while Justice Minister Arif Varani and other liberal officials have emphasized these elements when promoting the bill. The child protections appear only to be a vehicle for the transformative substance of C-63. C-63 would enable Trudeau's leftist government to define hate speech online, create a standalone hate crime, set strict penalties for perceived offenses, and allow concern mongers to file complaints without facing the accused. Conservative leader Pierre Polyver stressed the bill is an attack on freedom of expression. According to the Trudeau government, the bill would create a stronger online protection for children and better safeguard everyone in Canada from online hate, which is not a real thing, and other types of harmful content. To this end, C63 would hold online platforms, including streaming sites and pornographic websites, accountable for the design choices made that lead to the dissemination and amplification of harmful content on their platforms. Legislation has recently been act enacted in the UK with a similar aim. Extra to holding organizations like Facebook, Pornhub, and Twitch responsible for content on their platforms and threatening penalties up to $25 million, C63 would establish an entirely new legislative and regulatory framework, create a brand new digital safety czar, put a definition for hatred in the criminal code, provide increased penalties for existing hate propaganda offenses, and establish a standalone hate crime offense and creating an additional set of remedies for online hate speech in the Canadian Human Rights Act. The uh, legislation defines hatred as, quote, 
the emotion that involves detestation or vilification and that is stronger than disdain or dislike. Content that foments hatred is defined as that which expresses detestation or vilification of an individual or group of individuals on the basis of a prohibited ground of discrimination. And that given the context in which it's communicated, it's likely to foment detestation or vilification of an individual group of individuals on the basis of such prohibited ground. Basically, you're not showing the niggers enough respect, okay? That's really what it is. You're not respecting the niggers enough, guys, and now you have to go to jail. Hate crime offenses include those related to sexual... And the faggots, you're not respecting the faggots enough. <clears throat> and the Zerg, you gotta respect the Zerg, especially when they kill people. You gotta respect the Zerg, okay? You're just not... You're not respecting these people enough. It's a disgrace. Uh, what, are you, what are you, a bigot? What are you, you don't want to be a bigot, do you, bigot? Hate crime offenses, including those related to, um, man, look, oh, holy shit, look at this motherfucker, man, god damn, I, I apologize, you know, I'm trying to, like, do the stream, and you got this fucking AIDS spammer just, uh, absolutely destroying the fucking, uh, the chat with this bullshit, oh, you fucking whore. There you go. Bye-bye. So, again, apologies for that. This is uh, giving Jim Caviezel a bad name because you're such a bitch. And Jim Caviezel, I like Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel has nothing to do with this aid spammer in the chat. And, you know, I'm, I'm a reasonable person. You can post your links in the chat. No problem. But don't be a faggot about it and post it 900 times. Just post it once and then wait like 10 minutes, post it again. You know, there's other people that post stuff and they, they act like adults and they do it fine. But uh, this guy, man, anyway, apologies to the Rumble chat. I did not see that until now. Now I committed a holocaust against the spammer, and hopefully that'll keep him away for at least five minutes. Anyway, um, back to uh, not respecting the dregs of society enough that are used as pawns by the liberals. Um, So-called hate propaganda offenses would land offenders anywhere from a few years in prison to life. The maximum sentence being reserved for those advocating for genocide against an identifiable group, unless, of course, they're white Christians. B, uh, Bill C-63 would afford anyone, including grievance groups, the ability to file complaints with the Canadian Human Rights Commission against users who have posted hate speech online, according to the Trudeau government. The bill would also outline procedures to protect the confidentiality of complaints and witnesses as appropriate. True North News indicated that those... The CHRC finds guilty can be hit with fines of up to 70000 20000 for so-called victims, 50000 for the government if the member panel considers it appropriate, as well as takedown orders for content. Conservative leader Pierre Polyver pres uh, presently poised to defeat Trudeau in the next election. I'll believe that when I see it. I think uh, Canada's elections are very rigged, but we'll see. I'm not an expert uh, on anything and not Canada either, So, but that's my impression. He told Canadian state media ahead of the bill's reveal that he will not accept Trudeau's woke authoritarian agenda, adding the liberal regime should not be deciding what constitutes hate speech. Justin Trudeau said anyone who criticized him during the pandemic was engaging in hate speech. Around the time in 2022, his liberal cabinet members contemplated deploying, deploying tanks against peaceful protesters. Trudeau called the Freedom Convoy truckles, truckers a small fringe minority of people 
who are on their way to Ottawa, who are holding, who are holding unacceptable views that are expressing. What does Justin Trudeau mean when he says the words hate speech? He means that speech he hates. You can assume he will ban all of it. The conservative leaders stress that Trudeau is the last person in Canada who ought to be defining hatred. I point out the irony that someone who spent the first half of his adult life as a practicing racist who dressed up in hideous racist costumes so many times that he, he says he can't remember them all should be the arbiter of what constitutes hate. What he should actually do is look into his own heart and ask himself why he was such a hateful racist. <clears throat> you should also ask himself why, why are you such a faggot, Justin? Man. When asked about the bill last week, Trudeau suggested that criticism of C-63 and the notion that it's censorious amounted to misinformation from the right. So we got to lock those people up. Everyone I don't like has to be locked up. This is where we are. We started out with everyone I don't like is Hitler. Now this has evolved to everyone I don't like has to be locked up. It's roundup season. Um... So, uh, Liberal Justice Minister Varani maintains that C-63 is not another effort to clamp down on speech. That's a lie, Varani. I want to be crystal clear about the Online Harms Act. It does not undermine freedom of speech, blatant lie. It enhances free expression by empowering all people to safely participate in online debate. You should be in prison, street shitter. All right, moving on here. Um, the Biden regime used a parole loophole to free Lakin Riley's murderer into the U.S. Again, this is on purpose. They are purposely trying to get the Zerg to murder as many people as possible. That's why they don't vet them. They're letting these people in unvetted. The illegal alien charged with kidnapping and murdering 22-year-old nursing student Lakin Riley got into the U.S. thanks to Joe Biden's parole pipeline at the nation's poorest southern border. The Zerg uh, from Venezuela was arrested and charged this month with kidnapping and murdering Riley while she was out for a morning run around the University of Georgia campus in Athens, Georgia. ICE officials have since confirmed that the Zerg is an illegal alien who first arrived at the United States-Mexico border in September 2022 near El Paso, Texas. Rather than being held in detention or immediately removed, he was released into the United States interior by Biden's parole pipeline. This is all going according to plan. And we've just, this is just, when it comes to Zerg murder, Zerg violence, Zerg rape, Zerg theft, we, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of it. Biden's parole pipeline is part of the Department of Homeland Security's uh, Alejandro Mayorkas expansive catch and release network at the border where every day thousands of Zerg are apprehended and then promptly released into American towns and cities with the expectation to show up for an immigration hearing years down the road. DHS officials have privately suggested about 5,000 Zerg are released into the United States interior every day under Biden and Mayorkas. The DHS secretary, according to Border Patrol agents, has privately admitted about 85% of all illegal uh, Zergs arriving at the border are released into the American towns and cities. Even after the Zerg was released into the U.S. interior, ICE officials confirmed he was arrested in August 2023 in New York City and charged with injuring a child under 17 years old, as, uh, as well as a motor vehicle violation. 
The city's sanctuary policy, as well as New York State sanctuary law, ensured that the Zerg was freed from jail before ICE agents could request custody of him. It is almost certain if he had been handed over to ICE, he never would have been able to murder this young girl. Uh, so, lots of people have blood on their hands, and uh, but that's what they want. They love it. They love this. This is going according to plan. We are truly a country run by evil people. Now we got this. Migrants, excuse me, the Zerg handed spacious apartments for free as New Yorkers are left paying thousands for tiny rooms. The Zerg in New York City continue to be afforded thousands of dollars monthly in rent-free for apartments and hotel rooms as Big Apple citizens are forced to pay thousands a month for tiny, tiny apartments. The New York Times, for instance, published a lengthy article on February 25th celebrating the resettlement of 120, 170 Zerg who had been moved from city-paid hotel rooms to a suburban central islip and other areas where they're, be, they're being given upwards of $2,500 a month in free rent. One Zerg from Venezuela who moved from a Manhattan hotel where she and her Zerg children had one room, a microwave, a mini fridge, and a table and chair into a spacious two-bedroom apartment in the near eastern suburb gushed about the program. The Zerg said, to come from where we've come from and to be here, for some people, this might be a small apartment, but for me, this is huge. The executive director for one of these uh, NGO groups who belong in prison, working with the government to spread the Zerg around the region, told the Times that they're working to build relationships with landlords, but added it's difficult because of how expensive it is. Many landlords worry that they'll be struck with uh, indignant Zerg once the government subsidies end. Oh yeah, they're going to destroy your fucking property. Expense is also a problem for actual American citizens in the Big Apple. Big Apple. Even as the Zerg are being handed free rent worth thousands, some New Yorkers are being expected to pay over $1,000 a month for an apartment that's barely bigger than a bedroom. One without a kitchen and one that forces tenant to use communal bathrooms. Oh, that's got to be brutal. It's got to be brutal. While the above tiny room for about 1200 a month may not be the norm, other apartments that are not too much larger are going for 2000 a month or to more than 4000 For cramped quarters with tiny bathrooms, little more than a breakfast nook for a kitchen and small narrow space connecting them. Meanwhile, it's been reported that regardless, the program state city governments are the losers in Joe Biden's Zerg crisis as billions of dollars are burned giving freebies to the Zerg to feed, clothe, house, and educate them. Federal agencies are earning billions while cities and states end up on the losing end of the stick. The federal government won an 8.7% profit of $37.5 billion from the resident population of 2.9 million Zerg and a uh, uh, yeah, Zurich and uh, the Department of Health and Human Services said in a recent published report. However, the same report revealed that the Zurich inflicted 7.3% loss of a $21.4 billion on the taxpayers who fund state and local government. So, insane, but uh, this is all according to plan. Sick. So, um, social media users obliterate the FBI after it uses two white female models to boast that they're combating looting by organized gangs. Hilarious. Hilarious. 
The corrupt FBI opened itself up to incredible ridicule online with a post boasting about combating organized retail theft. As a gateway pundit, readers know, looting has become a national crisis thanks to far-left prosecutors in uh, major cities refusing to prosecute retail theft crimes in the name of social justice. Businesses from San Francisco to Washington, D.C. are either closing or moving because young thieves, got to watch out for those young thieves, keep stealing their items while law enforcement does nothing. Uh, come on, Gateway Pundit. Predominantly black. You don't have to, they're not all black. You don't have to say they're all black. I'm a reasonable person. Just be accurate. Predominantly black. That's all. That's it. It's everyone knows. Everyone fucking knows. It's the dumbest shit ever to deny it. Oh my God. Amazing. The hard truth is primarily... Oh, hey, hey, by the way, hey, let me retract. Let me retract. Gateway, we, we're, we're, we're good. Here we go. I should have just kept reading. You know, I was assuming because, you know, the daily... I was assuming. I shouldn't have assumed. Here we go. The hard truth is primarily young people of color are committing retail thefts as part of organized flash mobs, though the media conveniently avoids addressing this fact. There we go. No problem. I retract my criticism. That's all you got to say. You can describe it however you want. You can use whatever words you want. I'm not the nigger police. I don't tell people you have to use this word or that word. No, no, no. Use whatever words you... You're saying young people of color. Okay, that's fine. That's not the term I would have selected, but that's fine. It's up to you. It's up to you. But here is the FBI post in question using two attractive white women. <laughs> Now, are there attractive white women that steal? Yes, there are. But again, statistically speaking, they are in the minority. And a lot of times, white people, as they should be, are prosecuted when they commit crimes. Whereas these black criminals many times are let back right out on the street, which is ridiculous. Even when they kill someone, like when they killed that Hispanic family, the mother and daughter. The FBI decided to use two white female models to assure the public that they were focused on stopping retail theft. When was the last time anyone saw a mob of white girls stealing from a Target or CVS? No, I've never seen that. I've seen mobs with, with a couple white people in it. There's that hilarious video from the Fentanyl Floyd riots where a whole bunch of black people are looting a uh, Target and then there's this one white guy with a Lego set. Like... That's all he wanted was a Lego set. Motherfucker. Okay, so uh, my opinion is don't steal. And if you steal, you should go to jail. If you're going to steal, though, at least steal a bunch of them. What are you stealing one foot? Because you know what? This motherfucker was going to go home and put that set together. That's why. That's why. He wasn't going to flip it. He was just going to go home and do a Lego. There's something hilarious about that. With that said, don't steal, and you should be arrested. I don't care what you were going to do with that Lego set. Okay? You got to pay for it. And if you don't want to pay, listen, my white friend, I understand you don't want to pay the price for Legos because they're very overpriced. You got to just order the fucking bootlegs from AliExpress. Okay? So that was probably a $100 Lego set. Order it from AliExpress for 20. The bricks are almost the same. They're not exactly the same, but they're almost the same. Okay? So just chill the fuck out. Don't steal. But that video was funny. This politically correct nonsense was not lost on social media users who proceeded to destroy the FBI online. And wokeness says, but why aren't they wearing MAGA hats? That's pretty funny. I'm pretty sure those are the ones doing all the shoplifting. Hilarious. 
next guy guys there just weren't any photos of the actual lootings to choose from and then they show this uh these pictures here next person clearly the shoplifting epidemic is being led by well-dressed white women in their 20s named caitlin that's <laughs> funny um this next guy says the fbi also wants everyone to be aware of the increase in kkk activities and they have these uh, well-dressed black men uh this guy says gemini took control of the fbi's account by the way speaking of gemini i had a viewer send me this shit wild gemini is so broken a viewer sent me some screenshots of gemini who lectured him because he wanted gemini to talk about tie fighters you can't even ask gemini about star wars it gives you a lecture that there's more important things to talk about and talking about fiction somehow is an unsafe activity that could lead to stereotypes so this this is like insane and like what stereotypes is star wars going to lead to there's nothing going on in star wars that's racial that's, that i'm aware of they make everything about race you know look you can not like how i phrase it but i'm telling you no matter what you did this is a cult this is a death cult. It's also a, a, a racial cult. Uh, they, they weaponize race. That's why I think it should be rebelled at at the highest possible legal level that you can. And, you know, sometimes when you're talking about online, there's a couple buzzwords, a couple key words that you can use that is like the absolute nuclear bomb of rebellion. Um, one day, maybe it'll be different. I'm hoping that uh, the word bitch becomes very offensive. Because right now, nigger and faggot are the number one and number two most offensive words. And faggot is making a uh, return uh, uh, on online, and, and more people are using it. And so you got the faggot girl number one, Melanie Mack. She keeps saying it. And she's kind of like, you know, she's like a, she's not a liberal, but she's kind of like a normie conservative. You know, she's like a good Christian girl. I don't know if that's true. You know, I, I look, however you represent yourself online, I just hope that you're consistent with how you represent yourself. So if you're a Bible person and you're having Bible study, then I hope you're doing all the Bible things and you're not being a hypocrite. So and so far, so good with her. Then you got this uh, Hispanic smash. Forget her name, Perez. She, uh, and by the way, she not only has multiple times said faggot, she also says nigger on her show, which is like totally I'm like, this is, more people are doing it. This is fantastic. You don't have to do it. You can choose your rebellion the way that suits you. Some people are polite. You can go the polite route. That's fine. But anyway, my point is more and more people are saying these words online, uh, which is absolutely uh, fantastic. And I'm just hoping the word bitch gets, I had a, I had a fantasy the other day. <clears throat> I don't know if this is uh, normal or not. But I was thinking about what scenario could possibly play out in which bitch would be considered like a top three all-time uh, offensive word. Like what would transpire? And, then I, and I had this fantasy that just popped into my head. Here it is. Joe Biden is no longer president and cunt Mala Harris is put in his place. And so she is giving her inaugural speech as the new president. And similar to when that, that guy told Obama, you lie, or similar to when the Iranian or Iraqi, whatever the fuck it was, threw his shoe at George Bush, 
what we would have is a guy stand up in the middle of her speech and say, you bitch, in the way... I can't even pronounce it the way it would need to be pronounced, but says the word bitch in such a gut-punchy gut way that it would become the biggest, oh my God, how dare you? And then the corporate media would go insane and start talking about how offensive it is to call a woman a bitch. How dare you? Oh God, would that not be the greatest thing ever? Please elevate bitch to where nigger and faggot is. That's my fantasy. That's what I, I would like. If you're paying attention to the epithet stock market, I would like bitch to go to the moon. Okay, because see, I, there's certain words that I that I find more satisfying than others. And bitch is really the t faggot and bitch are like the top. Fuck faggot and bitch are my favorite ones. Um, <clears throat> and and frankly, if nigger was n was not as offensive as it was, I don't really I wouldn't even say it because it's just not it's not it's, it's an ugly word. It's an ugly word. And I'm not even talking about the history. I'm just talking about the way it sounds. It's, it, re it reminds me of cunt. I'm not a fan of cunt. Cunt's an ugly word, okay? I'm not offended by it. I like the offense that it causes, but it's just not, it's not a beautiful word. It's not like faggot and bitch uh, or, or, or uh, faggoty ass bitch. See, those types of phrases, they just roll off the tongue. It's beautiful. It's like artwork. But uh, I really hope. So I don't know. Is that a... Is, is that the sign of a well-adjusted person that I had a fantasy pop into my head that someone would call uh, Kantmala Harris a bitch in such a way that it would cause a national meltdown? Anyway, that's the kind of stuff I fantasize about. I don't know if, what the hell that says, but that's, oh my God, could you imagine? That would be great. Anyway, here we go. And so then they get have all these people dunking on the FBI and... Uh, it is what it is. But anyway, I don't know how we got on this uh, bitch fantasy that I had. But anyway, it is what it is. But by the way, shout out to all the people in all the different facets of the internet. You know, you got these kind of like polite, more polite areas where people are kind of, you know, like for example, Chrissy Mayer. Chrissy Mayer, a comedian. Um, this is, oh, this is a crazy thing. She, um, I don't, she was the one that, like, there was a bunch of trannies that were walking out of her show, and she made a harpoon joke about a whale, which I liked. And, because uh, that's, if you, you, you never apologize, you have to just mock these people. So I like that. I like that, that, that attitude. Anyway, some lunatic tranny activist pepper sprayed her. And by the way, she's, like, super pregnant. So they pepper sprayed this pregnant woman. But anyway, what I liked is that when she talked about it, she called him a faggot. Now, what, what's ridiculous is Twitter uh, froze her account because she, she caused, she, excuse me, she called someone who pepper sprayed a pregnant woman over speech. She called him a faggot and Twitter uh, uh, penalized the account. So Twitter needs to do a lot better. People are going to say words, okay? And people should be allowed to say words. And again, it's like this weird leftist ideological thing where you have to respect people that do fucked up shit and that what's more important is how you refer to the evildoer rather than focusing on what the evildoer did. Crazy. Fucking crazy. That's why I say you, know, you guys are not respecting the niggers enough. That's what that means. Just, uh, it's incredible. What the hell's going on in our society? Oh, but, oh, God. As I say, it's incredible what's going on in our society. I forgot about this. I forgot about this. I don't even know. Oh, I don't even know how to do this one. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. On this channel, you are aware 
that I've recently uh, said that uh, I failed at trying to come up with the craziest leftist thing. So for a while, when I tried to come up with the craziest thing about leftists, I, I thought, what's the craziest thing that could happen? And I came up with this term, mandatory cock. This idea that eventually, eventually you would be required to fuck trannies, whether you wanted to or not. Most people don't want to fuck trannies. That's why there's a problem. That's why a lot of them are pissed off. Not all of them. Some of them I don't have a problem with. They don't bother anyone. But these that I'm about to talk about, they bother a lot of people. They're a big fucking problem because they molest and poison children. So, I had said the other day that uh, I could not... I, I failed to come up with the most insane thing because while we don't have mandatory cock quite yet, there's been kind of some... Some, some things that have happened that you could kind of categorize as mandatory cock, but we don't yet have, you know, door-to-door -door, uh, government officials uh, coming to your door to force you, Jehovah's Witness style, to fuck trannies. So that's not happening yet. But anyway, um, I had said I, I hadn't, my, my mind couldn't get depraved enough, and I came across something that was worse than mandatory cock, and unlike mandatory cock, is currently happening in our society. And that would be the pedophile trannies who are simultaneously poisoning and molesting babies. So how do they go about this? Well, what happens is you get these lunatic pedophile men, and what they do is that they juice themselves up with estrogen to such a level that their nipples... And this is hard... By the way, I... This is, look, I like it when people, you know, submit stories about, like, shit, and I find it funny, because I have, like, the mind of a 10-year-old. I freely admit that, and I understand that that humor is not for everyone. I understand that. This shit that I'm talking about here is truly the most disturbing topic I have ever covered, and, and, I, wonder, and I, I wonder if I were to ask some of the commentators that I watch... Uh, is there a story, what's the most disturbing story you've ever come across? Because I can't find one more disturbing than this. But the most disturbing story that I ever covered, ladies and gentlemen, is about to get worse. Because uh, you know what? I say this all the time. Other people have been saying this for years. No matter how bottom of the barrel you think it's going to get with commies, they just manage to scrape a little more under the bottom of the barrel. So I had said the worst thing that I ever covered, the, the worst story, um, the thing that's not only worse than mandatory cock, but is actually happening now, is the pedophile trannies breastfeeding uh, 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 babies with the poisonous secretions on, in their male nipples caused by taking too much estrogen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there is a new factor that we have to add to the worst story that I've ever covered, and that is AIDS. So take now the worst fucking degeneracy that you could pretty much come up with. Uh, because, like I said, this is not just poisoning children, this is also sexually abusing children. Babies, to be, to, to be exact. Well, now we have AIDS to add to this sick equation of debauchery and insanity. This is the publica. 
HIV-positive tranny male boasts of breastfeeding infant sparks outrage on social media. You like that one? Now, that, now then, as soon as I saw this, I was like, wow, so it's worse. It's actually worse. The worst thing is worse. And now the question is, is this going to get even... How, how, how much worse can it get? Because it's always going to get worse. It's always going to get worse. Here we go. An AIDS-infested tranny pedophile in Canada who claims that he breastfeeds his child has sparked outrage after sharing photos of himself at a lactation clinic with the baby. The um, AIDS-infested tranny pedophile began identifying as a woman in December of 2022 and has been doing himself, excuse me, dosing himself with progesterone rectally. According to the pro-woman news outlet Redux, images were posted three months ago on the subreddit Translator for men who transitioned at an older age. In the post titled Milk Baby Milk, 52-year-old pedophile AIDS-infested tranny shared a series of photos expressing his excitement about people about being able to breastfeed as an infant. You know, you know, you know how sometimes the Daily Wire will say, hey, these shooters, we don't say their names because we don't want to bring them any undue attention. And, and, and outlets are free to have whatever policy they want. I have a policy now, and it goes as follows. Um, I, names are only for human beings. So if you're a Zerg, if you are a violent criminal of any kind, you no longer are a human. You are an animal. So this guy's not a human. Now, I understand that some authorities and some outlets put the name in there for the sake of the news story. No problem. I have no problem with that. I will never tell someone, you have to do it the way I'm doing it. I'm just saying that um, I don't assign animals names. So the name of this guy doesn't fucking matter to me. Uh, so fuck this guy. He belongs, and I'm being nice, he belongs in prison. That's like nice, so nice. That's like the nicest. That's as good as it's going to get. But anyway, that's my policy now. So I will just refer to the people as either Zergs, pedophiles, or whatever they are. Whatever evil, sick group that they belong to that's being used to destroy the country, that's how we're going to go from now on. So, now we have, uh, who is this quote? The Post by the pedophile AIDS-infested tranny. Uh, and of course, when you're uh, doing the voice of a tranny, you got to make sure you get the voice right, you know, you, uh, you got to make sure. So here we go. Turns out that one indisputable benefit of being trans femme is that you can be pregnant and get drunk with no undue problems. Malt is spectacular for lactation. So for trans femme moms, a beer is actually beneficial. I have a baby almost nine months old. This baby is staggeringly meaningful because their presence in my life is astoundingly unlikely. Yet they are and they're perfect and I can't wait to connect through breastfeeding. Yeah, you're sexually molesting your baby. We all know it, you freak. We all fucking know it. Okay? So that's what's going on here. And in addition to sexually molesting your baby, you're also poisoning it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. 
continuing, the AIDS-infested pedophile tranny explains that being able to breastfeed his child is something he wished for for decades, and that his breasts are getting bigger. He said, quote, I have gone from having lean pectoral muscle in March to full B-cups now and growing fast. I am humbled by my staggering privilege and my accessibility to medical expertise. I have five physicians in three clinics in two world-class hospitals helping me. That includes the Goldfarb Clinic. Fans of induced lactation will recognize the name. Well, look, I don't know a lot about Goldfarb, but uh, if they're helping you here, then we might as well put this name with the name of the guy that wrote the tranny books. The fuck was that guy's name? The hell was that guy's name? Man. I don't know. Some fucking shit. People in the chat will know the name. So we'll just put it up with that guy's name. No problem. This is who you associate yourself with. It is absolutely, utterly incredible. Anyway, it is what it is. Continuing. December 7th is Milk Day. I declare its infamy redeemed. We should remember milk, not blood. Shots in order. Me tonight, December 3rd, going to a dear friend's birthday party. Um, me with my prized mother's milk tea. These are all perverts. They're all like, this is a sexual thing. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Oh, the uh, street shitter is, uh, well, it's not street shitter spammers, but uh, let me just, uh, sorry, get rid we're just being uh, absolutely destroyed on Rumble right now with utter fucking... Uh, thank you, chat, Midnight in Exile. Magnus Hirschfield. So I will now put Gold, Goldfarb with Magnus Hirschfield. Because if you are using... My understanding, because Goldfarb has been brought up, uh, and the reason in previous articles, because apparently there's a method called the Goldfarb method when it comes to um, women... How, you know, if there are women who are having trouble breastfeeding, the Goldfarb me uh, uh, method is what's used, apparently. Um, but there's no indication that this was ever to be used for men, because that's insane. So if Goldfarb is going to use their name uh, to help pedophiles sexually abuse babies, then they should be up there with Magnus Hirschfeld. Anyway, in addition to sharing about his journey with AIDS on Reddit and admitting he's aware he could possibly transmit the virus through breast milk, so they know. And of course, what I like here is the publica puts breast milk in quotes because it's obviously ridiculous. That's good on the publica. Pearson also made a post on the pedophile tranny board on Reddit explaining how to insert progesterone rectally rather than orally. And then he uh, basically, I guess he just likes to finger his ass with the suppository. He just goes on to explain that whole process. Despite many expressing concern for the child's health and safety, uh, the pedophile AIDS-infested tranny also explained that he will potentially be involved in a study about breastfeeding while being HIV positive. The 
eight infested pedophile tranny came out as a tranny in December 2022 after performing in a drag show for his friend's birthday. In a post shared earlier this month, he recalled an instance of trying on women's clothing at a thrift store and saying the first moment he believed he was a woman. Well, you're delusional. You're clearly a man. He said, I realized the beautiful curvy woman in the mirror was the real me and I could be her every day. After more than two decades of stealth resistance, 87 days later, I started Spiro. 14 days after Estradol, now I'm loving my boobs. Having curves without fakery is amazing. It, it's all fakery. It's a freak show. I've said before, I would rather associate with the freaks at the Funhouse from the movie Funhouse, the Toby uh, Hooper, Toby Hopper, Toby Hooper, what was his name, Toby Hooper? I think Toby Hooper. I'd rather, you know, the guy with the Frankenstein mask is a pleasure compared to you, whether the mask is on or off. Oh my God, incredible. Disturbingly, Pearson was a men's rights activist before coming out as transgender involved with a Voice for Men, a nonprofit. That's fucked up. That is some fucked up shit. So there we go. So the worst possible degeneracy in our society, because it deals with children, in this case babies, probably the most helpless, innocent people in our society, uh, add AIDS to the mix. Now they're going to give the baby AIDS. Amazing. All right, that's a hell of a story right there. And then this is a Revolver pointing out that Judge Kaplan, uh, which is not surprising, helped a pedophile uh, get off. That would be uh, Prince uh, Andrew. And uh, so they had some coverage of that. I'll, I'll paraphrase the rest of these because we'll get to some videos soon. Um, then also, you won't be surprised, this is a DEI judge that let this animal out after the animal murdered a mother and daughter via vehicular homicide, and uh, they put him out on the street immediately so he can kill more people. Um, let's see. Microsoft bragging about paying minorities more than whites. This is not surprising. This is called uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, let me see if there's anything. Uh, we'll, we'll do this one and then uh, get to some videos. Uh, Canada's liberal... Oh, I think we already covered this. Yeah, the uh, online censorship bill is advancing. So, yeah, it's basically the same thing. So, yeah, the AIDS commies in Canada are uh, trying to put people in jail for life for engaging in hate speech. This is why you can't give them a word. You can't give them a subject. So whatever word they choose to say is off limits, it must be said, not by everyone, but by some people, and same with the topics. If they tell you patient zero of topics is probably the Holocaust, um, maybe there was one before that that you were forbidden to question. But this is why, even if you believe the Holocaust is real, whatever. I'm not a Holocaust person. I don't really give that much of a fuck. I don't think people should be killed or abused, so I have that general statement. But, you know, whether it's the Holocaust, the Armenian Genocide, whatever the fuck else, it's, you know, don't, don't fuck with people and don't uh, treat people poorly. That's it. You can apply that to anything. I'm not going to suck any atrocities dick 
And uh, generally speaking, since they lie about everything, it, it seems stands to reason that they're lying about some of these other things, particularly the narratives that are used for political expediency. Now, I don't really know uh, that much about the Armenian uh, genocide other than Cenk Uygur was a denier for a while. Um, but I've not seen that used politically for any sort of, I mean, maybe, maybe in other countries, I'm not too aware of that, but in America, I don't. There's never been any sort of penalty or advocacy, you know. In a, there's no like, uh, you know, like you're not going to get your bank account taken if you deny the Armenian genocide. So, um, but as far as um, narratives that you're not allowed to question, obviously the Holocaust you're not allowed to question. But the point is. Now, if the Armenians said, hey, if you better not deny our genocide or we're going to take your bank account, well, then I'd tell them to fuck off, too. I've just not seen the Armenians do that. The Armenians just kind of basically, you know, show up sometimes to TYT and they're like, hey, what's going on? You're, you're Armenian. You're working for this Armenian genocide denying uh, outlet. And then Anna Kasparian says, oh, well, you're just you just don't like that I'm a strong woman. <laughs> It's a terrible argument, but that's what they do. They don't. They're not taking Anna Kasparian's bank account. But anyway, so you, this, the point is, you can't give them anything because if you give anyone anything to say is off limits, then they come for the next thing and they come for the next thing, and before you know it, you got a bill like this in Canada where they're trying to do life in prison over a person that believes in basic biology. That's not good. That's not good. So anyway. Hopefully the Overton window can be completely annihilated, but we will see. All right, let's get to some videos here. Speaking of which, TYT. Harvard poll shows devastating reality for anti-Trumpers. That's fantastic. Uh, this is going to be very interesting. Let's see. A new Harvard University, a new a Harvard University poll a spells more trouble for President Joe Biden and his chances of getting reelected in the general election. Now, what this poll did was look at the favorability for Donald Trump, for Joe Biden, along with other candidates, Nikki Haley, RFK Jr. They were involved in this poll as well. But for the purposes of this discussion, we're gonna focus on Trump versus Biden, since that is very likely going to be the outcome of the general election. So they found that in addition to boasting a six point lead over President Joe Biden, 48% to 42%. Trump's favorability rating has recovered to the point where he is now seen positively by a plurality of the country. So this is the first time a poll has shown this result for Trump. And we have been noticing that polls have shown Trump increase his lead against Joe Biden in the swing states. And that's where the numbers really matter. Now we're seeing some movement when it comes to the favorability of both candidates. While 36% of the 2022 respondents indicated that they view Trump very unfavorably and an additional 11% view him at least somewhat unfavorably. 30% say they view him very favorably and an additional 20% view him at least somewhat favorably. So at least 50% of the respondents have a somewhat favorable view to very favorable view of Donald Trump. When you look at Biden, the numbers aren't as aren't as high, let's put it that way. So by contrast, Biden is not as favorable among the electorate according to this Harvard University poll. Let's take a look at the numbers. 
39% view the incumbent very favorably and 15% more at least view him somewhat unfavorably. So Biden's favorable numbers summed meanwhile add up to only 43%, whereas for Trump, it added up to 50%. That means that while Trump's head is above water, for what seems like the first time in ages, Biden is underwater by 11. And Biden also, remember, desperately needs to win the swing states in order to win the general election. But if you go back to 2020, when the majority of the American electorate was really dissatisfied with Trump's handling of COVID, and they were more willing to support Biden just to get Trump out. That situation is really not at play in this general election. So for instance, if you go back to 2020, Biden did win a lot of these swing states, but by a very narrow margin. We might have millions of people watching this show, but you can be the difference maker because we just need 1% of our audience to be paid members. And then this show can be around forever. So you can make that difference. Click join now. So that year, Biden triumphed over Trump by 0.23% in Georgia, 1.17% in Pennsylvania, 0.30% in Arizona, and 0.63% in Wisconsin. Polls conducted in those states for the current election cycle have shown Trump leading in all of them. And that's not just based on one or two polls. There have now been several polls that have shown similar results. The first one being that New York Times Siena College poll, Similar results were then shown in subsequent polls. And so again, things aren't looking good for Biden when it comes to the polls. And if there was one outlier that made that clear, whereas all the other polls showed that it's a, it's gonna be a tight race and Biden's actually doing okay, that would be one thing. But now we're seeing a consistent, full, full, um, a consistent flow of polls come out showing that Biden is really struggling in these swing states. And remember, nationally, Biden would have to win by five percentage points in order to uh, clinch the 2024 general election. Now things are looking so wobbly for Biden that now donors are concerned. And donors have been speaking to the press about Biden's performance during some of these public engagements. And so Axios recently published a piece titled, Biden's Cheat Sheet at Fundraisers Worry Donors. And according to that piece, Biden's fundraisers go as follows. He delivers opening remarks typically on a teleprompter. And look, we've had Former presidents deliver remarks on teleprompters all the time. That's not really a big problem. But reporters are then ushered out of the venue as soon as he's done <laughs> with his remarks. And if the reporters are lucky, a select few of them will be able to ask some questions. And so Biden takes about two to three questions that have already been vetted by his staff. And he uses flashcards. And he can't even do that, even with the flashcards. For the answers to those vetted questions. So that apparently has left some of these donors concerned. He leaves after he answers a few of those vetted questions. And Biden advisors say that the president is given those note cards only for very detailed and technical questions and say that he frequently does spontaneous Q and A's. I think that that is overstating <laughs> what's really happening here. I, I don't think Biden frequently does spontaneous Q and A's. In fact, if you compare his media engagements to previous presidents, you'll notice that his number is far lower. Now, the 
staged Q&A sessions have left some donors wondering whether Biden can withstand the rigors of a presidential campaign, let alone potential debates with former President Trump, who's 77 years old. Now, how did the Biden campaign respond to this story overall? Well, they pivoted to what has worked out pretty well for the Democratic Party in the midterm elections, the issue of reproductive rights. And to be honest, I think that it makes sense in this context, given the fact that we just got some pretty terrible news out of Alabama with its Supreme Court essentially treating a fertilized egg, an embryo, if you will, as a living, breathing child. And that has had some ramifications in the state of Alabama, including the um, stopping of in vitro fertilization in the state. Because if a fertilized egg, if an embryo is considered the same as a human life, well, then the doctors and the clinics that provide this service uh, could open themselves up to potential prosecution. And so there are already people suffering the consequences of that. And as a result, the Biden administration immediately pivoted to that, or Biden campaign, I should say, pivoted to that in um, answering why they think that Biden is going to have a better chance than Trump in winning the general election. So Kevin Munoz, who is a Biden campaign spokesperson said, in news that matters to the American people when it comes to the 2024 election today, three IVF clinics in Alabama ceased operation operations out of fear of criminal prosecution by the state, all at the feet of Donald Trump. And uh, I don't know how effective that messaging is going to be at the moment, especially because there are other issues that core demographic, uh, core democratic demos are unhappy with. If you look at some of the town halls that are taking place in places like Chicago, for instance, you have key demographics, black voters, for instance, incredibly frustrated over the migrant issue. Yep. So I'm wondering which one of those issues is going to carry more weight with typical democratic voters. But nonetheless, um, I, I want to give you a little more from what the you know, Biden campaign is saying here. Biden has some of his most notable unscripted moments at late night events with donors. On Wednesday, during a three day West Coast swing, he called Russian President Vladimir Putin a crazy SOB. In June, he referred to Chinese President Xi Jinping as a dictator at a California fundraiser. And so apparently, this is the kind of stuff that Biden is being lauded for in you know the liberal leaning press and by his own campaign. These are the kinds of things that they bring up in an effort to kind of prop him up as someone who's still a very strong candidate against Donald Trump. It's just that it's not really registering in the polling. Things could change. I want to remain somewhat hopeful, but at this point in the election, it's a fantasy to think that Biden's going to drop out. He's not going to drop out. He's going to keep going. The real question is. It depends. I mean, if he can't keep going, well, maybe. I mean, they just go full blown weekend at Bernie's more than once they are now. Once all is said and done, and once we're at the Democratic convention, will the Democratic Party have a plan in place? Uh, to, if Biden chooses to, drop out and uh, hand over delegates to someone that he endorses. I have no idea. But if things continue the way that we're seeing them go, the trajectory that we're seeing for Biden and the Democratic Party, things aren't really looking good for the general election. Now, there's still a lot of time left. Things can change. We should stay open minded. But Trump seems to be increasing his support, whereas Biden appears to be flailing.
And if you were genuinely concerned about Trump and the threat he poses to our democratic process, if you genuinely think he's going to dismantle our democracy, well, you would want the strongest possible democratic candidate to run against him. It just appears that at this moment, that's not the case. Uh, a new Harvard. Not good for you. Not good for you. So um, there was a um, face-off between Libs of TikTok and Taylor Lorenz. Libs of TikTok is like okay. Like I like the fact that she advocates uh, against all of the propaganda in the school. Uh, that's good. The uh, you know temporary team up with the ADL that was no good. But anyway, there is a point, I don't know if they show in this clip, but there was a point where she basically got Taylor Lorenz to say that she was fine with porn being given to eight-year-olds. And Taylor Lorenz, Lorenz, of course, is a total pedophile-adjacent lunatic. So, I mean, thanks and partly to you, there's been a lot of, like, death threats, uh, a lot of really nasty messages. Um, but you seem kind of proud about the press that you've received. I mean, your profile picture is showing, holding up a newspaper with you in the headline. Yeah, a newspaper where they just basically lied about me. Um, I thought it's, it's, uh, it's, it's funny that they, they just continue to make up these, like, lies and libels. Journalist Taylor Lorenz sat down with. She is not a journalist. With libs of TikTok creator Chaya Rachik, who uh, has been embroiled in controversy for a while now. She's known for exposing the sexualization of young children in schools through things like LGBTQ inclusive and uh, sex education books. Now, some of her posts have uh, also spread some dishonest claims about hospitals that provide gender. Total lie. The hospitals were absolutely doing those procedures. They had commercials about those procedures. So if they're not doing gender-affirming hysterectomies for minors, which is what it was called, then why would they make a commercial for it? Gender-affirming care. So there's been a lot of back and forth in the media between Rachik and those who have made allegations against her. Uh, Taylor Lorenz is one of the more prominent journalists who has covered her. And she's also the person who revealed the identity of Chaya Rychik as the individual behind the creation of Libs of TikTok. Now, look, they talked about a whole host of issues, uh, the transgender uh, issue. They've also talked about uh, great replacement theory. But I wanted to focus in on one specific part of their conversation because they talked about the responsibility of the press to avoid inciting violence against others. So her and Lorenz got into a back and forth about whether the media and journalistic figures should be held accountable when their reporting leads to threats. So Chaya told uh, Taylor Lorenz that her reporting had actually led to threats against her. Let's take a look. I've seen a lot of people go from sort of a very low-key life, which I would imagine you're living before, to a massive amount of attention and, you know, money and powerful people around you. How has that affected you? Um, like I said, uh, some safety issues, um, in part thanks to, uh, to you and to some other members of the media. So I thought that was an interesting moment because she's making allegations against Taylor Lorenz and other well, Taylor Lorenz doxter media outlets that have been critical. And you completely supported that. Critical against libs of TikTok. 
At the same time, of course, there are allegations against libs of TikTok in inciting violence against certain educators. Which and are completely made up. Uh, we had covered the multiple bomb threats that had been sent to Boston Children's Hospital. Totally made up. Um, and we've got some other uh, details to get into, some other statistics to get into in just a moment. But I do think that this issue is a little more complicated and not so black and white. I think if you're super partisan, you'll see it as black and white. But Chaya Rajic sees what she's doing and what Libs of TikTok is doing as part of the media. Obviously, Taylor Lorenz works in you know legacy media, so she sees herself as a journalist. And so if Taylor Lorenz is um, reporting things that leads to threats against Chaya Rajic, is she responsible for that? We might have millions of people watching oh God, this. Come hey, on, join now. Bitch. No, and so let's try to find some standards here because mm -hmm. oh, it's easy. For now the commies want standards. Oh yeah. For uh, us to say we don't like Chai Rachik, we like Taylor Lorenz. So Chai Rachik is guilty and Taylor Lorenz isn't. But that's not a standard. That's not principled, right? So do I uh, dislike Chai Rachik deeply? Now why? Is it because I'm because you are a pedophile adjacent and you will defend the pedophiles? Bias? No, it's because a lot of the things she said turn out to be completely untrue. That's a blatant lie. She's fomenting uh, anger and violence. Uh, blatant lie. Towards hospitals and then towards pedophiles and child mutilators, but not violence. That's made up. Kind of bragging about it. Like, uh, not. No, she's not bragging about uh, inciting violence. That's made up checking herself at all, not doing it in a responsible way. Again, and, um, meaningless terms. And is she against uh, the LGBTQ community? I mean, who are we? Who joking? wouldn't be at this point, Cenk? Who wouldn't be at this point? Are you kidding me? Of course she is. Of course. She loathes them. Okay, so now you are just making her sound better. And she drives enormous hatred towards them. Uh, now, no, they're driving hatred toward them, towards themselves with their insane fucking behavior, Cenk. Okay. When you say about a hospital something they are not doing, and again, she didn't do that. She didn't do that. You lied about it. You're protecting the mutilators. And you see that they got a bomb threat. You cross two of the standards that I would propose. One is, first of all, fuck you. And it's not Chai Reichick's problem if Democrat activists are calling in fake bomb threats. You have to be truthful. And the other, but you're is, never truthful. Is that. You have to do it in a responsible way. So, for example, it, now flip it on us, right? Because I always say, think about the shoe on the other foot, which we almost never do in politics, right? So some people have said, hey guys, you guys talk against the cops when there was all those police abuse stories, and then some cops got shot. Yep, by a avid TYT viewer. So is that your fault, right? According to your own standard, yes, you're a stochastic terrorist. Well, first of all, are, did the things that we said about the cops, were they true? Yes, they were absolutely true, right? No, not always, not always. So then if you say, well, even if it's true. And all the shit that she said about the hospitals mutilating kids, that was all true. And it's a per person or entity in power, you should not say it. No, I don't agree. So by the way, that's the same standard used against Israel, which is, yes, all these terrible things that Israel did is true, but don't say it because it's Israel and you're not allowed to say it about Israel. I don't agree. I don't agree. I can say it about the cops. I can say it about our government. I can say it about Israeli government. So, but it has. But to you can't criticize the mutilators and molesters. True. And the second part is, we 
We don't do what a lot of the right wing does, which is, hey, you got your Second Amendment rights, you got to do something about it. You got uh, bullshit. If you go back to that rhetoric, if you look at people that have made videos about that, uh, you and your hosts were talking about doing things. Grab that, you know, gun and hey, what do you say? It's against government tyranny. They're egging people on, egging people on, not all the time, but a lot of the time. Whereas we tell people all the time, don't, don't ever do any violence. Not back then. It's, that's it's the key. That's the but that's not what happened back then, Anna. Key. Yeah. To me, that's By the, the way, key. Chaya Reitschik doesn't tell people to do violence. You're just making shit up. Because we've been very clear in speaking out against any violence. Yeah, especially when you defended the guy that murdered the Trump supporter. In fact, you gave the example of our coverage of the war in Gaza. On multiple occasions, uh, we've been clear that no hatred, no discrimination, no none of your ire should be directed toward uh, civilians, Jewish Americans, and we've spoken out against the anti-Semitic attacks that we've been seeing increase in the country. But you can't you can't put a muzzle on journalists. You just can't because people need to express the reality, the truth of what's happening in the world. Sometimes tempers flare. Sometimes you get very passionate. Well, if you're going along, as you did, with the tactic of blaming Chaya Reitschik and others for bomb threats, you are trying to muzzle them. And I'm, I'm personally trying to do better in keeping the temperature down and being, you know, as clear and factual as possible. Well, a, a way to do that would be, number one, stop lying. And number two, just acknowledge your previous positions, say you were wrong, and then, and then move on. But you do this thing where you try to pretend you weren't wrong. Well... But it's difficult sometimes, right? You get super heated about some of the stuff that's in the news, and I can understand that. But I also want to note one other thing. Look, there is something like, there is something called free will, right? And so if someone is going to carry out an act of violence because they're so heated about a story they heard, is the journalist responsible for it? Or is the person who carried no, out the, the lunatic committing the violence is solely responsible? Violence responsible for it. Well, it, so so the answer for them is only when it's their political opponent is that person responsible. But when it's their side, there's no responsibility. First of all, it doesn't have to be binary. The person is obviously responsible for it that did the act, right? In terms of the journalist, again, was it truthful and how did you frame it? Right. So but you're calling things that are true false, so you have no room to talk. Let's take a super extreme example. Uh, let's say the so-called journalist said, okay, that guy, let's say that it was even truthful. That guy did something that my audience doesn't like. Go get the son of a bitch. Okay. Make sure that's not. First of all, no one has done that. No one's doing that. He's hurt. No one's doing that. Well, no, that you can't say that. That's crazy. No that's, shit. In fact, that's the lead. No one's saying that. Right? So does it depend on how you say it? Of course it does, right? But that's, and hence we go back to uh, what we've been talking about here. Every instance we tell you guys, hey, when you do violence, that is a surrender. That is an ideological surrender saying, I'm, my position sucks. So I'm gonna to have to resort to physical violence because I'm so dumb I can't defend my. Uh, well, where was that when you were defending Michael Rhino for murdering the Trump supporter? I don't recall this rhetoric from you. Position with ideas, right? But do you see the right wing doing that? I almost never see them say, "Don't do anything violent." Bull fucking shit. Bullshit.
Like from time to, after someone's like being killed because they were so egging on, they might- Bullshit, you're just making up bullshit. Do like one tiny caveat and then go back to Second Amendment rights. Total bullshit. Government tyranny, right? And all of America butchering the children. Aren't you gonna do something about it? Aren't you gonna do something okay, about just it? Just making stuff up. Like right. Rachel would give herself a lot of uh, cover if she just simply said, I denounce these bomb threats that are being sent to Boston hospital. But again, that's bending the knee to the Democrat activists. She's under no obligation to do that. That's the denounce game. That's a tactic. That's trying to get someone to jump through your hoops. Children's hospital, please that stop. That wouldn't matter. That wouldn't matter at all. And then to say, please stop, it's mostly Democrat activists. Most of these bomb threats are completely fake. Doing this, this Guys, is terrible, right? Like bare minimum, so easy, so so easy. Yeah, like, guys, bare minimum, just go along with our narrative that you're responsible for the bomb threats. That's all. That's all you need to do, bigot. So when cops get killed, I denounce it. Are you insane? Why would you kill a cop? That's nuts. That's not even the cop that did anything wrong. That, that's somebody's kid. That's somebody's uh, that might be trying to protect the community. You shooting a random person? Are you nuts? Look at how easy that is. But you didn't do that after uh, your guy shot the cops. Spoken right? out. You you were just silent. Uh, we've both spoken out against uh, swatting. Uh, Tim yeah. Pool getting swatted multiple times. Terrible. Spoken out against that. So I don't agree with Tim Pool on eighty percent of stuff, right? But swatting him and putting his life in danger? Are you nuts? Right? See how simple that was. Chaya Richard still won't do it. But she doesn't swat anybody. What the hell does she have to do all this? People don't have to jump through your homosexual hoops, okay? No one has to jump through your hoops. It's a tactic. People use this tactic all the time. They set themselves up on a soapbox and they demand that you jump through their hoops. You denounce this, you condemn that, you approve of this, you approve of that. It's all bullshit. No one has the authority to do that. Tell them to suck your dick. Won't tell her audience, stop doing bomb threats. But they're not doing bomb threats, it's made up. Morons. Because so, she enjoys the coverage, she gets, she loves it. She loves being this in the spotlight. Oh, everybody's talking about. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Do whatever the hell you want, as long as I get famous. Keep it real. That's the only reason you're doing it. I don't, look, I, I disagree with that. I think. Oh, that she, she's, you're right. She might also be a lunatic. She's she's deeply, deeply socially conservative, and that came through in this conversation. Which you should watch the entirety of it. Literally, if we covered everything they were talking about, it would take. Yeah. A well, why don't you cover the part where uh, the rapidly aging Taylor Lorenz said she was good with eight-year-olds getting porn in school. How about that part? Why don't you cover that part? Entire show. This was just uh, an element that I thought was really interesting because how do you do your job as factually and responsibly as possible, right? Where you're sharing important information with people that is accurate. And if it's something you that- you guys don't do that. It could rile people up. How do you do so in a way to ensure that it doesn't incite someone to do something stupid and violent? Now, I do wanna to go to um, what we've seen as potentially a result of some of what uh, Rachik has posted with uh, Libs of TikTok. So Libs of TikTok's tweets have reportedly led to harassment, bomb threats, and- Totally made up, completely made up death threats dozens of times. Absolutely made up. So last year, school systems reported receiving bomb threats after Libs of TikTok highlighted them to its 2.6 million Bullshit. followers. According to a Vice report, Rachik targeted- Oh, Vice is so credible.
32 school districts and their employees in September of 2023 alone with various allegations of indoctrinating children to. This is the same tactic that they used when Trump was criticizing Engeron. They're like, oh, he's getting so many bomb threats. Trump is not allowed to criticize him anymore. Be LGBTQ plus and exposing children to sexually explicit material. Out of the 14 districts that responded to Vice's request for comment, all but three said they received bomb threats less than a week after they were featured on Rachik's feeds. In the fall of 2022, Rachik posted false information about- It was not false information about Boston's Children's Hospital. We covered that. Boston Children's Hospital claiming surgeons were performing hysterectomies on children, which They was literally had a commercial. What started the whole thing was a commercial where this fucking butcher from the hospital talked about gender-affirming hysterectomies for minors. If you weren't doing the procedure, why the fuck would you have a commercial about it? not true. After she posted about it, the hospital received a number of bomb threats. And then earlier this month, NBC News identified 33 instances starting in November of 2020 when people or institutions singled out by libs of TikTok later reported bomb threats or other violent intimidation. Bullshit. The threats, which on average came several days after tweets from libs of TikTok, targeted schools, libraries, hospitals, small businesses, and elected officials. 21 of the 33 threats were bomb threats, which most commonly targeted schools and were made via email. Now, law enforcement agencies uh, in at least 13 jurisdictions also reported receiving FBI assistance to find the responsible person or people. Which they, of course, never do. Taylor also asked uh, Chaya about these. One of the dead giveaways that it's liberals doing it, because if it was a conservative, that motherfucker would be arrested immediately. Reports, and here's how their exchange went down. A recent NBC investigation found at least 33 instances where you posted about a specific person or institution, and that person or institution was immediately bombarded with death threats and violent threats, um, including bomb threats, other violent threats. That's a pretty significant correlation. How do you, you know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on? I don't know if you saw, but I got like tons of death threats um, the past this week after the entire media machine came after me. But see, that doesn't count. It only counts the way they want it to. So are they responsible for those? I don't think that there's um, the same correlation. Are you receiving bomb threats? I'm, I'm receiving death threats. Like, hi, I'm going to come murder you. Yeah, and I definitely sympathize with you there. Like, I get those literally, the article goes live and then I get those threats. I get the same thing when a Fox News article goes live. So are the, is the journalist responsible? The journalist who has the article? So real quick before you jump in, Jenk, Lorenz did counter by pointing out the fact that uh, Chaya is doxing private citizens. I thought that was an- When is she doxing private? Well, actually there was a, um, what the hell were they talking about? What were they arguing about? Oh, oh yeah, I do believe, and I don't agree with this. Uh, she was contacting people's employers who were, they were, um, they were saying shit like, I wish you would die, and I wish you would die is not a death threat. So, and I'm against contacting people's employers regardless. Barring like pedophiles, like when a pedophile teacher is like talking shit about how they're going to like do stuff to the kids, that has to be investigated and, and the person has to be arrested. But for protected speech on the internet, like I wish you would die, yeah, you can't do that. 
Okay. Interesting. With that said, Anna Kasparian uh, is not consistent in that regard, and she fully supported it when they doxed Chaya Reichik. Now, you could criticize Chaya Reichik uh, accurately and say, hey, Chaya, you didn't like it when they doxed you, and now you're like contacting people's employers. That's, that's not an unreasonable criticism. Point. Let's hear her out. But I actually have a disagreement with Taylor Lorenz here. Let's watch. I'm wondering kind of how you think about taking these obscure people, right? Because you and I are both public figures, and I, I imagine you and I can both, we have a high tolerance, right, for what we, what we can handle online. You have no tolerance. You're constantly crying. Say you're taking a private citizen, you know, a gay teacher, for instance, in a small town, and you post about that person, and then that... Okay, first of all, the, the vast majority of cases is when this homosexual... Uh, posts an insane video about the insane things that they do in the school and then she just brings attention to it. So ultimately it's on the person that posted the thing on the internet. A person subsequently who had no media presence prior receives pretty violent threats. Does... Maybe don't publicly say how you like to groom kids. How that make you feel? We need, it. we need to answer the, the question first though. Is the, is the journalist responsible for actions that have to happen after? So you consider Only if they're a conservative and if they're against kid fucking, grooming, and mutilation. Sort of, your posts about private citizens, incendiary posts, you consider that journalism? I'm an independent journalist. So where I disagree with Taylor is that she's completely forgetting about the fact that we had a year and a half, maybe two years of incessant Karen stories, right? Of which I'm guilty of covering on this show. And I've talked about how I've since regretted doing that. Because You're, even if- Now you have Rashad Ritchie do it. Because Rashad Ritchie's channel is the Karen channel. They're behaving poorly on a video that's been posted online. They're still private citizens and many of them had everything- But see, this is a bullshit argument, okay? If you're in a public space, you can be recorded. And if you do something, that's how it goes on the internet. Now, what's outrageous is when, like, for example, CNN fucked with that old lady. Because the old lady... It's one thing if you have a meltdown in a store and someone gets it on camera. Bottom line is don't have a meltdown in a store if you don't want to end up on camera, okay? Uh, like, I really, like... Unless we're talking about... There are a couple instances where, the, uh, like... The Karen stories were uh, deceptively edited. There was one, they went after this girl. She had a disability. I forget what it was. I don't think it was Down syndrome. It was a girl in a Victoria's Secret, and the person deceptively edited the video and uh, made it seem like she was having an unreasonable meltdown. And so shit like that is out of line. Um, but if you like, you know, like, just take an example. You know, the, uh, what's that chain of restaurants in Canada? Bob Evans. Remember when the this uh, crack whore took a shit and threw it at someone at Bob Evans? You know, I got nothing for you there. You're like, you're going to end up on the internet. You just threw shit at somebody and someone got it on video. Like, that's just how it goes. Um, in instances like with CNN, where they went after uh, this woman because what was her offense? She said things that about Donald Trump in a forum. She liked Trump and she had a Facebook page. And she would like talk about how she liked Trump. So they went to her house and they deliberately put her address in the shot. 
Okay, and they were like, oh, you're, you're, did you know Russians are in your Facebook page? That was completely out of line. Um, also, when they went after, I mean, first of all, you could never, you could sit here all day. I could sit here for a week with all these examples of the media doing this kind of shit in a completely unacceptable way. When they went after Han Asso Solo, well, he made, he made a meme. All he, did, he made a completely legal meme. He made a good meme. CNN went after him, uh, uh, threatened him, basically, you know, suck our dicks and stop making fun of us or otherwise we're going to destroy you. That shit's fucked up. Chaya Raychik putting a homosexual pedophile who's a teacher uh, uh, on blast because he just said all the different ways he likes to trick the children about their gender. I'm sorry, that's not... You put that video out there, pedo, and that's how it goes destroyed in their lives they lost their livelihood uh the central park carrot you were completely fine with this, this happening to conservatives was like moved out of the country as a result she wasn't a public figure so you can't make these allegations against you know chaya rachik and pretend like the same behavior isn't true of the left as well so okay i will you know objectively speaking anna made an actual point um, but this is what happens. She, she's pivoting. She's pivoting slowly. She's pivoting safely. But what her pivots lack is any real analysis of the previous behavior. Now, there was something unusual in what she just said here, which is a mild to moderate acknowledgement that she used to do something. So she acknowledged that she used to do the Karen videos. Okay, that's that's unusual for her. There's been plenty of other things where she has not uh, uh, done that. Or, like when she was on the Sitch and Adam show when they were licking her ass, um, uh, she was like chiding the chat for bringing up previous positions that she took, acting like the chat was being unreasonable. The chat's not being unreasonable at all. They're bringing up your previous positions, and you haven't really talked about changing your position and then acknowledging your mistake. So anyway, it's interesting though. Well, in my opinion. Yeah, but the right wing is a lot more uh like the left wing could get you fired, right? And so that's the cancel culture people uh complain about, and that is definitely true. And they can shame you publicly. That is definitely true. And mm -hmm. those are all very, still very concerning, right? Um but the right wing threatens to kill you. Bullshit, totally made up. And thousand times more. Absolutely completely made up. Well, that's just a fact. No, it isn't. That's totally made up. That is a blatant baboon lie. Uh, so, I don't. I don't know if she, the, the Central Park lady or other Karens got death threats. I. That's. She totally did. She okay, went into hiding and left the country. Okay, that's incredibly dumb to do that. You see how simple that is to, for us to say that. Yeah, but you pretend that the the conservatives are doing it a thousand times more. Yeah. Right. So look, Chaya Raichik's a terrible person. You're she, a terrible person. She doesn't care that they're getting the uh, death threats. She's never condemned a death. Who would care if pedophiles, groomers, and mutilators are getting death threats? That's the first question. And while you're wrestling with that, the second part is they've not in any way proven that these death threats are real. And a lot of it is counting things that are not death threats as death threats. Now, admittedly, and this is a recent thing, at least that I've seen. Chai Raichik also does that. So that's not good. She shouldn't do that. She should... Uh, um, look, I got the Brandenburg text wrong. Uh, what, six months ago, eight months ago, when the Rumble... Remember when Rumble censored Fuentes? 
And I, at the time, I was—I I never argued that what Fuentes said was uh, was illegal. It clearly was protected. But my stance at the time, my understanding was violent threats against people is where you start getting into the illegal. It's actually, that's not actually true. There has to be an eminence to the violent threats. Now, I would not advocate to make violent threats because the the FBI and the police, they don't give a shit about the Brandenburg test. They'll laugh at you, okay? So, you know, saying a technically legal threat to someone on the internet, probably not a good idea, but we're all adults, okay? And we all make our own decisions. But I was wrong because there was that third case in the Brandenburg test with the uh, black supremacist who um, was making, a, a, who was claiming that if you, if you, uh, went to a white hardware store and gave them your business that that you know you should be killed or, or or made threats against people like that but they didn't have it didn't have the eminence that was required so even that was protected which was like wow okay so likewise chaya Reichik should brush up on what an actual death threat is because you can't first of all contacting people's employers is fucking ridiculous and so you shouldn't do that and you also should like you know, make sure you understand what a death threat is. Someone is a not everyone has to like you, and some people can wish your death. Okay, if someone says I wish you would die, completely protected, not even close. So she should uh, she should stop, and uh, and then obviously she should stop telling people to align with the ADL when it suits her needs. That's fucking ridiculous too. Death threats. So she says I get death threats too. Well, then shouldn't that make you more sympathetic to the? children at the hospital but again that's made up that they had to evacuate no be bullshit because of the bomb threat that the hospital got bullshit. Me, 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 me. okay so that's a made-up quote then she pretends she cares about the welfare of children she never talks about or i don't know about never but certainly does not emphasize uh the boy scouts or the catholic church if you know okay so why would she talk about the catholic church a lot of that shit uh, uh, has been resolved i'm sure there's still things that go on but when you talk about the amount of fucking shit happening to kids right now the schools way outweigh the catholic church which is crazy now like i said i don't trust the catholic church i you know i do think my understanding is a lot better than it was uh, Jehovah's Witnesses had a whole thing with, you know, they're moving pedophiles around, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm familiar with whether it be a religion or a cult doing some shit like that. And if people talk about it, that's great. If, if you have an example of this still happening, talk about it. But the idea that because it happens on one side, we get to just ignore it happening on the left, utterly ridiculous. She does, oh, gay person did this, gay person did that, gay person did this. Well, right. she's right, though. They are doing these things. Right? A trans, drag, etc. Yeah. Well, if you want to do that about the Catholic Church, you, you could do decades of. Well, it's not as prevalent right now. Uh, so you're just protecting the homosexuals that are doing it. Videos about all the kids that. You're they no different than a Catholic that was protecting the pedophiles, Cenk. Abused. But she doesn't want to because she hates gay people, and that's her actual agenda. She's a total giant. Again, who, if you're talking about, I mean, hate who, whoever you want to, but. Uh, uh, the idea that you wouldn't hate the people in the videos who are talking about how they're destroying children, you're out of your mind. Liar. Now, does that mean that you should do death threats against her? Of course not. You'd be an idiot to do that. If you can't defeat Chaya Reichik 
with your ideas, then you should retire. Okay, so. Well, you can't because all you do is make stuff up. There's a difference in saying don't do the wrong thing. Let's make sure that everybody's okay while we battle fervently what on What the hell does that even mean? Ideas and ideology. And, and go, oh, did they get a bomb threat? Oh, they got a death threat. Did they? Oh, I don't care. It's not me. <laughs> but, that she, but none of that happened. She didn't say that. You're just making up dialogue. Uh, and that's her entire attitude. No, it isn't. She didn't say that at all. Uh, on, the, on the Karen stuff, guys, I, to, speaking of standards, I talked about this uh, you know, a little while back. I'm calling them civilians now, okay? Like, we have to have a different standard for civilians. Oh, Cantano Habimana wants to have uh, a, a different standards now for the people he demonizes and incites violence against. Oh, wow. That's a hell of a thing. Now you want standards, do you? Oh, okay. Interesting. People in power, right? So I would even say we're in power to some degree because we have me we're part of the media, right? So we're not civilians. The, yep. the politicians are not civilians. So you say all sorts of crazy stuff about us. Don't do death threats. Don't do that's crazy, right? To us, to anyone else, not to the right wingers in media, not to the Republican politicians. Don't do it to anyone, okay? But you want to harshly criticize us, that's fair game. But when we all turn and shame a civilian, whether they're on the left or the right, it's too much. But you are doing it through Rashad Ritchie. That's a TYT channel. Rashad Ritchie is still doing it. It's too much. So well, then tell fucking fake Jesse Jackson to stop. You point out what they're doing wrong so we can fix things. Then we move on. And it shouldn't be a life sentence. See, so this is the guy, the arsonist, who's burnt the house down. And now that there's ashes, she's like, you know, guys, I'm beginning to think that uh, fire is a really dangerous thing. And we should, maybe we shouldn't burn the house down. Just ridiculous. So here we are trying to be as fair as human. You're not fair at all. You're, you're losing and now you're trying to gain back a, uh, uh, the, I don't know what you would call it, credibility. Or you're just trying to like change your image. And I don't think it's going to work. Possible. Do you get the same sense from Chaya Rychik and the right wing? I don't get that same sense. And by the way, I often don't get the same sense from mainstream media either. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Hopefully uh, uh, you get put in jail. Um, here is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene interviewed by one of their homosexual reporters. You've identified as a Christian nationalist. There's a lot of talk about Christian nationalism now. Do you feel like that's something that they're going to be making a big part of this campaign? TYT caught up with Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene in South Carolina, ahead of the primary in that state. And uh, what does she think about more members of the far right feeling comfortable enough to publicly call for a Christian nationalist country? Well, let's hear what she had to say. Are you aware that the founding fathers were Christians and nationalists? I mean, I don't know why you think that's such a bad thing. Of course, I'm a proud Christian and of course I love my country. Thanks so much. Yep, Have a good thank day. You. Bye -bye. How dare you? How dare you? What I thought was really You're not allowed to love your country and be a Christian. That's white supremacy. Interesting about that answer was the fact that she got super defensive right away. Michael Shore. Oh, I can't believe she got defensive when Michael Shore brought up uh, Christian nationalists as if they're terrorists. Oh, why would you get defensive, bigot? Asked her the most neutral question. Oh, Michael Shore is so neutral. 
He didn't indicate that he finds no, it to be a bad thing. No, not at all. I'm sure he does find it to be a bad thing, but you wouldn't. Michael sure doesn't think it's a bad thing. What a lie. Know it based on the way that he asked the question. He was very polite, uh, and there was uh, no indication that he was being judgmental about how she identifies herself. But uh, she's wrong about the founding of the country. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a moment, but Cenk, do you wanna jump in first? We might have millions of people watching this show, but you can be the difference maker because we just need 1% of our audience to be paid members, and then this show can be around forever. So you can make that difference, click join now. We're gonna talk about whether the founding fathers were Christians in the way that Marjorie Taylor Greene says and thought that we should have a Christian country. They most certainly did not. First of all, it's in the constitution. They said we can't establish their religion. I don't know how much clearer it has to be. But for Marjorie Taylor Greene, it's, it's never gonna get through her enormously thick skull, right? But I do wanna focus one second before we turn to that uh, on the nationalist part. She's like, the founding fathers were nationalists. Well, kind of. Remember, the nation that they started in was the British Empire. So they actually were not nationalists for the British Empire. They rebelled against the government that they were under. And then they formed a new nation called America. So actually, they really weren't nationalists, they were the opposite. They were rebels who overthrew the country that they were in and started a whole new country. But expecting Marjorie Taylor Greene to know anything is apparently way too much to ask for. So let's look into our founding fathers and also just the founding of the country. Now the Library of Congress had some interesting information that maybe Marjorie Greene can take some time to read about. The Virginia ratifying convention and James Madison's constituents, among whom were large numbers of Baptists who wanted freedom of religion secured, expected him to push for a Bill of Rights. On September 28th, 1789, both houses of Congress voted to send 12 amendments to the states. In December of 1791, those ratified by the requisite three-fourths of the states became the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. Religion was addressed in the First Amendment in the following familiar words, quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. In notes for his June 8, 1789 speech, Introducing the Bill of Rights, Madison indicated his opposition to a national religion. Huh. That's weird. That <laughs> seems to be the exact opposite yeah. of what Marjorie Taylor Greene said. And Thomas Jefferson um, wrote the Declaration of Independence. He also wrote the Virginia Constitution, which James Madison modeled the US Constitution after. So if anyone would know uh, why this country was founded, it's Thomas Jefferson. Uh, by the way, Jefferson also had a Jefferson Bible, mm -hmm. where he would ripped out the majority of the pages in the Bible. The supernatural stuff yeah, and the because, stuff about miracles. Uh -huh. Yeah, because yeah, he thought it was nonsense. Mm. And he kept well, there a you much, go, case closed. Much smaller version of the positive things in the Bible. Doesn't seem like the kind of guy who thought that, oh boy, we've got to protect the Bible as he's ripping pages out of it. And then we have to base the whole country on it. Besides which, I don't think she can read, and that applies to all of you Christian nationalists if you're watching out there. Can you understand words like, we shall not establish a religion? Not that complicated. So I wanna read some of what, since you mentioned Jefferson, what Jefferson had to say about religion and the mixing of religion and the country. 
Let's go to graphic eight here, where he uh, said in 1799 to a letter to Eldridge Jerry, <laughs> Elbridge Jerry, I should say, I am for freedom of religion and against all maneuvers to bring about a legal ascendancy of one sect over another. He also said this, the clergy by getting themselves established by law and engrafted into the machine of government have been a very formidable engine against the civil and religious rights of man. I, I wanna say two things about that. So guys, you, this is almost exactly what I said on the show at the end of last week. When you, the problem with, one of the problems with establishing religion is it kills religion. Because you have to pick one leader who is the theocrat who decides which direction you're gonna go, which and whichever sect he's in. But then that discriminates against all other forms of Christianity, let alone Judaism and Islam and Hinduism and atheism, etc. But okay, let's say we pick a Lutheran. Then what are the Presbyterians and the Methodists and the Southern Baptists gonna do? You pick a Southern Baptist, does that mean every other interpretation of the religion is now thrown out because we're now a Christian country that is a Southern Baptist country, right? So how do you know which one? And by the way, when they disagree, do you go with the Presbyterians or the Southern Baptists? Even if you didn't have one theocratic leader. That's why Jefferson and Madison were like, are you guys nuts? In order to protect religion, we have to make sure that we are not a religious country. We are not a country ruled by one religion. Again, with- uh, Well, yes, we are. We're ruled by the AIDS commie religion. Madison saying, we shall not have a national religion. And Jefferson saying what he's saying. Those are the Declaration of Independence Constitution. <laughs> what else do you need as evidence? Okay, they don't more, care about it. More, yeah. more. Let's go to grab. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, let's see. Oh, guys, Donald Trump told a joke to black people. Oh, how dare you? These lights are so bright in my eyes that I can't see too many people out there. But. Uh, I can only see the black ones. I can't see any white ones, you see. Oh, and they they dared to laugh. You went to a black conference, told a joke, and they laughed. Oh, this is like when he went to the Jewish conference and he told a joke and then the Jewish people laughed. How dare you? How dare you? How far I've come. Oh, and they're clapping. Don't they know that liberals know what's good for them? How dare you clap at a joke? That's how far I've come. Oh. That's a long, that's a long way, isn't it? We've all seen the mugshot. And you know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population, it's incredible. You see black people walking around with my mugshot. You know, they do shirts. And they how sell. dare people, black people, walk around with your mugshot? For $19 a piece, it's pretty amazing. Oof. All right. Well, on the eve of the South Carolina primary, and while speaking at the Black Conservative Federation Gala, Donald Trump made a direct appeal to black voters by comparing his own criminal indictments to decades of legal discrimination that black Americans have faced. Here's more of what he had to say. I got indicted a second time and a third time and a fourth time. And a lot of people said, that that's why the black people like me because they have been hurt so badly and discriminated against. And they actually viewed me as I'm being discriminated against. So I will say that Trump has increased his support somewhat among black voters, uh, but Biden still has the lion's share of black support in America. 
Now, do they support Trump increasingly because of his unfair criminal indictments? I would venture to say that's not the case. I would venture to say yes, that- Yes, you'll tell them what their beliefs are. If you actually speak to these voters, they're concerned about other things, including the economy, the migrant crisis. You just listen to them. But what's really- Okay, show, you could, did you do that? Did you send your homosexual? to interview them now? Oh, okay, interesting. Interesting to me is that Trump has put himself in the same position as individuals who have been overly prosecuted, wrongfully prosecuted, wrongfully convicted, whereas Donald Trump <laughs> has done bad things and there's evidence proving that he's done these right things. He didn't have an equal footing with black Americans. I mean, we're talking about a guy who grew up in the lap of luxury, then proceeded to inherit $400 million from his father. It's just, it's a weird way of connecting to people, but we're gonna hear from a black congressman, a Republican black congressman who defended Trump's statements. Before we do, what are your thoughts, Cenk? We might have millions of people watching oh this show. Oh my God, it's just Remember? so brutal. Than so when disruptive. He, uh, the, the one that I thought was the worst is the, what he keeps saying about, you know, when I got indicted and I got the mugshot, black people love me. Some of them did. Some of, see, this is, this is what's so ridiculous. There are some black people who have said this in interviews uh, where if people, I, I forget who, but it might have been Newsmax, might have been that Hispanic smash uh, going up to people. And, they, and some people express this opinion. Doesn't mean every black person has that opinion, but there are some black people with that opinion. He pretends, no, it's impossible. It's impossible. God. Like you're assuming that black people are criminals and that some black people are criminals. They like criminals and they, oh, it's just a couple. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying that there are some black people who feel as though that they are treated like criminals when they're not criminals. And that is the identification with Trump. That's it. You can, you can not feel that way, but to pretend that there's no one out there that has that opinion, that's ridiculous. Come on, man, come on. It doesn't get any more old school racist than that. Racist is not a real thing. It's not a real thing. Okay, you could, I know your spin on it. Oh, they're the victims of injustice. Is that part of your regular stump speech about how black people in this country are being horribly mistreated? No, you actually say the opposite. Right, I mean, he was very exactly. concerned about the Central Park Five and how they were wrongfully convicted. Yeah, here we go again, when he put that ad out, most people thought they did it. And then there's a whole, it's not even a clear cut case, uh, but I, I'm not gonna relitigate it. As much as Skeletor Ann Coulter sucks right now, I do think she wrote a, a decent book about it. Right? Oh, right, no, he wasn't. In fact, he <laughs> wanted them murdered, he wanted them executed. After they had been exonerated. <laughs> you know, to be fair, the execution, he called for, he took a full page New York Times ad to execute them. That's when they were charged mm -hmm. and arrested. Okay. Okay, later when uh, they were exonerated, he said, who cares? They probably did something anyway. He's I, I don't think he said who cares. I think he pointed out that there were confessions. Such a terrible person. He's like the worst guy in the world. And what the hell was that? According to who? Joke about the lights and black I don't people. Know. I don't even understand it. I don't right? know. Yeah. So now. He could. Okay, whatever. What the hell's the other hand then? So those are all awful, right? According to you, some people thought it was funny. I don't think it was his best material of all time, but you know, uh, humor is subjective and people can laugh if they want to. And that's it. Yeah, but 
Biden has gone from 86% approval with African Americans down to 50%. So it's not that Trump is gaining something. Yeah, because a lot of people don't give a fuck about what he says. They give a fuck about the policies. And a lot of people have fond memories of the first three years of the Trump administration because the economy was pretty fucking good. How much in popularity, right? As much as Biden is losing popularity among African Americans. And so now some percentage of African Americans are gravitating towards the Republican Party. You see it in the polling. Not because they're like, oh, great, uh, do, do, do Republicans are criminals too, like us? No, you morons. That's not how they think, okay? But in not the argument. You know what? I'll do a quick side note on this too. There's some wealthy liberals who have the same assumptions. Oh, we're helping black people. How are you helping them? We let out a bunch of criminals. No, no, that is not helping black people. Well, again, 10 years too late after the house has burned down, he's like, oh, you know, uh, maybe we shouldn't let criminals right out on the street. Okay, so the, the question is what, what were they put in jail for? Because never forget, they did a whole, how many propaganda videos did the Young Turks do calling conservatives conspiracy theorists and racists for pointing out that this soft on crime shit is a mistake and it's gonna have major consequences. Now, they act like they were saying it the whole time. Or was it something unjust, like marijuana possession? Or was it a serious crime that actually affects black communities more, you morons? So a lot of people share these kind of stereotypes that I can't stand. Um, but, but in terms of actually appealing to African-American voters, get, get a load of this shocking idea, Democrats. Try doing something. So when you say, I'm gonna pass voting rights, actually pass voting rights. When you say you're gonna fight for higher wages, fight for higher wages. Mm -hmm. I know, shocking. Since you didn't do any of that, that is why they're going, well, maybe they're Republicans. Because we keep voting for the Democrats and we get almost nothing in return. So that's why they're finding a receptive audience, even in this monster, at least some percentage are. So I want to go to Congressman Byron Donalds, who was on Meet the Press over the weekend and was asked to comment on Trump's statements. So Congressman Donalds invited Trump to speak before the Black Conservative Federation Gala. And he definitely defended Trump. So let's take a look at what he had to say. The president was really just enjoying himself. It was a great celebration for black conservatives across our country. But let's be very clear, our economy is a mess. Our border is completely unsecured. These things are causes of major concerns for black voters like it is for every voter in our country. But then when you layer on the fact that yes, this is political persecution from the Department of Justice and from radical DAs throughout our country, this is something similar that black people had to deal with the, with the justice system themselves. And and so their, their look of it is real simple. Well, dang, if the government's going after him with foolishness, uh, he can't be that bad, especially considering the fact that Joe Biden is terrible at his job. Wait, it's pretty good. Uh, people have floated him as a possible VP. He's like, at least to me, he's very new. I don't know a ton about him. Anytime he's in interviews, anytime he's on CNN, he seems pretty good. He seems like he would be very good at defending Trump and their positions in interviews. Um, so I think, you know, I, I would have no problem with him as VP. I, I prefer Carrie Lake. I've always said that. I don't think Tucker Carlson's in play. Uh, by the way, there was just a thing uh, that uh, I, I don't think this is confirmed, but it's, it's rumored that 
Tucker Carlson's lawyers have been contacted and they're saying that the United States government is saying that they can arrest him if they wanted to on some sort of bullshit because he interviewed Putin. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. This, we're in roundup season and I think anyone that they could arrest, they probably will. But Hope I'm hold, wrong. Hold on. I thought the radical DAs were letting people get away with murder. Yes, that's recent, retard. That's fucking recent. We're talking about hit throughout history. <laughs> like, I thought that, that was the critical. And this is the position you've always held, and now suddenly you're like, I don't understand this. I can't believe it. Now that the people who believe this, which is something you have advocated for the whole time, now that those people like Trump, now you're like, I don't understand this. This doesn't even exist. What are you talking about? Fucking hilarious. Criticism toward the radical DAs. So now the problem is that they haven't let off enough criminals. Okay, that's not the problem. You're completely making that up. Because why, why won't they let off Trump? And by the way, it's not Trump's. In it's the, not remotely in the same ballpark, retard. At least in this speech, it's not like he's saying I didn't do it. He's just saying, "Hey, I'm a criminal." Like I okay, think so. He didn't say he was a criminal. Again, every one of your quotes is not only fabricated, but fabricated at a baboon level. Okay, it's not like you're not doing the David Pakman thing where you're like, "Oh, essentially using these weasel words." You are just going full baboon retard. And making up shit that's not even close to what he said or anything he ever said. You guys are, oh, and then they're applauding. Jesus but Christ. But he didn't say that. Christ, man. So how about we put the criminals that are actually criminals that we're gonna Yeah, we're going to put the violent criminals in prison and then hopefully all the regime media, including you. Something bad, we put them in jail. We can't get agreement on that. Well, from the Republicans or the Democrats at times. I know, it's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. It, it really is unbelievable. And and by the way, I should note that it's not the radical DAs who decided to uh, indict Donald Trump. Uh, bullshit, total bullshit. Fannie Willis is absolutely a radical DA. The indictments came from grand juries in all You can indict a ham sandwich with a grand jury. What, the DAs had nothing to do with it? Oh, these juries, they just got together on their own and they decided, decided you know what, we're gonna have to indict Donald Trump. DAs had nothing to do with it, you're a retard. Or indictments. Absolute but with that retard. Said, I do wanna go to um, more of what Representative what Donald had to say about Trump. Let's watch. Let me get you to respond to Biden campaign co-chair and former Congressman Cedric Richmond, who said this about his comments. Donald Trump claiming that black Americans will support him because of his criminal charges is insulting. It's moronic and it's just right, but some black people will. Okay, so they don't they don't get to choose. Is it so are they being racist? Are they guilty of the black people who choose to vote for Donald Trump and for this reason, are they guilty of their own racism? Oh, they're self-hating, is that the term? I think, oh, you're a self-hating. <laughs> you don't get to decide for yourself, you're not your own person. You're self-hating. Plain racist, <laughs> how do you respond to that charge that it's just plain racist? <laughs> 
What I would say is that Cedric is trying to play politics and use racial politics even now as we get into the general election. That's one. Number two, like I said at the top, the number one reason why minority voters in our country want to support Donald Trump is because he did the job of president. He did a great job as president. Our country was secure. The economy was great. These are all things that Donald Trump talked about Friday night. He also did talk about the indictments. What Americans don't want to see, especially black Americans and anybody else, they don't want to see a political justice department. They don't want to see a two-tier system of justice. They want justice to be followed. They want Lady Justice to be blind. That's what the American people well, want. That's what black voters want. That's what everybody wants. So, Jake, I'm I think he's, look, if you want a guy that's going to go on the shows and represent your arguments good, I think he's fine for that. Now, also, Vivek would be good for that. So would Carrie Lake, and to some degree, Tulsi Gabbard. Here's the thing, though. Don't select any of these people because of their race or gender for god's sakes please do not fucking do that i don't think they're gonna do that okay just you know and for god's sakes don't say it if if you're gonna do that don't say it that's the worst you completely sabotage the person like they sabotage kamala harris now i will say kamala harris even if they hadn't have sabotaged her um because they just they told everyone that they put her in that position because of her race and gender Okay, so so and then on top of it, it didn't help that Kamala Harris is so retarded that she's barely more coherent than Joe Biden. Okay, so that, you know, all of these candidates uh, for VP are way more coherent. Yeah, just don't. Now, they don't. I don't think Trump's going to play the identity politics uh, with the VP. I hope he doesn't just pick who you want. And, uh, you know, like I said, you can make an argument for any of these people, as long as it's not Tim Scott or Nikki Haley. Just please, f for God's sakes, don't, don't, don't let it be Tim Scott. Yeah, it's just no good. Curious about your thoughts on some of the issues that he's brought up, because while I disagree with the statements coming from Donald Trump and I disagree with Donald's providing- What do you disagree with, though? There are some people that have said that. That exists. I don't know what to tell you. You cannot like the reason. You can judge the person. Oh, it's not a right reason to vote for someone. I mean, that's kind of gay, but you can do that. But to deny it exists, that's like denying that th there are people that want to vote for Trump because they saw his name on the check. That exists, okay? You cannot like it. You can say, oh, man, you know, that's not a great reason to vote because of the whole thing with inflation. That's all true. But that doesn't change the fact that the way that person thinks based on their understanding of politics. A lot of these people, they don't pay that close attention to politics. They don't know, you know, the, the relation to the to the uh, stimulus and the inflation, and they don't fucking care. They just know they saw Trump's name on that, and they're like, hey, Trump gave me money. Now, you know, I, frankly, under the circumstances, given the importance of this election, I'll fucking take that. I'll take that. Is that why you like Trump? Awesome. I don't fucking care. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? First of all, I'm not a lecturer. I don't lecture people. That's kind of gay. But like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, ca I don't care. I, I just don't care. You don't have to be right, or it, you can just decide. Like, I, it doesn't matter. You get to decide who you vote for and why. It's up to you completely. And people can have an opinion about your reasons, but ultimately, they're your reasons, and that's it. And you go into that booth and you make the decision. That's all. The other thing is this. Most of my reasons are because he's a middle finger. Those you, I could certainly see people argue that's not a great reason to vote for somebody. That's fine, you know, but you're not me.
I like middle fingers. I like huge, big fucking middle fingers. And Trump's the biggest middle finger in the history, not even close in the history of politics, maybe ever. Maybe ever, as far as world politics. Um, and uh, so there you go. That's my reason. So I'm going to tell someone that their reasons are shitty? Uh, come on. That's not, that's not, uh, that's bu- that would be bullshit cover for Trump statements. Donald's did mention a few issues where if you actually take the time to listen to black voters and what they're concerned yeah, about. But you're criti- he's telling, he's explaining what some black voters have told him. He's explaining what some black voters say in interviews. And you are now criticizing him for not listening, even though you are pretending that those very people don't exist. They do mention some of those issues, including <laughs> <Now> you're admitting <laughs> immigration, including the economy. Yeah. yeah. I will say, though, when Donald says, oh, well, they saw the kind of job that Donald Trump did and they liked the work that he did. And OK, well, then why didn't they reelect him <laughs> in, in 2020? So that that's a ridiculous statement to make. However, I mean, I've shared videos with you from these town halls in, in cities like Chicago where black voter after black voter gets up and they're enraged about about the migrant crisis, for instance. Yeah, so I forget exactly what number Trump got in the 2020 election, but it was in the ballpark of 10% from African Americans. I think it might have been nine or something along those lines. So Donald's is just making it up when he says, "Oh yeah, they really liked him in his last term. No, they didn't, that's just not true. But when you talk to Democrats and you say, hey, crime might be a real problem and a lot of minorities in, in the cities are really Worried slash pissed about it, right? Mm-hmm. They go, no, they're not. Okay, and then you say immigration because they, they did the busing to the big cities. Yeah, but don't you understand that you used to do that and you're not acknowledging that you did that? That's also creating a lot of conflict. It's even creating some racial conflict between blacks and Latinos in places like Chicago and in other cities. And they're like, no, it's not. Oh. Okay, so both sides are totally denying reality. Yeah, they are. It's, it's uh, where the where where's Trump denying reality? Scary, really. And and it doesn't help you to deny reality. But the only reason you would deny reality is because if you think, well, I know I'm not going to solve the actual problem. I don't want to solve the actual problem, so I'll pretend it doesn't exist. Because if you wanted to solve the actual immigration problem, both Republicans and Democrats, you wouldn't do any of this. You would do a pathway to citizenship. You'd probably do a Marshall Plan for Latin America. But you would, you would then cl- actually say, hey, once we do a pathway to citizenship, sorry, but you're, you can't come in. If you do, we're going to return you. We're going to have a very quick asylum process. That you would do a comprehensive plan to actually address the problem. Well, they, they, said, did, what well, we, they didn't do that. What are we doing? The Democrats don't have a comprehensive plan. They're coming in through the border. They're doing catch and release. And then the Republicans are saying, okay, let's send them to Chicago, New York, San Francisco, etc. And then they're sitting there, hundreds of thousands of people. They can't get a job because they don't have papers. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to get desperate. This, some are actually from gangs. Others are going to get desperate and poor, etc. Yeah. And it's going to create a giant problem. And then when we go to fund that problem, because we have to, then communities, and I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes in the town halls. They come and they go, wait, how come we've been sitting here in Chicago all this time, never got any funding? Now yeah. all of a sudden they're getting funding. Can I give you a specific example? And I thought that this was a big mistake by the Democratic Party. In one of these Republican debates that we covered here at TYT, 
You know, the, the candidates brought up the issue of the migrant crisis in New York specifically. And I don't remember which candidate it was, it might have been DeSantis. But one of them brought up the fact that students in the public schools during a, a rainstorm were forced to work remotely or take class remotely so they could use the campus as a shelter for migrants. And so what I heard from mainstream Democrats in regard to that issue is what's the big deal? There was a storm, we need to shelter migrants. But guys, you also have to understand what that communicates to the taxpayers in that community whose property taxes fund the school, who by the way, they've got to work. Well, again, but they hate those people and they want them dead or replaced. So the idea, like, it's not a big deal. Their kids can just do remote learning during the storm. No, that is a major inconvenience that is going to rile them up and get them really angry. And I understand that anger. You have to find a better solution than to just... See, but, I'm, but, but again, again, I'm calling bullshit because there have been plenty of people who have gone through the same thing. Uh, not everybody in the border towns in Texas is white. Um, uh, but anytime a white person brought this up, you'd call them a Nazi. You would call them a Nazi. What they did before is the Hispanics, the, the legal citizens in border towns, putting up with this shit for years. They would just ignore that completely. That would get buried. Um, if a white person said something, they would act like it was, it, it was David Duke. <clears throat> Excuse me, Dr. David Duke that was speaking. Now, because black people are correctly pointing out this issue, now you're like, oh, we got to listen to them. Oh, we got to listen to them. Now, I agree you have to listen to them, but you also have to listen to the white people and don't ignore the Hispanics either. Okay? And could you fucking acknowledge that all of the people that have been screaming about immigration, all of them, they were right. Okay? Now that you're on kind of the right side a little bit on some of this a lot of the people that you denounced as racist and white supremacist you're saying the exact same thing as they were and you also went along with their cancellation so there should be something you know some i don't know there should be some sort of acknowledgement there should be some sort of acknowledgement and uh, and you should have some of these people on your show with a they're no, they'll never do this but like the I told you so segment uh, with with what you have the old school Christians have the uh, the old school nationalists uh, however you want to la label these people and have them on your show and be like all right you were right about this and uh, let's talk about it. they'll never do that say what's the big deal there's a storm we need to shelter migrants I, I, <laughs> look honestly I think the wealthy that were all the people in power are anywhere from wealthy to super wealthy I don't think they have any interaction with real people they don't like, no. literally no. none they don't they and don't understand so, what a big problem that is when you are a working you have to work and now all of a sudden you can't go to work because your kids can't go to school because they have to do remote learning. That is a huge inconvenience. So we've talked about the Democrats. I think they're totally out of touch and they keep- But again, where was this sentiment when the exact same scenario was playing out with COVID? You said all of the people, it wasn't just conservatives. A lot of conservatives, a lot of normal people were screaming that the schools should be open. And this was one of the arguments. You are inconvenienced, you are severely harming and inconveniencing 
working people, working families. And you guys were completely against them. You said they were conspiracy theorists. They were grandma killers. They were selfish. See, this is... And there's no acknowledgement. You got to acknowledge your past positions. Paul's not buying this people, uh, Like, as if they're... Like they can't ask a black person. Like they can't go and attend the town halls. They can't see the polling. Well, they, they did. I think AOC just did a town hall and they were booing the shit out of her and they were screaming at her about the migrants, which is great. Can't, etc. Right? They talk about them in this theoretical language that doesn't actually affect their real lives and take into account their real lives. On the other hand, you look at Trump. I mean, he's just such a mess. So in the midst of that, <laughs> is he a mess? Why? Because he told a couple jokes. Speech. He keeps talking about. I hear, and you saw a part of it there. I hear black people love this shirt that I did. Yes, some do. Some don't. Some some black people don't like Trump at all. <clears throat> some do. Some really like him. Some don't like him at all, but they uh, want a better economy. So they're like, you know, I don't like him, but I'll vote for. There's all different types of people in each of these groups that have their different reasons. You're just pretending that some of them don't exist. You know why he hears black people do this or that? Because he doesn't have any black friends. He doesn't know anyone black. He's literally relaying things that your co-host just said she has seen. He can't even say, hey, I was talking to Bob the other day, and he told me, look, a lot, uh, I'm connecting to you because of the injustice that happened in the black community, etc." He can't even do one anecdote, right? Because he doesn't how, do, how do you know that? How do you know that? You, you don't know all the people he talks to? A single black person. They it's unbelievable. Right? He doesn't know Larry Elder. Donald Trump doesn't know Larry Elder. My mugshot. You know the one uh, black guy th that he knows. Uh, uh, you know, if I'm going along with your made-up scenario here, would be uh, Kanye West. But he's a Nazi, according to you, because yeah. he says hyperbolic shit. Uh, and so the only black people he has around him are a bunch of ass kissers. You just like said he didn't have any black people around him. McDonald's and Ben Carson, and and uh, and they're all groveling to him like Tim Scott. And at the end, he says about Tim Scott in this, he's like, "I like Tim Scott because he he doesn't talk much about himself. He talks a lot about me." <laughs> and that's exactly the kind of black person that Donald Trump likes: <laughs> someone who's servile uh -huh. and you and he could use for his own. Oh, purpose. so Tim Scott is servile. So I hope you're proud. I just don't. I don't like him. I think he's a neocon. Tim Scott. Jesus Christ. By the way, he now probably is leading in the VP stakes if Trump thinks he doesn't talk about himself. No, Tim Scott is not leading. They did a straw poll at CPAC. I think he got 8%. I think, uh, who was ahead of him? I think Vivek was ahead of him. Uh, who was, oh shit, who was, uh, I think Governor Smash and Vivek were ahead of him, I'm pretty sure. Like 15% well, or so. Only praises Trump. 100%. Oh, Trump loves that. I'll be able to trick people pretending that I'm in favor of black people by having this uh, guy serve me and all he does is kiss my ass. Oh my God, Trump will probably love that. Meanwhile. <laughs> he, he's not, he's not, what, is it, what does that mean? In favor of black people, okay? Under Trump, first three years, there's no in favor of black people. The economy's good. Then black people, as everyone else, not everyone, but a decent amount of people, got jobs that they were happy with. And there was a lot of this talk like, hey, you know, things are going pretty well for me. That Again, not every person, but more than now, okay? 
And so that's not, that's just, that's being in favor of people having jobs in the country. You're not sucking any group's dick particularly. No one hears from the actual people in this country. Even though Trump was relaying what actual people were saying. Okay. Let me uh, read some of these super chats. We're taking them through Streamlabs, link in the description and uh, in Rumble and also in the... Uh, chat on youtube we're also taking them through entropy and we're also taking rumble rants on rumble also on the bottom left of the screen we're about what are we at 33 let's see where are we here we are uh, 33 out of 50 so if the watt math is correct that would be 17 to go so we're 17 subscribers away from our goal to rebuild the soft gentleman's bathhouse youtube band the soft gentleman's channel that was my leftist a homosexual Democrat brother, and uh, with it was the soft gentleman's bathhouse, which was the membership thing, and that was about 25% of our income. So we're trying to rebuild it, and if you want to help with that, you can go to Subscribestar, subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard, or if you are on Rumble, you can click the red subscribe button on Rumble, and apparently Rumble, when it comes to memberships, is, uh, is not taking any fees out which is for the rest of the year, which is nice for them. My understanding also with Rumble is there is an Android update making the app a lot better and also allowing people to send Rumble rants through Android. I hope it's a, a, a good um, update. I, I also hope that, like, the chat works because I think Rumble still has an issue that the chat doesn't really work depending on the device you're using. Some, like, I, I think on some devices or like computers it will work, but not on everything. So hopefully th they fix that and that'll be good and uh, we'll see. Also, speaking of Rumble, if you click the description, you can download the uh, free copy of the guide that I wrote about propaganda tactics that the media uses it's called what a liar would say you can also download the guide on how to be a virtuous liberal written by my homosexual democrat brother that's called what a bigot would say you can also download that uh for free as well okay let's see what is today 27th ghost of shaniqua says hb the barbecue commie is a perfect example of why you shouldn't play with your own feces yeah really i mean it's just just uh yeah, it's a full, full-fledged Antifa guy. So it is what it is. A good commie barbecue. Nathan Wade says, I made that fanny clap. Uh, apparently, well, maybe. Did you make the fanny clap? Because uh, she was saying that you were uh, not getting it up, and uh, which doesn't surprise me, because, like, who could possibly get it up for her? She, she, Even in her prime, she was a fat pig. She was just always just a, ugh, not good at all, especially compared to his ex-wife. Uh, his ex-wife is a total smash compared to S. Willis. Chunk Uger, excuse me, Chunk Uger says, quote, Hey guys, Chunk Uger here. I don't have to tell you guys how much I like horses. There's nothing I enjoy more than a piece of horse ass. But sometimes I'm on the road or the farmer locked in his barn, and what do I do? I turn to Miss Winnie. Miss Winnie is the first ever horse sex style. Uh, molded from a real horse's ass, Miss Winnie looks and feels just like the real thing. Large enough to resemble a real horse, but small enough to fit in your suitcase, Miss Winnie is the perfect uh, travel companion. You can order Miss Winnie right now through TYT. Anna is standing by to take your order, and John is working the shipping department. 
Free shipping through Thursday, and I will sign the first 100 Miss Winnies we ship out. Have at it, huh? Have at them, Haas. Oh, well, there you go. We got a new product from Chunk Uger. Apparently, it's like a horse sex doll. Miss Winnie. So if you're a horse fucker, there you go, Chunk Uger. You know, it's funny. Uh, what did you say? If the, the farmer locked his barn? I, uh, I chuckled to myself last night. I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And apparently, it, it, this is my third playthrough, uh, and there's still shit that I'm like, I'm like, oh, I didn't know you could do this. Well, anyway, I um, I didn't realize that there were like a whole bunch of things that you could get from the trap. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Anyway, there's just this guy, this trapper, and you have to like hunt animal. Anyway, one of the things you have to get is uh, like uh, cowhide, and like. And like the the pelt from a bull, and I'm like, where the fuck bulls? I'm like, I've never seen a fucking bull. Then I realized, oh, the farms. So I had to sneak into a farm, and kill a bull, and uh, and a and a sheep, and all this. And I started thinking about Chank Uger sneaking into a barn, <laughs> and because you had to wait till at night, you know, you, you like put your uh, mask on, you wait till because if the people see you, they'll get you for animal cruelty. And then you're like sneaking into the barn, and I was like, "This is probably what Cheng does, except he's fucking horses, and I'm just slaughtering animals. I'm stealing animals. That's just not right." <clears throat> what can you do? Anyway, uh, let's see here. That was Cheng Uger. Silky Johnson says, "HB, the brave Antifa hero that matched the fire in his soul by surrounding his body with fire, did great work to bring about notice." of the Jewish colonizers. However, it was rendered moot because he's white and he's committed a hate crime by roasting a queer. Yeah, the uh, some of the AIDS commies were like not liking the fact that he was being honored by other AIDS commies because he was white. They didn't like the fact that he was white. So for some of these motherfuckers, if you're a white guy, you could literally light yourself on fire for the cause and it's not enough. It's a hell of a thing. Uh, Silky Johnson says, Did you see where Chunk's drooling retard of a nephew was bitching about how streaming is soul-crushing, whereas real jobs aren't? That was crazy. That was the dead giveaway. He's never had a real job. How it drains his social battery. That's the gayest phrase I ever heard, at least for a while. Social battery. And I guess other streamers agree. Oh, think of the poor rich streamers, such victims. So I have a, I have a thing where... Um, if you can roll around in a bed of money, I, I just don't want to hear it. Um, now, look, if you had like if you had like a family member killed or if you were diagnosed with like an untreatable illness, uh, you know, that's that's when rolling around in a bed of money is not going to fix that. That's fine. But if you're tired <laughs> and you're burnt out, shut the fuck up and just roll around in a bed of money. Like, what do you what the heck? He's not just a streamer. He's a rich streamer. Yeah, what a faggot. Anyway, so when he said a real job couldn't uh, be soul-sucking, he's obviously never had a real job. Uh, that's th By the way, that is true. He was he, he is a rich guy. He, through and through, was a rich guy. I was under the impression that he wasn't a rich guy and then became rich. No, he was born rich. He just, you know, it's funny that he became the uh, clown world's top streamer. But you know what's funny? And I think he deserves this. I do think it's soul-sucking for him, but the reason I think it's soul-sucking is, uh, unlike Chank, Hassan has some self-awareness. Chank has no self-awareness. Chank's an idiot, 
but he's never admitted to being an idiot, and I don't think he thinks he's an idiot. Hassan, on multiple occasions on stream, has publicly said he knows he's stupid. He knows he's stupid. And what's what I think is soul-sucking to him is he got a lot of success being a political commentator, but it wasn't because of his political commenta uh, commentating, and he knows that, and it bothers him because he's the boy who wanted to be smart. You could write a book about Hassan Piker, the boy who wanted to be smart, but he can't be smart because he's dumb, and he knows that, and that sucks his soul out, and that's uh, that's what you deserve. It's, it's fucking beautiful. It's poetic. The funniest shit was uh, um, uh, actual Justice Warriors um, s summarizing of what Hassan does. He was basically, in a tweet, he was like, how do you get tired playing other people's videos and then going to the bathroom? <laughs> That's exactly what he does. He just goes to the bathroom. Like David Pakman. When David Pakman's covering like rallies, he, he's like not there for half of it. So yeah, uh, uh, Hassan Piker, he just rolls out for a while and then comes back. And he doesn't do any commentary. He eats on stream. First of all, I've said this before. If you eat on stream, you're raping your audience, okay? You're raping your audience. He eats on stream, and then he's like laughing, and he's like, hoo, 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 and he doesn't really do anything. But he, he became very popular. So yeah, I saw that ridiculous, all of these fuckers um, that are like, oh, he has a good point. First of all, if you're tired, take a break. It's not your audience's problem. It's your fucking problem. Go take a break. Now, look, if you had a big tragedy before you, that's a different story. There's nothing you can do about that. You're, you know, you're fine. But being tired and burned out, that's not a tragedy. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was some faggot shit right there. Hassan Piker. What a ridiculous person. Uh, Suki Johnson says, did you see where Chank's drooling? Oh, hold on a second. Oh, I read that. Uh, Silky said, um, HB, I have a pretty fucked up mind. I openly admit that and deal with it. However, never in my most deepest drug alcohol induced delirium or wildest dark fantasies could I ever come up with something as depraved and horrific as tranny AIDS breastfeeding. Yeah, I, I, I uh, I, yeah, I, I, I could not have come up with that. I could not have come up with that. It is, um, it's just, uh, next level. Absolutely next level. And uh, it's being embraced by at least some in the mainstream. I hope that it eventually is completely condemned and people are arrested. But, you know, oh, man, entropy was down. Holy crap. Let me. OK, you know what I'll do? Let me come back. Let me come back. We'll play a video and I'll set up entropy. I checked it like I think maybe it was a half hour ago it seemed to work but now it's down okay I will uh, let me play the next video and then uh, we will fix entropy and do some breaking news they're saying this is a racist Fox News clip I'm gonna let this play while I do this actually let me well, in fact our guys have just taken down one of the migrant guys right here on the corner 42nd and 7th while all can, this can you is pan taken. the camera they've taken over they've taken over he is out of control out of control there all right now that was Sean Hannity's interview with Curtis Sliwa. Real quick. Sliwa. Sliwa. Curtis Sliwa. 
You just say it real quick so yeah, people Sliwa. don't know that you're mispronouncing it. Okay, great. Okay. Founder of the Sliwa. Crime Prevention Vigilante Group, uh, the Guardian Angels, which has been around for literally decades, and we'll get to their history in just a minute. Now, they've been active in New York's surging migrant crisis, and during that live interview on Fox News, members of his group accosted who they alleged was a shoplifting illegal immigrant. Now, it turns out that wasn't the case. All right, so after Fox showed the group restraining the man, uh, Sliwa went back to give an update on the situation. So let's take a look at that. Well, he had been shoplifting first. The guardian angel spotted them, stopped them. He resisted. And let's just say we gave him a little pain compliance. His mother back in Venezuela felt the vibrations. He's sucking concrete. <laughs> the cops scraped him off the asphalt. He's on his way to jail. Now, he claimed on Wednesday that the incident first began... Right, entropy should be back up. ...and started when the man hit a female guardian angel, prompting the group to initiate a citizen's arrest. Now, luckily, the group's members are unarmed, so there was no, um, like, potential threat of anyone dying from a gunshot wound here. But uh, Sliwa said during the Fox News broadcast that the man was a migrant who had been shoplifting. He told NBC News that he based that information on what people in the crowd said and alleged that the man had a backpack that contained baby clothes with tags on them. He also said he had believed the man was a migrant because he had been speaking Spanish. Oops. Okay, and because other guardian angels had encountered him with other Spanish speakers on previous patrols. I don't know if... I don't know if they know this. This is a diverse country with people who speak all sorts of languages. It doesn't automatically mean that the person speaking a foreign language... No, but there's a solid chance that they're a migrant. ...is an undocumented immigrant. But anyway, according to a New York Police Department spokesperson, officers arrived to find a man detained by bystanders after he allegedly tried to disrupt a live interview. Police said the man had been issued a disorderly conduct summons because he had been acting in a loud and threatening manner on okay, a... Okay, so then... So then what's the problem here a public sidewalk but what the police clarified was that the man in question was not in fact a migrant he was a new yorker who's been residing in the bronx plus uh they provided no evidence that he had shoplifted unsurprisingly oh right yeah you you have to show anna the shoplifted uh, material and then she'll believe you Sean Hannity had issued absolutely no apology for this uh, mistake. There was no correction. How could you make this mistake? How could you possibly think that guy's a migrant? That's ah, impossible. Despite Sliwa's claims being shot down by law enforcement. Asked about airing the confrontation live during Hannity's show and Sliwa's claim without proof that the man had been restrained, that the man that had been restrained was a migrant, Fox News said in a statement that the situation took place during a live television broadcast and that the network had updated its audience as more information became available from the NYPD. When? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Silwa, for his part, says that it's a, it is possible, it is possible he wasn't a migrant, or yeah, is it possible he wasn't a migrant, of course, after he was asked about the situation. Oops. And How could you possibly make that mistake? Finally, New York uh, Governor Kathy Hochul condemned the Guardian Angel's actions. Let's just take a look at what she had to say and we'll move on. Yeah, how dare you detain a guy who the cops admit was engaging in disorderly conduct? 
You cannot. You have to let, as Penny showed everyone how they arrested Penny, you've got to allow the criminals to harm the citizens. And how dare you step in? I take the law into your own hands. You know, we, and right, my, you let them hurt the citizens. PD, among the finest. Oh, the, yeah, they're the finest. This planet, they work Especially hard. when you handcuff them and tell them that they can't arrest people. Every single day, and we support them. It is their responsibility to take care of this, not individuals. And so I, I reject the premise that anyone can take the law into their own hands. Then we have chaos. This is not the Wild West. This is New York State. Right, you must allow people to hurt the citizens. So, look, what the Guardian Angels did here was wrong. You shouldn't profile people and you shouldn't take... Yes, don't profile people. That's wrong. ...what the allegations are against others at face value. Maybe do a little bit of investigation before you decide to um, physically attack people. <laughs> they didn't... What are you talking about? ...who have been yeah. accused of wrongdoing. Where, where is that from the police? So I have two totally different thoughts on this. Uh, one is... Of course, it, like these morons, uh, their evidence was he was speaking Spanish. Same exact thing Marjorie Taylor Greene said when she thought she had spotted an illegal immigrant. Really? I mean, re I, I'm so stunned by how stupid yeah, people guys, are. Guys, there's no illegal immigrants that speak Spanish. That's not a thing. You think everyone who speaks Spanish is an illegal immigrant? Retard, that's not what anyone said. Uh, it's just so dumb. It's, it's painful to talk about. Uh, okay, now. Having said this, I mean, why do uh, the uh, uh, an illegal immigrant speaking Spanish? What's the next thing you're going to tell me? There's a black criminal? I mean, come on, that's preposterous. Black people, just like illegal immigrants, are perfect in every way. Guardian angels exist. So they started all the way back in 1979 Racist. when I was growing up They're like in the, the New York area in the 1980s. They were in the news 24/7, and I remember uh, wa watching that all the time, right? And so the reason was because back then there was crazy crime. If you think crime is bad now, it was totally out of control in the 70s and 80s, okay? Don't worry, we're working on it, Jim. Yeah, I know, we're getting there. So, um, so the guardian angels rose up because whether you like it or not, whenever there's a lot of crime, vigilantes come in to fill the void. Now, vigilantes are a terrible idea because they make dumbass mistakes like this and they don't know what they're doing and they're not trained and they create more violence, creating even more work for the cops, okay? But having said that, the, the guardian angels never went away. It's just after the 1980s, no one cared about them anymore because crime had started to go down and it went down so substantially that everybody forgot about Curtis Sliwa and the guardian angels. But now they're back mm -hmm. and they're back because crime is back. It's not that they went away, it's that their coverage went away and their need, the, the perceived need for them went away. But now people feel a perceived need again. So hence, that's why they're out and doing things like this. So the answer to uh, vigilante uh, violence is better, you could argue more, and just law enforcement. So if you have law enforcement that actually does its job and prosecutors who do their job and they keep uh, the population safe and they do it in a way that is just, then you don't need vigilantes at all. That's the whole point of the law enforcement is to do that job, right? But when citizens feel like they're not getting that from cops and prosecutors, vigilantes will rise whether you like it or not. And that's what you're seeing and that's why this is happening. So I. Wanted to learn more about this guy because I'm completely unfamiliar with him. And I agree with you that vigilante groups can actually make situations more dangerous. You know, they're 
whole objective might come from a good place. It might start from a good place, but it ends up causing more harm than good, especially when, you know, they're not trained as law enforcement. What, what, and what ended up, what was the harm here? They said the guy was engaged in disorderly conduct. More importantly, in the example they we didn't gave you, beat his ass. They're pretending they, they beat his ass. They didn't beat his ass. In this story, they just profiled a guy, right? Yeah, profiling uh, is completely fine. Let's stop pretending that profiling is not fine. Profiling is completely fine, completely necessary. Stop pretending. Uh, and just assume that he was an undocumented immigrant who was engaging in crime. Yeah. When so what's the percentage chance? So he was wrong. So what is it, a 70-30 shot? 70% chance given what's going on in New York City, it's a migrant. But it happened to be the 30% of the time that it's not a migrant. Give me a fucking break. No evidence of that. But I went back and uh, came across a 1981 Washington Post piece on the Guardian Angels, and I thought it was really fascinating. So uh, Joyce Wadler at the time wrote that the group is the Guardian Angels. I can't believe this. They number over 700 in New York City with groups spreading across the country. Their avowed goal, in the words of their leader, 26-year-old Curtis Silwa, uh, Sliwa, is to bring back the values of 40, 50 years ago when the only criminals in the streets were racketeers. I mean, I don't want them either, but... Yeah, okay. back then there was a, like a significant mob. I don't know if that was the good old days. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, when you could leave the house with the door open or fall asleep on the roof. But here, get a, get a load of this. Mayor Edward Koch appointed his criminal justice coordinator to investigate the Guardian Angels, and that report was so positive that the Guardian Angels will soon be awarded some sort of official status. Oops. So that was way, way back 81. in the day. Yeah. And by the way, since then, uh, in the 80s, after 81, they did a bunch of clownish things. So they're, they're not the good guys. Uh, but again, whether it's organized groups or m much more prevalent will be just local vigilantes that go, I've had enough of this crap because the cops aren't showing up in LA, New York, San Francisco, etc. And if they do, prosecutors are letting people off. So. You can get super mad about it, but you'll see more vigilantes going forward. That's just the nature of how things work when crime is not addressed. Well, hopefully uh, Charles Bronson makes a return, uh, Paul Kersey. Uh, here is David outraged that Donald Trump for telling a joke in front of black people. Trump speaking, Trump speaking to the Black Conservative Federation Gala despite it being the Black Conservative Federation Gala, when the camera pans to the crowd, you see a lot of white people there and Trump making the bizarre statement that due to the bright lights, he can only see the black people in the audience. If you don't know which racist joke this relates oh, to. Racist jokes. I'll tell you in a moment. Good. These lights are so bright in my eyes that I can't see too many people out there. But uh, I can only see the black ones. I can't see any white ones, you see. That's how far I've come. That's how far I've come. Now, when you explain racist jokes and comments. Oh, that's a great idea. Let's explain the racist jokes. Always sounds a little weird, but from looking at well, the- Well, because it's ridiculous. You're being a ridiculous homosexual. Comments on what Trump said. I'm realizing a lot of people don't necessarily get what this alludes to. There is this, I don't even, it's so, it feels weird to call it a joke because it's another one of these tropes that's recycled. But the, the, there's this thing that's sometimes said 
that you can see black people in the dark because their teeth are white and that's what you see in the dark. And by every stretch of the imagination, this is the sort of thing that Trump is alluding to here. Or if the lights are bright that you can't see the white people because they're white like the light. You could go either way. And what's Who really cares? funny is that when the camera actually showed the crowd, it's a it's a black conservative group. It seemed like a mostly white crowd, which is just all all really, really strange. Uh, Trump also, uh, uh, I guess <laughs> he he's even talking in a way which I think he thinks will appeal to black people. It's all weird. Check this out. I have more people after my ass than anybody. I think I don't think there's ever been a criminal. The worst criminal in history has not had the kind of attention that I've had. And then last. That's true. He's uh, who's ever. I mean, the type of crimes that you would have to commit to be facing 700 years in prison. He's suggesting that black folks are supporting Trump because he's been getting indicted. Some are. There are some. You cannot like that, but there are some. What's the percentage? I have no idea. It's very weird. Yeah, very weird. Then I got indicted a second time and a third time and a fourth time. And a lot of people said that that's why the black people like me because they have been hurt so badly and discriminated against. And they actually viewed me as I'm being discriminated against. It's it's been pretty amazing. That's just absolutely perfect. Black folks see Trump and they go, He's being treated by the justice system just the way we were treated for decades and decades and to some degree still are. This is really crazy stuff. And I am genuinely curious what percentage of the black vote does Trump end up getting in November? I don't know the answer, but it sounds like it's not going to be super high. Everything. Okay, we'll see. We'll see, faggot. Um, Let's see. Here is the uh, mailbag. Let's get it. Let's get into Friday feedback. Today we start with a beautiful, positive email, well written, substantive, coherent, and then we'll go to something that's very much the opposite, and then we'll get into some other things. Remember that the email address for all feedback, all feedback, should go to info at davidpackman.com. We also will sometimes select. TikTok messages or YouTube comments or X excretions or who knows what. All right. We start today with Dylan with a beautiful message about last Monday's show says, hi, David, just writing to say you were on fire today. The post Super Bowl right, analysis skip this one. These biz- Go to the insults. If it wasn't so obvious, it might slide under the radar or people won't be asking what's David talking about today. Hold on this on you for too long. You like us, not the only one saying the eyes act opposite. Also via email from Kathleen, the exact opposite coming in Kathleen writing in about my eyes and says, I'm not the only one saying this. You looked like a serious drug addict today. It's been bad for too long. You need to address this on YouTube. If it wasn't so obvious, it might slide under the radar or people won't be asking what's David talking about today. They'll be viral posting what happened to David Pakman. You know, this is really interesting. Every couple years, once a year, someone will take time out of their day, 
not to just leave it in a drive by YouTube comment. It's easy to do that. But about once a year, someone will take time to email in and it'll be some version of you're either on drugs or you're on alcohol on the show. About a year and a half ago, someone wrote me this whole email saying, David, listen, I've been in recovery long enough to know that you're drinking and you're drinking a lot. I've I've never uh, I, I never thought David was drunk. I've never seen that. Chenk Uger, there's multiple videos of Chenk Uger obviously hammered, uh, especially when he would like. Uh, there was a period of time where like once a week he'd be outside making a video and he was clearly smashed. I don't think I've ever seen David uh, uh, drunk. And, you know. Um, you know, maybe uh, contented from a, a, a couple hours of sodomy, you know, that kind of demeanor. I've seen David with that kind of demeanor, but nothing related to drugs, more of, you know, uh, bathhouse behavior. Before doing the show, and uh, I know the struggle, and I think it's probably becoming a problem. It's affecting, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I really don't drink, especially since uh, my daughter was born. I maybe have a drink every a single drink every 10 days or 14 days. I went to a vineyard over the weekend and had a glass of wine. And I think that's the first drink I had had since I think the, the Aruba trip weeks ago. In any case, I'd be curious what which drugs Kathleen thinks I'm on. Of course, I'm not on any drugs, but to the extent that this is born out of genuine concern for me, I appreciate it. I'll put it that way. Dennis Wilder says Republicans got embarrassed. Have you not seen the Biden speeches? He pretends that everything is OK with Biden. When you have government officials voting just for the party and not the policies, this is what we get. And yes, if someone isn't there to vote and that vote counts, then yes, it's still a strong argument. This is somehow related to the failed impeachment of Mayorkas, the initial failed impeachment of Mayorkas. I don't even know what Dennis is talking about. I don't know if he's saying that Al Green's vote or someone coming in at the last. I, I, I have no clue what Dennis is talking about, but I guess his point is Republicans failing on their own votes in the House isn't as embarrassing as when Joe Biden speaks. I think that's the point Dennis is trying to make. Benjamin wrote in about Trump's glitches and says, David, Trump's glitch on Orban wasn't a glitch. He's just plain stupid. You know, I struggle to believe that what Benjamin is referring to is that many times Trump will refer to Viktor Orban, who's, of course, the authoritarian leader of Hungary as the leader of Turkey. It's Erdogan in Turkey Orban in Hungary. There's some linguistic similarity between the two. So I don't know that it's Trump being stupid. I think it's more Trump struggling with the words in some way. Uh, is it a cognitive glitch? Is it stupidity? I, I don't know for sure. But to me, it seems more like it, it's a glitch. Uh, let's see. On Swifties versus Magats, Thomas wrote in and said, David, I was thinking about this. Idolatry for Taylor Swift is bad. Idolatry for Donald Trump is good. I didn't know celebrities weren't allowed to support a. So who's? Uh, I mean, maybe there's a, a small percentage of people idolizing Trump, but uh, you're ultimately making this up and again calling us maggots. 
candidate. It's like Rwanda radio. Unless it's for a Republican. Who knew? Keep up the good work. It is interesting. So first of all, Can we have many more I, insults. Yeah. All of this stuff about Dave. Yeah, no, I think that's it. 81 for Biden. Oh, well, 80. <clears throat> I uh, prefer the insults. Here's their coverage of libs of TikTok and uh, the uh, aging whore. Taylor Lorenz, the journalist who uh, was on the show a few months ago, did something very interesting. She sat down with the woman known for libs of TikTok, Haya Rachik, and really asked her, what is the issue you have with trans adults? The reason this was so interesting, and if you're not familiar with libs of TikTok, the bottom line is some of them fuck with kids and they should stay away from kids. That's it. Libs of TikTok has done everything from docs and identifies specific individuals for targeting because she doesn't like their uh, choices that they've made. Do you like it when leftists do it? Of how they want to live in society and so on and so forth. Very transphobic and all very, very uh, uh, transphobia. Extreme. Extremist. And what was revealed during Taylor. You're not respecting the trannies enough. His interview with Haya is it doesn't even really seem like Haya understands why she's been ruining the lives of so many people. Oh, she's and, ruining the lives. And I'm going to have more to say about that in a moment, but let's uh, let's watch some of this conversation that took place. If you eradicate transgenderism, which I believe you suggested in a post today. No, I never suggested that. Oh, okay. So you reposted a post that was advocating for that. What would happen to the people that have already medically, socially completely transitioned and are leading happy lives? What would happen to them? I mean, what's your plan for, for that? If transgenderism doesn't exist, which it seems like you're, that's what you believe, what happens to all the people living happy lives as trans people? Well, it, first of all, the whole trans is it's based on a lie. You can't change your you can't change your gender. Okay, but so they could they could go live their 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 life. I mean, I can't tell someone what to do in their in their house. Sounds like you do want to tell people what to do in their house. I never said that. So you're totally okay with people being trans, just not as long as they're in public. No, I never said that. They could. It's the whole thing is based off of a lie, and I think that um, the fa this lie cannot be mainstream in our in our society. It's just it's a lie. And what harm is it causing? Do you believe? Um, I like the truth. I like truth. Right, but I'm saying what what's the what's the harm of people expressing their gender identity differently than you believe? So fucking with the kids. They shouldn't have fucked with the kids. What, what harm are they causing? Um, like I said, we are a, a, um, a nation of truth. And I <laughs> so we've got more of this, which we'll continue in a moment. But so far, it's denying she ever said any of the things that she said. And then just saying, we are a country of truth. I like truth. We are a nation of truth. And what's funny when the anti-trans people come forward and say what they care about is the truth. The, there are a lot of open questions about transgenderism, and I don't pretend to have the answers to any of them. Like, for example, are there any circumstances in which minors should have sexual reassignment surgery? Even though that's uh, the answer is obviously no. If you're pretending you don't know the answer to that, that's ridiculous.
it's extraordinarily rare, first of all, right? We no, saw when Matt Walsh went on the Joe Rogan program and made wild claims about the numbers there. OK, so when we talk about young people, are we talking about legal minors? Are we talking about prepubescent? You know, these are really complicated issues. No, I, no, that's not complicated at all. That's easy. That's an easy one. I don't pretend to have all of the answers. I think it's reasonable to have questions about some of these specific elements. But if we want to talk about truth, it is undeniable that humans express gender identity on a spectrum. Bullshit. This is AIDS commie rigmarole. How many times have we confirmed that? That part it, is it, You can claim it's been confirmed, but it's commie bullshit. It's true. If it is true. It's not true at all. That humans express gender identity on a spectrum, which they do. You know, I often Again, give this example. Bullshit. Love. Put, put, putting transgender aside for a second, if you look at The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and you look at the fashion designer Isaac Mizrahi, who has great content on TikTok, by the way, you see that these are two men who clearly are on different. Yeah, one's parts. a heterosexual, one's a faggot. Okay, and I, I don't know if you want to do the heterosexual faggot spectrum, you can do that, but. You know, I don't, this is all bullshit. I don't give a fuck. You're going to have to stay away from the kids. Okay. I don't care what kind of fucking commie bullshit you want to believe. You're going to stay away from the kids. And eventually people are going to force you to stay away from the kids if you keep this up. Parts of the gender expression spectrum. Once you concede that's a reality. Well, it's not a reality. You can ask all sorts of other questions. Are you can either be a man or you can be a, a homosexual. Questions more appropriate for sociology versus okay but if we really want to talk about truth and where these people never want to start is clearly there is a gender identity spectrum again no that's total bullshit just because you say it doesn't make it true once we acknowledge that which i don't know how anyone could deny then we can go and ask other questions but th these are the folks who say they have the monopoly. so the spectrum is you're either a man a half a fag or a fag okay there you go but you can never be a woman you if you're a man you'll never be a woman so you can be one of the three, man, half a fag or a fag. I believe the Italians invented half a fag. Shout out to them. <clears throat> That's at least according to Ari Spears, I believe. And uh, but uh, I'll take that accomplishment. That's a that's a pretty good one. Who was the Italian that came up with the term half a fag? I bet it was a mobster. If I had to guess, they should build a statue for that guy. That's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good uh, term to enter into the lexicon. Good Not job, Paisano. They don't want to accept the simplest of simple truths. I'm, I'm, I <laughs> oh, it's a simple truth because David Pakman says it. But that's, but I'm asking about the harm. What's the harm? You might believe it to be false, but what's the, the harm, harm is that there's a lie that is very mainstream and is being embedded into every institution. I guess I'm wondering what the material harm is, aside from it's maybe something that you disagree with, as in your version of the truth is different than their version of the truth. What is the material harm of them living their life as a woman or man or gender that you don't agree Not with? anything that's wrong. Is there a material harm necessarily? Wow, there is not necessarily any harm. So th there's a bunch of funny. She could have definitely had done better because the answer there is that this is not about people living their lives privately. This is about this ideology being forced upon children. Stuff about this first, if you're watching, you might notice that Haya is wearing a T-shirt with Taylor Lorenz's face on it. So she showed up to this, I guess, with the idea of 
ridiculing her in part by the T-shirt she was wearing. The other really funny part about this is that Taylor is not asking really difficult questions in the sense of, you know, can you explain what you believe? Can you explain why you believe it? Is there any harm to what you identify that you don't like? And Haya doesn't appear to ever have actually devoted any thought to this. And this is very often the case with these people, Tucker Carlson and, you know, Matt Walsh with his big anti trans stuff. They're not really serious people where they can get a crowd of their supporters fired up about all of the terrible things that they've identified. But when you really get down to what is the harm here? Yeah, guys, what is the harm? There's no harm at all. They can't even explain the harm. Identifying no children are being harmed. They are prepared. They can rattle off something like child mutilation vaguely or something. Yeah, what even is that? It's vague. Who knows that? And then, of course, we go and look at the numbers and we see that what yeah, they guys, call- they're only mutilating a small amount of kids. OK, don't worry about it. All child mutilation is is almost exclusively not happening to anybody. Oh, who is pre- almost exclusively not happening to anyone who's prepubescent. So if you're going to mutilate children, according to David, it's OK as long as the number's small and they are teenagers pubescent at at minimum and then you look at you go this is what they're all fired up about Yeah, guys who why would you get all fired up about AIDS commies mutilating a small amount of kids come on and part of the reason Haya comes off as very unserious is that it becomes clear that she's spreading hate for oh she's spreading hatred how guys you're not respecting the trannies enough how many times do we have to talk about this? Not only are you not respecting the niggers enough, you're not respecting the trannies enough. Oh, man. I mean, what is it going to take to get you to to show some respect to the to the uh, uh, child grooming trannies and the mutilators that are helping to mutilate the children? Oh, I'm just surrounded by bigots. It's really it's a hell of a thing. But it's not even based on any really articulable underlying beliefs. Uh, they also talked about uh, immigration and on. That oh, issue, you're not you're, you're not respecting the Zerg enough. Higher Rachik seem to be going in the direction of spreading great replacement sort of stuff. There were some lines over the past three years that there were more illegals coming into our border than children being born in the U.S. Is that not does that not look like they're trying to replace us? I guess sort of imagine America as a melting pot, isn't that sort of what we're bringing in more people than are actually being born? So I guess if you, it sounds like you sort of do ascribe to this theory of the Great Replacement. Oh, yeah. Then, of course, that makes you a Hitler Nazi. We have a Jewish Hitler Nazi here. So it's not remotely the same thing. Jewish people in those movements, in those far right movements. So I'm just wondering, as a Jewish woman, sort of how you feel about that. Yeah, and guys, or, or, or excuse me, Chai, how do you feel about being a far right Nazi and being Jewish? The role in cultivating this fan base that might think of you as an as a as a minority or an outsider. Uh, not all cultures are equal. Oof. Yeah. That, what do you mean, oof? That's literally true. That's literally true. So I guess she's basically saying when Jews like her came over, it was different because Jewish culture is better than. Oh, Latin. David, are you going to pretend you don't believe that? 
Come on, David. Are you going to pretend that you believe that all cultures are equal and Jewish culture is not superior to other cultures? Get the fuck out of my face. American culture or something. Now, I'm all for having real conversations about <laughs> elements of cultures that we could say are more pro or antisocial, for example. But as an Argentinian Jew, who's part of both of these cultures, <laughs> the idea that we are going to slice and dice in this way is really off-putting and, and, and pretty disgusting. Is your culture better than the culture of the goat fuckers that are doing acid attacks on women because they're out with the wrong chaperone? David, Are you? is yours equal to that, David? These people are insane. Uh, and a nice job by, I mean, and again, I'm-, I'm Guys, pretty, you're not respecting the goat fuckers enough. Amazing Taylor Lawrence for do, Lorenz for doing this. It's not like these were the most difficult questions to answer. Well, like I said, Shia Reich, could have answered them better, but it is what it is. Caller calls me out for my corruption. <laughs> we have a voice. I hope this number. is a good one. That number is 219-2-DAVID-P. Here is a caller calling me out for my corruption over Fonnie Willis's corruption. Let's see if we can figure it out. David, the delusional Pac-Man. What's up, bud? Hey, to no surprise of anybody that knows you, you didn't touch the Fonnie Willis corruption with a 20-foot ladder. What? Wow. What? What even is corruption? Fonnie Willis corruption? What even is that? That's a conspiracy theory. What? Oh, I'm so surprised. I'm being sarcastic if you can't tell. And I just want to know, like, man, are you considered a reporter? Are you just considered a Trump hater? He's a bathhouse enthusiast. What are you, a progressive? I, I get it. You're progressive, right? But you have to touch. I'm not trying to tell you how to run your channel, man. You kind of are. But in order to establish credibility. But he has no credibility. I mean, let's he's a full blown propagandist. Everybody. You have to touch on these kind of stories. I mean, you go, you will literally, it looks like you scavenge the internet to find any little minute detail that you can post about Trump every single day, all day. But a major allegation comes out and a motion to remove Fonnie Willis, district attorney of Fulton County, because she was sleeping with the special counsel that she appointed, had a long-lasting relationship, gave him the highest payment, and he's never worked at a district attorney's office before, and then went on nine vacations with the guy. So, of course, much of what this caller is saying isn't true. What wasn't true about that? What wasn't true about that, you fucking liar? We, of course, did talk about the fact that there are these allegations against Fonnie Willis after reviewing the facts and looking at everything. Yeah, we figured out there's nothing here. Everything's fine. It seems like a desperate attempt yeah. by those who realize <clears throat> the charges against Trump are really yeah, guys, strong. Guys, nothing to see here. Everything's fine. At trying to get the case thrown out over an interpersonal relationship. Now, I will be the first to tell you as we discuss. Guys, it's just an interpersonal relationship. Already. Um, the appearance of the relationship in passing does raise concerns when you look at the details and the fact that there really is no conflict of interest. Guys, there's just no conflict of interest. Don't worry about it.
that the relationship started after the appointment of that blatant, ridiculous, demonstrable lie. A, a prosecutor investigator was made and you look at all the details. It's certainly no reason to throw out the case. That's for damn sure. Well, now you're changing the argument, whether or not the case should be thrown out. That's not the argument. The argument is whether she should be disqualified. And it is a desperate, desperate attempt to try to get Trump out of the very serious trouble that he's facing. So we talked about it. I don't think it's the blockbuster story this caller thinks it is. And I encourage everyone in the audience to fact check me. Oh, and yeah. Uh, figure out for yourself. Is this a blockbuster story or isn't it? We have a so if you point out what he got wrong, he, he's going to go, guys, geez, criticize me for something I said, please. <laughs> it is kind of funny. <clears throat> Again, I'd love to see him behind bars, but he does make me laugh. I can't help it. If a person makes me laugh, they make me laugh. The way he fucking does that shit where he knows because he knows he knows he knows what he's doing. And, it, and it's almost like he, you know what he's doing? He's almost got a Captain Kirk thing going on when he's really lying his ass off. It's, uh, it's, not, as, it's not as dramatic as when Captain Kirk talks, but he's got, this, um, he's got this cadence, and it's newer. It's newer. It's interesting. Anyway, let's get to some breaking news from the Internet. This is from Mojack420. Christianity is incompatible with the Democratic Party. Um, because it has chosen narcissism as its foundation for faith, the Democratic Party has cast out whatever Christian elements it may have once had. That's true. On Friday, Trump spoke at the National Religious Broadcasters International Christian Media Convention, in which he said, how many Christians can vote for a Democrat, Christian, or person of faith? Uh... How you can vote for a Democrat is crazy. Given the values and beliefs held dearest by the Democrat Party, it's hard not to agree. Radicals have gradually pushed it further left, which has also been shifting the goalposts of society in a more secular direction uh, ever since the progressive era of the late 19th century. The De Democrat Party has fully embraced feminism and its natural descendant, the LGBT movement, both have propagated the idea that men and women are indistinguishable. This justifies the party's attempt to mix and match the roles of the two sexes in society. They are opposed to the Christian idea that a man and a woman were made distinct from, yet complementary to one another. By destroying marriage and the distinctions of the sexes, the party helped craft sexual activity into a violent expression of choice and liberation. These are the party values over the Christian practices of restraint and, and modesty. It has removed the incentives to abstain from sex and promoted perverse sexual behavior. In doing so, it has helped to normalize sexual depravity. The idol of abortion affirms the desire of the Democrat Party to exempt society from taking responsibility for its actions by dehumanizing children as parasites and framing abortion as a right. The party encourages people to blame others for their decisions to have sex. This is despite Christians asserting that all life is sacred and formed by God upon conception. Intersectionality has had a similar effect. The party has adopted a caste system based on what someone is or claims to be rather than who someone is or what they've done. This places those deemed victims over those deemed oppressors, while Christians view all humans as made with equal value by God. All of this derives from one source, pride, 
The Democrat Party lives and breathes on its polarization of the self. Everything it peddles is based on the idea that man is in control of his own destiny and should be allowed to pursue whatever makes him happy. Anything standing in the way is evil. One could say the Christian who instead values humility as a threat to his existence. It is no coincidence, then, that there is a surging reverence for Satan from within the party. The devil represents its radical idealism, according to the great thinkers of leftism, such as Mikhail Bukhanin, who called him the eternal rebel, the first free thinker, and the emancipator of worlds. The past year alone has seen Democrat officials honor the Satanic Temple and erect statues in Lucifer's honor in state capitals. Insane. It's clear the Democrat Party has placed its faith in itself over faith in God. It sees Christians as the enemies for all it holds dear. There's no reason to believe anyone can be both a faithful Christian and a devoted Democrat because no one can simultaneously seek to praise the self and God. Yeah, it's a fucked up situation. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, what a society-destroying ideology. Every one of these things, feminism, the LGBT bullshit, uh, all of it is to destroy. It's just, uh, it's crazy. Completely crazy. All right. Thank you, uh, Mojack420. Appreciate that. I think there was a breaking news in uh, Rumble. Let me just uh, check here. Yeah, let's see. All right. This is breaking news from the internet from Surf Hunter. Says you don't have to read the entire thing. Read page fourteen, six path section, and then twenty. Stealth and host section. Fourteen. Next generation bioweapons, genetic engineering, and BW. U.S. Air Force, future warfare center. This is, this uh, that sounds pretty horrifying. Uh, page fourteen. One moment. Let's go down to fourteen. Okay, and then it says six paths section. Let's find the sixth path section. Let me just scroll down here. Let me just get an idea. Oh, uh, did he mean 14 in the PDF or in the uh, document? Because the document, this is page 265. Let's go back and check. Let's go. Oh, there is not a... Uh, Oh, no, no. It starts at 253, so it must mean 14 in the PDF viewer. All right, where did the... What happened to the page thing? Where is the page thing again? Oh, there it is. All right, let's go back down. 14. One moment. It went away. Why is that going away? 9... Okay, there it is. 9, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Nope. Back. Bring it back. 13, one more. One more. Okay. Offensive biological weapons capabilities. The Office of the Secretary of Defense uh, has identified countries that maintain various levels of offensive biological warfare capabilities or research facilities. Russia, China, Iraq, Iran, North Korea, Syria, Libya... India and Pakistan. The Henry Stimson Center lists Egypt, Israel, and Taiwan as countries of proliferation concern. Also, the Al-Qaeda network reportedly sought to buy biological agents, 
Most developed nations maintain some level of defense capability against biological warfare and bioterrorism. This typically uh, includes deployment, military, mission-oriented, protective posture, gear, and civilian hazardous material responder spacesuits, also important, are vaccines and antibiotics stockpiled against BWBT threats. The United States Department of Defense maintains a defensive capability. In 1969, Nixon issued an executive order to unilaterally and unconditionally renounce biological weapons. Our program was terminated and stockpiles were destroyed. The closure of our offensive program has had a serious and limiting effect on our ability to develop medical defensive measures, such as the capability to develop appropriate vaccines, antibiotics, and other treatments. Okay, I think that was the first part, right? All right, let me go to the, what was the 20, right? 20? Let's go to 20. Let me just double check. Uh, page 20, Stealth and Host. One moment. One class of experimental vectors is the retrovirus, which permanently integrate themselves into human chromosomes. HIV, which causes AIDS, is a retrovirus. So it should be not be hard to understand that gene therapy might have sinister capability. Oh, my God. Oh, this is not good. Because that's what the mRNA vaccine is. I don't know when this was written. 2019, April 11, 2019. A viral vector has already produced a lethal strain of mousepox viruses. The genetically manipulated virus completely suppressed the cell-mediated response of lab mice. Even mice previously vaccinated against the natural mousepox virus died within days of exposure to the supervirus. Mousepox and smallpox are related viruses. If smallpox were to be similarly genetically manipulated, our current vaccine may not protect against it. These vectors are not yet very efficient in introducing genes in the tissue cell. But if a medical technique is perfected, similar vectors might eventually be used to insert harmful genes into an unsuspecting population. They literally did this. Techniques for cloning tissue and embryos continue to advance. Reproductive cloning aims to implant a cloned embryo into a woman's uterus, leading to the birth of a cloned baby. Therapeutic uh, cloning aims to use genes from a person's own cells to generate healthy tissue to treat a disease. For example, such cloning could be used to grow pancreatic cells to produce insulin to treat diabetes or to grow nerve cells to repair damaged spinal cords. Already, sheep, mice, swine, and cattle have been cloned. However, success rates are low. Initial cloning work with human embryos to produce omnipotent stem cells have been reported. Theoretically, the stem cells could in turn grow into virtually any cell type and serve as replacement tissue in diseases like diabetes. Researchers have also used a virus to insert a jellyfish gene into a monkey egg and produce the first genetically altered primate. The use of embryos and germ cells has raised many ethical questions. Stealth viruses. The concept of a stealth virus is a cryptic viral infection that covertly enter, enters human cells and then remains dormant for an extended time. However, a signal by an external stimulus could later trigger the virus to activate and cause disease. This is what they did. This mechanism occurs commonly in nature. For example, many humans carry herpes and can activate to cause oral or genital lesions. 
Similarly, Fresella virus will sometimes reactivate in the form of herpes in some people who had chickenpox earlier than life, in life, and shingles. However, the vast majority of the viruses do not cause disease. As a biological weapon, a stealth virus could clandestinely infect the genome of a population. Later, the virus could be activated in the targeted population or a threat of activation could be used as blackmail. Oncog genes and segments of DNA that, when switched on, can initiate wild cellular growth and misbehaving. The hallmarks of cancer, like turbo cancer, some viruses have segments of DNA that can mimic uh, oncogenes and directly or perhaps through bioregulators or host genes cause cancer. These changes take years for clinical effect, but the concept may still be considered by bioterrorists. Oh my God, this is not... That sounds, uh, that sounds like what they, they did with the COVID-19 vaccine. Whew, that's a hell of a thing. All right, well, there you go. That's, uh, that's a hell of a thing right there. All right, thank you. Uh, that was uh, Surf Hunter. Appreciate that. That's some scary shit right there. All right, let me uh, read these when entropy was down. Um, Mojack420 says, What the fuck? I saw your brother on my ring cam. Uh, why is he going door to door selling David Pakman power enemas? I wasn't home, thank God. It looks like he has a scorching case of the scorching case of the monkeypox too. Well, that does make sense. I imagine his nose will probably fall off. That seems to be what happens to rabid homosexuals that get monkeypox, at least according to that guy in Germany. Uh, so, all right, there you go. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to get up some money. He's, uh, he's doing some, uh, uh, selling for good old David Pakman. All right, we have another sighting of the soft gentleman. So maybe he's not dead. Extraordinary Jackson says, you just got to stand up and yell. Ah, shut the fuck up, you dumb bitch. Also, it'd be funny if someone called Biden an old fuck. That would be really funny. If he ever goes on the campaign trail just one time, yeah, one time, one time calling Biden an old fuck would be great. But yeah, Kamala Harris in her moment of glory as president, if Biden uh, steps down and someone just yells, you bitch, (laughs) the media would absolutely freak out. And then I will get my desired outcome, which is that the word bitch, which is such a great word, would shoot up in offensiveness and be in the top three. That's what I would like to see. I would like my favorite words to be the most offensive words. And uh, there's an imbalance right now. Uh, and so we need bitch to go really high. Bitch is great. Anyway, that's, uh, that would be fantastic. Um, Eric Gasse says, on the subject of what Schenck did when that... Uh, scumfuck killed Jay Bishop. I seem to remember that he did his whole, come on, right-wingers, don't you support the Second Amendment and people's right to defend themselves? Yes, that's exactly what he did. He made comparisons to Rittenhouse. They said that uh, the Trump supporters provoked the people to do it um, because earlier in the day they were driving big trucks. So, yeah, yeah, you are correct. That is what he did. It was disgraceful. Uh, here they're claiming that uh, a Trump cultist misunderstands cults. Oh, really? Okay, let's see. Let's see. We've talked before about cults and the ways in which the American 
Democratic Party and its voters, for the most part, don't see elected officials in this pseudo deity. It's not about the elected officials. It's the uh, the beliefs are are sacred. The religious figures are sacred. The George Floyds are sacred. Cultish way that MAGA is seen by Republican voters. And I'm going to play a couple of examples of this for you. Uh, here is to Tommy Tommy Lauren, Tommy Laren, Tommy Laren on Fox News reacting to Donald Trump's $400 gold colored sneakers saying, hey, you know what? Biden can't sell merch. Trump sells merch. Therefore, Trump obviously is more popular with the country. I can seriously see those, but nobody merchandises like Donald Trump does. There is nobody who can move merch like Donald Trump. I've never seen any Joe Biden merchandise anywhere. Nikki Haley has tried it. She has failed. Donald Trump knows what he's doing. And if we want to talk about connecting with young people, maybe not the worst idea in the world. Right. So listen, this continues to come up and it really is worthy of some examination. Trump supporters buy gold sneakers. They do boat per uh, a lot of the people that bought those sneakers were not Trump supporters raids with comically large flags that look almost satirical. They have the bumper stickers. They have the T-shirts. People have had bumper stickers for years. They have there's all sorts of fucking political bumper stickers. But now when Trump supporters do a bumper sticker, well, they're a cult member whatever it out the hell it is that they have. They go to the rallies and at the rallies, they stand for hours in the sun uh, buying uh, chicken tenders. Uh, oh, well, they, guys, forget the bite model from Stephen Hassan, who unfortunately sold out. With that said, his original books before Clown World on cults, I think were fantastic. So forget, for example, Information control is one of the signs of a cult. What would that be? That would be you're not allowed to read outside material. You're not allowed to even consider outside opinions. Okay, um, leftists are much more like that than than Trump supporters. Uh, my entire channel is built off of watching the opinions of the other side. So there's clearly no forbidden information control or, or forbidden information that you're not allowed to read. Okay. But if you're buying chicken fingers, according to David, well, you're obviously in a cult. So if you go to a, a rally and you stand for a long time and you buy chicken fingers, apparently that means you're in a cult. And, and standing in line for And this is called Trump cultist fundamentally misunderstands cults. And what's Ridiculous about that is Tommy Lauren was a DeSantis person. She's not even a big Trump person, so she's not a Trump cultist. Sandy cans and the Biden supporters don't do that. So there's no possible way Joe Biden actually won in 2020. This is the argument they make. You really have to now, understand. The argument is related to fake ballots, illegal ballots, David. Um, you're not the metric isn't what you got at your rally. That's certainly a, something at a side point that you can make about how uh, no one came to Biden's rallies, that's fine. But ultimately, the fake ballots, uh, the illegal ballots are how he won. Cult dynamics to understand what's going on. You, how do you, you don't understand cult dynamics? The idea, you, you look at any, any sort of um, um, 
books about cults and cult mind control. I've never read anything related to the buying of chicken fingers as some sort of indicator that you're in a cult. On our side, we live our lives. An election comes up. We look at the candidates and we say, who would be best for me? Who would be best? I mean, total bullshit. You're completely ignoring lunatic leftists. For America, we go and we vote for that person and then we get back to our jobs. We yeah, you didn't go to Obama rallies. Get back to raising kids. We get back to improving our local communities. Oh, yes, especially with all the bathhouses. Pickleball or reading or biking or whatever. And then when it comes time to vote again, we look and we say in this particular case, wow, look at how much stuff Joe Biden has accomplished. Yes. Oh, look at all that he's accomplished. I could spend an hour rattling off the list. Oh, I'm sure you could. And so they would say, hey, you know what? On Election Day, I'm going to take a break from the rest of my life and I'm going to go vote because I approve of the job Joe Biden has done. I'm not buying it. Yeah, guys, leftists just keep to themselves and live their lives. That's all. T-shirt. I'm not buying an NFT. I'm not buying a Biden sneaker or a hat or a visor or a thong or whatever it is, right, that Trump is selling. Um, and that's it, because we're not in a cult. Yeah. And for yeah. them, the absence of merch is a sign that clearly Joe Biden can't actually be doing anything with resonates, which resonates with the American people. Well, that would be uh, evident by his very low approval rating, David. I believe that it's because these right wingers are embroiled in the cultishness yeah. of seeing Trump as a pseudo deity at whose altar. I know, they... I know. I mean, they're buying chicken fingers, guys. Come on. Right. And what we have to hope, gotta watch and out. We have a part to play in it, is that it completely backfires on them in November. By the way, here is one more bonus clip. Here's Kaylee McEnany, Trump's former press secretary, also talking about how creative it is that Trump is selling sneakers now. website says this is not political it's nothing to do with any political campaign that being said what a contrast you know trump's out there being creative and nimble and biden's what in the basement or in delaware by the way so is McEnany back on the trump train now after the desantis disaster if biden's really in the basement speaking of which biden's made so many trips to different states over the last month it's oh yeah biden's totally with it if Trump loses again to a guy running from his basement, that'll be pretty humiliating. So the reason we don't care about Biden sneakers and wouldn't buy them is because we aren't in a cult. Yeah, well, there you go. Case closed. Now, barely attractive Emma is upset with Joe Rogan again because he had Dr. Phil on and they had a reasonable conversation Joe about Rogan trannies. Had, oh, and uh, Sam Seaman. Dr. Phil on. It's a fascinating project that Joe Rogan has going. And let's be clear. Spotify. Joe Rogan again with unacceptable opinions. Spotify's Joe Rogan. That is the way that uh, I think uh, our style guide now re re refers to him. Corporate because media Joe Rogan? This, <laughs> but, but this corporation, Spotify, needs to take responsibility. Yes, they have a responsibility to make sure that only opinions approved by Sam Seaman and Barely Attractive Emma go throughout their podcasts. How dare you allow people to talk about things that they disagree with? For the product that they are profiting off of and they are um, producing. Or at the very least, uh, public, uh, uh, you know, right. your product has to promote the Democrat agenda. 
action. I mean, he's getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars to produce this show for Spotify to receive its revenue. Now, whatever their, you know, uh, this isn't a licensing uh, agreement because it doesn't play anywhere but where Spotify says it can go. This is, in fact, the fact that they're now putting it on YouTube is an indication that all the revenue is probably going back to Spotify. And Spotify, I mean, they, they just cut 1,500 jobs. Oh. They, Spotify owns its pr prominence because basically the record label said, hey, uh, play our musicians' uh, uh, music and take all the, um, uh, the yeah. sort of the monopoly on that. And then instead of play, paying those instruments, no, no music artist is like, yeah, Spotify was really good for me. They're giving quarter of a billion dollars to Joe Rogan. Yeah, he right. got a They rate. need to do business the way that semen sinus commie wants them to do business. Is to your point in terms of like in between him making some of his most outrageous statements, they rewarded him financially. Here is uh, here is a uh, uh, doctor. Very beginning of the conversation. Just see how fast Joe Rogan gets into his Republican shit. Looking for something to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to look very far. Yeah, it's a wild time of uh, mass confusion, people losing their fucking minds. Very strange. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I keep thinking, this is about as crazy as it can get. And then I go, I get up and... And you see the NYPD dance team. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Okay, here we go. All right, you got to show me. <laughs> hey, pause it for a second. Listen, I'm not quite there yet, but um, if you guys see me at age 73... Wearing my brand new uh, Sky Mall purchased uh, leather. Yeah, how dare you wear a leather jacket? What the hell's wrong with you? You're not allowed to wear the clothes that Sam Seaman disapproves of. Uh, a biker's coat. Um, pull me aside. Joe's looking into his future there. I mean, they look like they could be father and son. And they have a lot in common. It's a great um, pause of Joe here. Yeah, what is he doing? Why is he wearing a hoodie? He has to wear what barely attractive Emma wants him to wear. A lot in common. They they both enjoy pseudoscience. They both like exploiting kind of uh, anxiety about medicine yes. for the public. They appear caring uh, in mainstream media and get large checks appearing uh, concerned when actually what they're doing is cultivating people's anxieties. And let me yeah. just guess, this is not going to be the critique that like I saw AOC tweeted out this video and was like, this is what our tax dollars are going towards instead of uh, cultivating a, uh, a universal child care here in New York City, for example, just more and more money money for the NYPD that's not where they're going to go with this well we'll find out the NYPD in the middle of the craziest migrant crisis that anybody's ever experienced in the middle of uh, places where you you attack police officers violently attack police officers and you release no bail like that right back out on the street this is the NYPD dance team. Well, pause it for one second. I'm not going to let that go by. Um, the attack police officers played this video, and if you look at the video, it is quite clear that the cops uh, attacked these guys first. Yeah. And guys, guys, it, the cops attacked first. Here is Sam Seaman defending migrants who attacked police officers. I also want to make this clear. Whether you believe that the cops have the right to tell people you can't stand here in the middle of Times Square. Yeah, the cops brought it all upon themselves, bigot. Where I got news for you, everyone is just standing everywhere. Whether you believe that or not, 
the video makes it quite clear they were leaving yeah they guys were, they didn't do anything wrong they're the victims walking away the the uh immigrant who this cop grabbed his back was to the cop oh. because he was walking away yeah and they waited for the last straggler uh -huh. and they grabbed him How and dare threw you. him down uh-huh and these right, cops yeah. dancing does not get in the way of keeping those guys in Rikers, Joe, so... It's well, okay. let's hear them out. They developed a dance team. You remember when you were a kid and you thought about the fall of the Roman Empire? Yeah. And you were like, did they see it coming? You think this is a clue? <laughs> Pause it. You know what the irony is of all this? Is that literally... I, and I don't know how much money they put into that dance team. I mean... Maybe, maybe the police department paid for the uniforms, or maybe it was just like in the same way that like we might have a softball team here uh, right. with this thing. I don't care. The idea that they're promoting it, it's, it's ridiculous. But if you want to look for something that indicates uh, the fall of the empire, I would suggest it's actually these two guys. Yeah, these two guys uh, uh, taking issue with... <clears throat> you know, butchers mutilating children? That's the fall of the empire. Not letting us destroy children. What are you, crazy? Being yeah. the most consumed <laughs> news program uh, on uh, in the country. That, I would say, is a far greater indicator of the health of the our society yeah or pipes and or if he wants to i don't know if rogan's been on top of what's happening on gaza but like the, yeah, the why aren't you talking about the issues that barely attractive emma wants you to talk about you need to be talking about gaza top recipient of u.s military aid committing <clears throat> a genocide and like the fact that we've lost all legitimacy in the world by supporting this pariah state might be a bigger indication of the la of the fall of the United States Empire, much more close uh, closely aligned with the Roman one. Keep playing this a little bit because it, it also gives you a sense of like where Joe Rogan is getting his information. He doesn't have a clue as to what's going on in New York with the migrant crisis. Yeah, guys, around. he doesn't know anything. There's no migrant crisis. You can walk around anywhere in New York City, and you don't look around and go like, "There's a migrant crisis." Here. Yeah, guys, nothing's going on in New York City. It's completely fine. Good. I, if a bigger clue would be an alien landing on the White House lawn, that's the only thing bigger. <laughs> this is insanity. The fact that they would a put this on television. First of all, is this the news? What is this that they put this on, Jamie? I think it's the like the New York news. Yeah. Okay. Isn't there a lot of other shit that's the news? That's like really right, important. It's so high. I need to make a point about local news. And this is media literacy 101. Oh, Local yeah. news gets all of their news from basically from police departments already. It is uh, what like drug ring did you bust that you could take you took pictures of your bust and can give us to us. They source they, they basically like having a reporter just just uh, regurgitate whatever the local police department told you, so you can scare your people into watching again tomorrow at 10:30 p.m. Yeah. There's never any substantive news on these kinds of programs, but he doesn't know that or doesn't care. Is there any more to this? Let's go a little bit more. Well, know about right now. You know what? <laughs> I'll tell you, anything that lifts morale 
with law enforcement right now. That's true. I, that, you you got to give them that. Anything that lifts the morale and bonds them, because they got the lowest morale ever, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them either. They, this is not the solution, but they no, should be, no. they should be massively funded, not defunded. You should train them better. You should, if you've got all these situations with people, you got people that, I mean, how much training is involved today? In all right, we could kind of give it up there. Of, They've moved on. Oh, he's so high, he doesn't even know what he's saying. Honestly. Yeah, guys, I mean, he doesn't even know what he's saying. I mean, who even ever argued to defund the police? He's just really high. So he's so high, he doesn't even know what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, but here, let me give you a sense of like where he's got this kick from like, we're watching the fall of civilization because there's some uh some uh, women who Cops work dancing. at the uh, that work at the the police department are dancing i mean again yes i think they the, 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 that is a, a shiny object and the real issue is like how much money they're getting is is the problem but play this clip of uh, of, uh, of brett weinstein and uh uh play this is where joe rogan's getting his ideas from Another lunatic who goes on to his podcast and and talks about how he everybody's so vax injury. Uh, yeah. Oh, he doesn't say he's getting his information from him. Oh wait, oh this is, yeah, this is this is undoubtedly what uh, um, uh, Rogan's been watching, and here is uh, Brett Weinstein, his buddy, on with uh, Tucker Carlson. Look at even Tucker Carlson's face is like. You know, you can always tell, like, when Carlson's like, I, how do I keep from, I can't smile, got to keep from laughing on this one. He's just such a charlatan. And, well, um, so I have long been interested in questions of good governance and the West. And um, I'm sad to report that I think the West has actually collapsed. And what we are left with is pause now. It, pause um, it, pause it, pause it. He's reporting. He's reporting on this. He's been going out and he's been reporting on this. No, long been interested. So let's get his take. He's long been interested in good governance. And yes. The West. And the West. And the West, yeah. And, but now he's having to report after his, his, his time is she's put into the shoe leather to find out that the West has collapsed. Wow. Nobody else knows this. Breaking. Incidentally. Is that because he's not an adjunct anymore? Nobody, nobody else knows this, but the West is collapsed. And, well, um, so I have long been interested in questions of good governance and the West. And um, I'm sad to report that I think the West has actually collapsed. And what we are left with is now... Um, a nebulous echo. The values of the West still... The hell was that noise? Could they at least have their homosexual sex after the, the, the clip? I mean, do you hear this shit? The West has actually collapsed, and what we are left with is now... Um, a nebul I mean, what are the come on? Would you stop sucking each other's dicks for five minutes? Nebulous echo. Jesus Christ. The values Christ. of the West still function, but they function... Um, in a vague way, and we have seen that they can evaporate quickly under the right circumstances. Um, I suspect, and I really don't know, I don't think anybody knows, um, but I suspect that some powerful set of forces has decided that um, consent of the governed is too dangerous to tolerate, and that it has begun 
to unhook it. Okay. I think it's very possible, if not likely, what's going on. There's Tucker Carlson looking at him. He always makes that face. Trying to, like, not laugh. First off, he's just come back from Russia. (laughs) Okay, Tucker Carlson has. Okay, in terms of, like, the... Is he back in the U.S.? I thought that was before he went to Russia. ...of the government... Now, what uh, Brett Weinstein is trying to say there, without sort of being held to account to it, is that there is a cabal mm-hmm. of individuals who sit into a room. Globalists. Uh, globalists who have decided we're going to revoke the election privileges. Now, the implication, of course, is that somehow Donald Trump is outside of like uh, this, uh, this class of people who are doing it. And, well, he's uh, blonde. And his, and, his, <laughs> and his election was stolen. That's what's going on. Um, as opposed to the idea that, like, we have a system uh, that may exist in this country and maybe other places where money uh, is, uh, and the, um, the, those people who have money, they get to dictate what happens here. Well, then how is that any different? How is that any different? You're making his point. You're an idiot. Yeah. What he's doing is commodifying for his venture capitalist fundraisers, the neoliberal... Yes, yeah, please, could you expound on one of the dumbest arguments I've ever heard in my uh, almost eight years doing this, where Emma argued that uh, Brett Weinstein was being sponsored and paid by conspiracy theories? (laughs) That was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. So apparently, conspiracy theories can sponsor commentators, and I was wondering how did that work? Do you uh, do you call up Flat Earth? You say, "Hey, Flat Earth, I didn't even know we could have a conversation," but apparently, you're able to sponsor people. And then I'll call up Holocaust denial, and I'll be like, "Hey, Holocaust denial, you know, it's kind of weird that you have like this German accent, but that's anyway." Can you? Can, how do I get sponsored for Holocaust denial? Really fascinating. Absolutely. Hey. Uh, um, CIA killed killed Kennedy. How's it going? I didn't even know I could talk to you like a person, but apparently barely attractive Emma thinks that conspiracy theories can sponsor commentators. Pay commentators to go around and spread the conspiracy theory. Incredible. You learn something new every day. Critique of, the, uh, critique of neoliberalism, which is that the West often, but you know, probably not even just the West, have removed things like political economy uh, from uh, democrat democratic uh, sort of uh, feedback or even uh, uh, you know sort of control, and that's like that's the problem we're all dealing with in society. Okay, and then- this is gobbledygook. Let's just move on here. Nazis at CPAC. Oh yeah, big time Nazis. Let's see the homosexual prostitute from Miami Vice. So one of the hallmarks of the Trump era yeah. and the post-Trump one era. One of the hallmarks of the Trump era is Nazis. To the extent you can call it that. Is that um, some of the extremists have slowly but surely yes. come out of hiding. Yeah, the right? Nazis have come out of hiding. I mean, They're going the, to CPAC. This, uh, in the early Trump years, mm. remember the whole David Duke scandal? Guys like David Duke and Richard Spencer. Yes, the completely made up David Duke scandal where they were trying to get Trump to denounce David Duke. Excuse me, Dr. David Duke. And David Duke, I don't even, what, what, he said he liked Trump or something. So you have to denounce Dr. David Duke. It's ridiculous. Trump wouldn't jump through the hoop. Richard Spencer, I I would not be surprised if he was some sort of CIA gay operator. You know, give me a break. 
you see, you, you, you do this speech and you're like doing the Sieg Heil drink thing in the Atlantic's right there. They just happen to be covering you. They're covering, get the fuck out of my face with this shit. Out there promoting Trump, endorsing Trump, backing him, really making arguments for him. And Trump had to play coy about it. And he went on TV and he's like, I don't even know a David Duke. Who's David Duke? I've never heard of him before. He should have been like, and the it, only David Duke I know is the doc is Dr. David Duke. Um, but you're not asking me about Dr. David Duke, so I can't I can't say. You know, it became pretty clear that uh, there was more of a connection than people originally thought. No, it's completely made up. It's completely fucking made up. Between, you know, the David Duke types and the white nationalists and the Christian yeah, nationalists uh -huh. and the Steve Bannon types. Like, there's this... This connection. No, there isn't. All around that right wing no. uh, ecosystem. You just smear people. You smear people for being right about things. That's all it is. That's all it is. System. And it's stronger than many would think. No, right? it isn't. That's ridiculous. There is no quote unquote Nazi influence in the Republican Party. I mean, hilarious that. What's the. Um, I saw someone posting about this the other day. What's the percentage of, like, APAC Republican candidates that win? Like, it's, like, in the 90s. <laughs> so, like, the idea that there would be any tolerance whatsoever for Nazis, just ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. So another great example of this is uh, Nick Fuentes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Trump. Again, he's not a Nazi. That's ridiculous. The leading Republican candidate, Nick Fuentes, and his Groiper army. Yeah, uh, Nick Fuentes, that leading Republican candidate. News to me, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news from the internet. The uh, homosexual prostitute from Miami Vice says that uh, Nick Fuentes is the leading candidate. You know, the he's just flat out a, a Nazi, right? No, he isn't. You're just making that up. And they love Trump. They love him. So um, many of you... Will People are allowed to like Trump. We'll see this headline. But again, the idea that a Nazi, I'm not saying it's impossible for a quote-unquote Nazi, that it's impossible for them to like Trump. <laughs> but it, usually, my understanding is that Nazis, not a fan of the Jews. And, uh, and people who are not Nazis, who are not fans of the Jews, they don't even like Trump. Now, you're going further to the right, supposedly, if we are using this, you know, this labeling. Uh, they would even be more rabid and more against Trump. This doesn't make any sense. You'll go, well, duh. But for normie America, I don't think they realize that this connection is there. Well, because it's not real. It's not even real. As strong as it is. So here and like, who is a fucking Nazi at this point? Okay, I don't really see a lot of real Nazis. The real Nazis are like 95 years old, uh, on the verge of death, being dragged around court. Um, uh, uh, okay, their corpses are being dragged around Germany to go to court hearings. Okay, about uh, uh, whatever happened almost 100 years ago. And uh, then you're talking neo-Nazis. Now there's the Aryan. What do they call the Aryan Brotherhood? Like the prison gang. There's the prison gang. Okay, uh, and then you know, like people who call themselves Nazis on the internet. See, look, I'm not. I don't strawman people. If you're a Nazi, I don't care. This is what am I going to do about it? I don't fucking care. People's beliefs don't bother me. Okay, so if you are a Nazi, whatever you can be a Nazi. You can do whatever you want. It's America. This is the thing, though. 
if you call yourself a Nazi, but you're doing things that aren't consistent, then I'm assuming you're being edgy on the internet, which is fine. You could be edgy on that. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think it's funny. But Or if it's like a Christian, if you're like, you're saying that you're a Christian, no problem. But then if you're like doing things that you're not supposed to do, then, you know, there's an incongruency there. And a lot of times, people who call themselves Nazis are doing things that I would argue, like, I, you know, maybe has there been an update to the ideology that it's like okay to, you know, have uh, Jewish wives or minority wives? Because I would think a Nazi would not have a Jewish wife. I would think a, a Nazi would not, you know, uh, uh, do anything that's degenerate or whatever according to the ideology. But maybe, maybe I'm the one with the problem. Maybe I just don't understand. And maybe there's an updated ideology that's more in line with what the media says. This idea that there's now black white supremacists and brown white supremacists and this whole thing just seems like a bunch of fucking bullshit. Here we have an article, Nazis mingle openly at CPAC, the conservative political action. Wait, you're just smearing people as Nazis. You're smearing people as Nazis. Conference. Spreading anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and finding allies. The presence of these extremists has been a persistent issue at CPAC, and in previous years, conference organizers have ejected well-known Nazis and white supremacists, such as Nick Fuentes. So this is interesting because there actually is sort of a there there is a disagreement and they do butt heads in the sense that certain types at CPAC want these guys in the shadows that, okay yeah whatever give us your vote great you know but l let the adults run the show here and stop making us look bad it's one of those things so here let's go through some of this um, Nazis appear to find a friendly reception at the conservative po political action conference this year that's totally made up that's completely made up Throughout the conference, racist extremists, some of whom had secured official CPAC badges, openly mingled with conference attendees and espoused anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. The presence of so so now to be a Nazi, it's you have to be either you, so a racist and extremist. So what's an extremist? Like if you don't think that uh, pedophiles should be allowed to fuck kids, you're an extremist. If you're against the trannies grooming the kids, if you are anti-abortion, you're an extremist and now you're a Nazi. See how they play the game? See how, how it's like a parlor trick? These individuals has been a persistent issue at CPAC. In previous years, conference organizers have ejected well-known Nazis and white supremacists, such as Nick Fuentes. But this year, racist conspiracy, conspiracy theorists didn't meet any perceptible Racist conspiracy theorists at the conference where Donald Trump has been the keynote speaker since 2017. All right, so let me pause to point out the prestige of this event has really gone away. For the very yeah, simple... because they alienate everybody, uh, or, or at least most dissident right people. Reason that the They do the very thing NBC's doing right now, labeling everyone a Nazi. Guy who runs it. I'm blanking on his name right now. Matchlap. Damn it, I'm forgetting his name. Put it in the comment section for those of you who remember. Oh, Schlapp? Is it Matt Schlapp? It might be that. Um hilarious name by the way he um was outed as a, a gay predator so he it, you know he was like he was like going after young people who worked in the same political circles and trying to get a little little hand job in the car a little sucky sucky $5. okay so here we go we got the hand job uh so it's been a while it's been a while it's been what six eight videos since Kyle has mentioned cock, but now we're back on the cock wagon. Over here, over there, um, really taking advantage of his powerful position type thing. 
I think it was the Daily Show Beast. us the different tactics that you can do a hand job with, Kyle. He broke that article, and, uh, you know, he tried to deny it and do all that stuff. I don't know if it's true. They make up shit about people. It's possible it's made up. It's possible it's real. Um, but Matchlap sucks because he will invite Antifa to CPAC, but he'll kick out uh, conservatives. Because they're, they're not respecting the trainees enough. People realize, oh, this guy's bad news. And so I think Fox News stopped covering CPAC and, um, you know, other prominent conservatives stopped going. And so it's really lost some of its prestige. But nonetheless, they persist. And perhaps now that it's more back in the shadows or more pushed to the side, that's why the Nazis are... The Nazis. That's why the Nazis were there. As pushed away now. Yeah, the Nazis were there. Gotta watch out for the Nazis. Mixer Friday evening, a group of Nazis who openly identified as National Socialists Uh mingled with mainstream conservative personalities, including some from Turning Point USA as Charlie Kirk's group, and discussed so-called race science. How dare you have a discussion? Anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Yeah, guys, what do you, race science? What do you think? There's a difference between the races? That's an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. A member of the group, Greg Conti, who attended the deadly 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, said that his group showed up to talk to the media. He said that the group was prepared to eject, to be ejected if CPAC organizers were tipped off, but that never happened. Another, Ryan Sanchez. Gotta watch out for the Sanchez, the Nazi named Sanchez. That makes sense. That's coherent. Who was previously part of the Nazi Rise Above Uh movement, took photos and videos of himself at the conference with an official badge and touted associations with... Sanchez and Fuentes, the Nazis. Fuentes. Other attendees in Sanchez's company openly used the N-word. Oh! Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, my God. How dare you? Guys, listen. It's very important that you understand. Never say nigger. Ever. It's the most offensive word of them all. It's the number one offensive word. You can never say it. And by God, dear viewer, never add the word nigger to the word faggot. Oh, nigger faggot started the holocaust okay that's even more offensive that's the most offensive phrase of all time never say nigger faggot never joke never never make a skit where you do a spelling bee and the word is nigger faggot definitely never do that okay don't find that funny don't look that up on the internet okay that's not funny and Nigger faggot started the Holocaust, and you don't want to start another Holocaust, do you, bigot? Oh, my God. Just surrounded by bigots. For several years, CPAC and its supporters have attempted to temper the most extreme fringes of the conservative movement and have welcomed the continued debate between Trump and more moderate conservatives. This year, however, some attendees and former attendees have expressed frustration with the conference's stronger association with Trump and his wing of the party. Um, Okay, so I have some clips for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see the Nazi clips. So uh, let's start with this one. This was uh, originally from NBC, I believe. Uh, you have a trans MAGA supporter basically being, like, harassed. Oh, by I can't wait to see this harassment. What did they do? Did they push him around? or Oh, they throw a drink on him? Let's see this harassment. We're about to see trans harassment these Nazis. Uh, By Nazis. 
You're not conservative, are you? Um, that's debatable. I, I don't think it's debatable. You're definitely okay. not conservative. You're dressed well, in this uh, disgusting outfit. Senator Michael Kennedy to his Senate it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're dressed like a tranny. What have you done to prevent... Uh, drugging and mutilation of children in the name of What are you doing to prevent uh, the homosexual? You're, you're normalizing transgenderism okay. and homosexuality. That's disgusting. That doesn't belong in the conservative party. So you're going to go share that. If yeah. you don't want to have a conversation, then don't talk. What's the, the conversation is yeah. you are like what is detrimental well, to the conservative party. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right. I, I appreciate your nonchalantness when you're dressed like this. So you can see the. Oh, so you can see what harassment that was. Oh, this young gentleman, obviously a Nazi, is just not respecting the trannies enough. And you know. Something tells me that this guy also doesn't respect the niggers enough. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he does respect the niggers enough. Because, you know, you, you're not respecting the niggers enough. You understand that? Oh, man. Maybe one day you'll all respect the niggers enough. And then I won't be surrounded by bigots. Oh, my God. It is just... What are we going to do with all these people? All these bigots? These are the types that are uh, extremely hateful. Yes, hateful. How could you just not uh, like trannies? Oh, that person didn't look ridiculous. That person is not a literal fucking clown. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's amazing. Can't hide it. You know, yeah, you one can't of the hallmarks of Trumpism you? is let's take the gay conservative, let's take, you know, whatever, from various minority group conservatives, bring them in. I remember when they did in, what was it, the 2020 RNC... They did, like, a socialist for Trump thing, which is, of course, insane. But nonetheless, he tries to be, you know, everybody loves me. I don't recall Trump saying that. What are you talking about? I love me. Are you talking about Jackson Hinkle and that other guy with their commie MAGA grift? That shit is fake and gay. No, who's buying that? Come on. We love our Hispanics. We love our blacks. I will give this to Jackson Hinkle. Really good at social media engagement. Like... He, I think he's the number one guy on Twitter. That's impressive. You get to the number one spot. You know, he started out as a commie. He was like a, he was like a, 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 a what it was. He had like a, a rose in his background or whatever. I think that's like a commie thing. Whatever these fucking people. But uh, then stopped being as retarded. He's not completely retardation free, but uh, but he can he can he. he he, uh, he's pretty good. Also broke that uh, dumb whore's brain, uh, Jessica Burbank. That shit was hilarious. Called her a five, and then like she just kept talking about him in her videos. And then kept changing her hairstyle uh, like every video. That, that period of time, I think that's over. I don't think she's mentioned him anymore. But uh, that was pretty fucking hilarious. That's all you had to do. Just say she's a five, and it just broke her brain. That was pretty funny. But these Nazis are like, no, let's take our ideology to its logical conclusion and hate on everybody who's not right. exactly like us. Right. That's the logical conclusion of the Nazi ideology to dislike trannies. Oh, yeah. And that's what you're seeing there. That's what you're seeing. a trans I know. conservative. I mean, that was like watching a, a, a Jew get guessed. I don't even know. Are there, are there two more videos? I don't even know if we can handle them. Such harassment. This is such harassment. All right, more. Oh, my God. Oh, why is Nick Fuentes not allowed? Oh, how dare you ask Match Slap why Fuentes is not allowed 
Uh, amazing. That schlep. What a Nazi. Oh, only a Nazi would ask a question like that. What, what are the main answers? Why is Nick Fuentes not allowed here? Oh. How dare you ask these questions? Oh, there he goes. He might as well be Sieg Heiling. I, I, okay, imagine being ejected from one of the most hateful political movements yes. in the country. Yes, guys, CPAC is one of the most hateful political movements in the country. Because you're too hateful. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's all real. That's not fake and gay. That whole designation is not filled with AIDS and homosexuality. <laughs> like, oh, you're so hateful. That's what we're witnessing here. All right, I got another one. Let's see what this one is. Why? Oh, Sebastian Gorka. Why? Where were you? Oh, how dare... You ask Sebastian Neocon Gorka a question. We love you, Sebastian. We love you. You're not allowed to mock Sebastian Gorka for being a Neocon cuck. I'm a big fan of you, Sebastian. Look at this guy. Do you see my hat? It's for your show. For your show. Tell Nick Fuentes he's a short little sad man. I'll tell you you're a fucking faggot. Oh, no. Oh, how dare you call Sebastian Gorka a faggot. Oh, what a Nazi. Oh, what are you doing? Oh. I said you're a faggot. I said you're a faggot. What are you guys doing? Ooh, hey, that, uh, Gorka, he, he flew off the handle. Apparently, Sebastian Gorka doesn't like being called a faggot. That'd be a real shame if people just started calling him a faggot from now on. What are you fucking doing? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you know, it's a shame. I used to like Sebastian Gorka. He can talk mad shit. He, he is a real good orator, and it's just a, a shame to waste that. Uh, it's so, it's just so sad that he's a Ukraine cuck and a warmonger. It's sad. That's a sad state of affairs. Because, man, a guy that can talk as much shit as him, he's good at talking shit. That's a shame. That's really a shame. I used to like him. All right, so, a little bit of tension, a little bit of tension. And oh, then of course. Well, well, there you go, the clear Nazi behavior. And now we're going to go to the number one Nazi, Jack Pasevic, of course. <laughs> We have this moment which went viral. Yes. Back to so, I mean, these Nazi videos, I haven't seen Nazi videos like this since the Holocaust. This was like watching the Blitzkrieg. I mean, this is, I just don't even know if I can handle any more of this. Get CPAC. Let's see what he's Oh, All right. Nazis. Welcome. welcome. I just wanted to say, look, welcome to the end of democracy. Oh. We're here to overthrow it completely. We didn't get all the way there on January 6th, but we... Sarcasm? That's the number one sign of a Nazi. Humor, sarcasm, and memes? Oh, man. We will endeavor to, forget, to get rid of it and replace it with, with this right here. We'll replace it with this right, right. here. Amen. That's right, because all glory, all glory is not to government, all glory to God. Oh, how dare you express basic Christian sentiment. Oh, my God. All right, there you go. Oh, all these Nazis. It, it, like, this is... This is the classic thing that we saw online oh, yeah. in 2015. Yeah, 2016, oh, definitely. 16, 2017. Memes and frogs. Oh. You know, Trump, early Trump-era stuff. Yeah. You'd have these far-right people. Far-right. And they'd say something insane. Yeah. And then when you call them out on it, they're like, oh, I was only joking. It was a joke. Comedy, please. Comedy, please. 
But then over time, it became clear they weren't joking. There was no joke. You know, yeah, oh, yeah, we're here to overthrow democracy. Tee hee hee, look, I'm making a joke about that because we don't actually want to overthrow democracy. And then you got Steve Bannon in the background like, amen. So is well, it a- again, uh, faggot, retarded faggot, gay retard, if you will. Jack Pasebic and Steve Bannon understand your commie tactics where you're constantly talking about democracy, but what you really mean is your role. You're talking about your role. So obviously we want to overthrow your role because your role is filled with AIDS and trannies and fucking child grooming and child mutilation and abortion. Who the fuck wants that? So yeah, fuck your rule, and I hope we topple it. Joke? Mm, I don't think it's a joke. I don't think it's a joke. And so uh, perhaps they're repping it a little more honestly. But there you have it. So yeah, guys, there you have it. Nazis at CPAC. Oh, extremism. What more evidence do you need? At CPAC, Jeez. lost some of its shine over the past couple years, but um, still there, still dark, still ugly. And it's still got to be exposed. Guys, the Holocaust was started because someone called Sebastian Gorka a faggot. I don't know if you knew that. Okay. I'm not a, his, I'm not a history expert. But something like that's got to be true. All right. Let's move on. Well, what a sane video that was. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I love this one. This is my favorite gay op of the last 48 hours. Okay, so there's so many gay ops. You could have like your favorite gay op of the last hour, last 24 hours, 48 hours. So Trump's talking about Melania and then makes a comment to Mercedes Schlepp. And so what they did is they deceptively edited the video and pretended that Trump thought his wife's name was Mercedes. It's so desperate. It's it's hilarious. It's utterly hilarious. So a very interesting... So this seems Trump's brain appears to break as he seems to forget his wife's name during a speech. ...thing happened while Donald Trump was delivering his speech at CPAC over this past weekend. And it's a thing that kind of blew up on social media right away. Because, based on the you know video there, it appeared that Donald Trump forgot his own wife's name. While Donald Trump was talking about his wife whose name is Melania, in case you didn't know. He didn't mention her by name until he said Mercedes. Now, let me read to you what Donald Trump said. <laughs> well, look, my wife, our great first lady, she was great. People love her. Oh, look at that. Wow, Mercedes, that's pretty good. Yes, because people were standing up. He was addressing Mercedes slap when he said Mercedes. She was right there. If she wasn't in the building and she wasn't right there, maybe you would have something. She was literally right there. Oh, my God. Okay. That's a weird <clears throat> sentence in and of itself, and I'll get more Not to Not when you're talking about Mercedes Slap, the wife of Matt Slap. That in a moment. But people on social media immediately assumed that he was calling his wife Melania Mercedes. Well, that's obviously ridiculous because he was talking to Mercedes Slap. Her name's Mercedes, and Melania's name is Melania, retard. So it looked, of course, like his brain just totally broke yeah, down. Yeah, if you're a fucking retard. If you're desperately trying to deflect attention from Joe Biden having dementia. And he was referring to <coughs> his wife as Mercedes. What really happened, 
to give you the actual context is that Mercedes Schlapp, you know, the white... So you even know it's bullshit, but you still put in the title Trump, Trump's Brain Breaks. These motherfuckers are shameless. Shameless. Schlapp, and of course, Mercedes Schlapp did... Shameless fuckers. ...serve in Donald Trump's first administration, uh, was right off stage. And he was looking at her when he said that. So he was not calling Melania Mercedes. He just got distracted and sidetracked because he saw her standing over there and decided to stop talking about his wife and start talking about her. And I will say that, of course, this blew up on social media. Everybody thought Donald Trump called her the wrong name. Uh, Keith Olbermann actually had this. Well, that, guys, I mean, is there not a more credible source than Keith Olbermann? Say about what a sane guy he is. About it. He said, Trump spews out astonishing evidence of his dementia, brain trauma. Astonishing evidence of his dementia. Possible substance abuse on an hourly basis. Mm. There is no reason to add to this list easily disproven nonsense. He did not call his wife Mercedes. Oh my God. You, whoa, 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 whoa. See, what is happening? What is happening right now? Keith Oberman has gone along with every insane narrative about Donald Trump and he ran first this is the first time I've ever become aware of Keith Oberman actually calling bullshit on something that's crazy what the hell's going on democrats are in disarray they're not they're, I've never seen them be this uh disunified is that a word disunified you know not unified I've never seen them uh, like this on multiple narratives. This is a minor narrative. This is a stupid internet narrative. This is not really a... Uh, I haven't seen this. Oh, I haven't watched the, the uh, MSNBC videos. That'll be for uh, Thursdays? Tuesday? What days? is Tuesday, right? So yeah, Thursday I'll have MSNBC videos. So maybe they did do them. Keith Oprah, I don't think I've ever come across a story that was too bullshitty for Keith Oberman. I didn't know. I didn't even know that was a threshold. Man, we're, we're we're learning all this new stuff. Holy shit! CPAC. He is unmistakably referring to Mercedes Schlapp. So Keith Olbermann came out and tried to get people on the left, like, "Hey, stop it! Trump makes enough mistakes. You don't need to create one." And then basically look foolish for doing that. And I agree with Keith Olbermann on this. But then why did you? put in your title Trump bra Trump's brain appears to break as he seems to forget his wife's name during a speech however oh here we go there's a big however let's, let's let's think about this for a minute oh here we go because this is still evidence of Donald Trump's brain break. there okay so there we go there we go it's still evidence of his brain breaking king let me give you an example yeah okay? let's pretend for a moment i am giving a speech and, and I'll use... Are you going to say if you go off on a tangent, you have a broken brain? Then my, I must have one of the most broken brains ever. Because I go on tangents, I'm like talking about politics and then something, and then three minutes later I'm talking about shit and piss or whatever the fuck else or, or you know, whatever. Like all this fucking... And then I try to get back and I'm like, all right, well, how did I... It's like I get lost in the woods. So I guess I have a broken brain. Or it's just people, they're just riffing and talking shit and they don't care about the constraints of the fucking... Um, teleprompter and certainly stylistically I could see people not liking that and they want a more composed you know type of 
speech or show. That's understandable. But to act like the, it's the person's brain that's broken, especially when you're defending Joe Biden, you're pretending that Joe Biden is completely fine. Myself, okay? I will do exactly what Donald Trump did, and you tell me if this is how a normal brain works. This past weekend, my wife and I celebrated on Saturday our 15-year wedding anniversary. And my wife, she was great. Everybody at the restaurant told her, wow, you look so amazing. And we had such a wonderful evening. Oh my God, this wall needs some paint. Well, again, again, first of all, that would be fine with me. Maybe you didn't realize it needed paint. And now you're like, oh, that, by the way, that wall needs paint. But, but what you're omitting is that a whole bunch of people started standing up. That's why Trump said that. God, this wall needs paint. It's a good wall. It's a good wall. But it needs to be painted. Yes, you can, you can talk about whatever the fuck you want to. Other than that, it's pretty sound. And the doors, the doors are great. We need to paint the doors, but they're great. Okay. What I just did there, I go from talking about my wife and our anniversary, suddenly I'm talking about, oh my God, I got to do something about this thing over here because I looked over here and completely lost my train of thought and took you down a new path that doesn't matter at all. That's what Trump did there. Because he was talking about his wife. So what? Then he sees another person who's like, oh, hey, shit, Mercedes. No, but that's, again, uh, uh, he was addressing Mercedes because a whole bunch of people started standing up and clapping. Dude, what's going on? Now I got time. What's up? That's not normal. Yes, it is. You're a retard. So even if he didn't confuse his wife for that woman, he still had some sort of like mental fart, if you want. I don't know what to call it. And he just went off into a different conversation with a different person while he's giving a speech. So yes, we don't need to say that Donald Trump forgot his wife's name, but we probably should. But you said it right here, you fucking lying testicle. Look, it says right here, he seems to forget his wife's name. We'd be talking about the fact that the man can't keep his train of thought going. Who cares? I can't keep my train of thought going. If he glances off stage and sees somebody he knows. Actually, I can. I just, I just, I need to exercise better self-control. <clears throat> or do I? Maybe I don't. I don't know. <laughs> that's a sign of somebody who maybe just has ADHD that's not being treated. I don't know what it is. Or could be a sign of serious cognitive decline. All right. Well, I got cognitive decline, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the show while you can. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Let me uh, read here. What do we have? Uh, what was the last one? Oh, uh, Michelle Kincaid says, uh, Did you notice in the make me a sandwich or whatever spiel Ass Willis says? So that's why I always paid him back. That should not be the reason for her paying him back. Not that I believe she ever did. Maybe I'm being too critical about her phrasing. It was it was weird. It was... Um... Yeah, I didn't know what to make of that. I didn't know, like, what part, like, was she being honest about any of that? Um, as far as that's why, and she doesn't want a man to pay for her shit. And, like, the, and there was, there was no evidence that she paid him back, and it was just, it seemed, it seemed made up uh, just to try to, like, cover up the fact that, like, they didn't have any receipts because I think she's clearly paying him. Um, uh, and, well, the taking her on the vacations. And, and he was, well, I don't know. Was he banging her? That's the other thing. I don't know that, like, 
She said his dick didn't work. You know, she was more polite about it. So were they even fucking? I mean, they definitely had a relationship. There's no question about that. I just wonder, like, because it seems like he he wanted he wanted the money. So she was like, "Look, I'll give you the position. You'll get the money, but you got to take me on these trips." And he did he did that. But apparently, he didn't bang her. He probably because he probably you know probably be very difficult. At least according to her, she said he had prostate cancer, and that's that's why. And you know maybe that's true. You know I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the bottom line is they didn't have any receipts. And then she had another situation where she would pay people back, but she always did it through cash app. So it's like, well, if you pay all these people back with cash app, why isn't there any record of you paying? The whole thing was hilarious. Oh, my daddy told me to pay in cash. (laughs) It's a black thing. Yeah. Cash is a black thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Sneakers and cash are a black thing. No one understands them, but except black people. Now, there's plenty of black people that like sneakers and cash, but so do other people. A lot of other people. Anyway, the whole thing is crazy. Um, I'm interested to see what this judge does because um, the the witness today was being very evasive, and uh, the judge seemed to kind of tolerate it. Now, that could you could read that one of two ways. You could read it that he's trying to help ass Willis, or he could read it that he's already done. And he already knows how he's going to roll, and he's just letting the process pr- play out. I think he's going to, like I said, he's going to do a Horowitz special, right? Remember Horowitz? What did Horowitz write that report about? The FBI, right? Outlining all these crimes, and you know they're making up evidence and all this. And then he's like, "But no one, but I'm not going to charge anybody." That's what I expect. He's going to, he's going to say she acted unacceptably and maybe broke some rules, even broke some laws. But we're not going to remove her. I hope I'm wrong about that. Michelle says, uh, the chest feeding is next level disturbing. It is a perversion. I don't understand how it's legal. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's the same with the drag shows, though. I, I would expect there to be laws on the books already, but apparently either they're not on the books or they're just not enforcing them. Michelle continues, there are so many precautions that pregnant women are told to take, but it's okay to feed AIDS directly to the babies? This can't stand. It's too far. And they acknowledge. So the the craziest, well, maybe not the craziest part. The whole thing is crazy. So there's been a couple studies. And it reminded me of the article that I read from the Publica. Because in the article, they acknowledged that there is definitely a risk to infect the baby with AIDS through this, what they're calling milk, it, whatever. I, I refuse to do that. But that's what they're calling it. And how they're okay, they're all okay with that. It's very similar in the uh, study, not the one from NHS, which was the recent one. The one before that, I forget. I think that was also from the UK. I forget. It might have been from America. But the study specifically made the point <clears throat> that the health of the baby, because there are people who are obviously bringing up, how could it possibly be healthy? for the baby how could they possibly not be getting any of these fucking chemicals from the estrogen or whatever else they're pumping themselves full of how could that not be passed on to the baby and they said that there are health concerns about the baby but the affirming of the tranny is more important which is like completely nuts but so that seems to be they're out there taking so we got the study saying that, and now the uh, trannies in the article, 
granted, that was a Reddit post, you know. It's one thing to see a bunch of pedophiles in a Reddit post talk about what they do. Um, yeah, I think they should be buried under a jail. It's another thing when it's a fucking study. It's the NHS. That's like the UK's... What's the NHS? The UK's CDC or something, you know, similar to that? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is where we are. Mad. Yeah, I hope it doesn't stand. You know, it's the kind of thing where almost everybody that finds out about it is horrified. And what was interesting is when this NHS thing came out, to my surprise, there were a lot of, I think they call them MPs in the UK. There were a lot of MPs who were speaking out against this, which was, I was like, oh, well, look, you're speaking out against the trannies. That's good. So hopefully they can put a stop to this, but, uh, it's going to require, if it's, we're talking about America, it's going to require Republican governors prosecuting people. Find out who's doing this. There's a whole long list of things to find out. Find out who's doing this. Find out what doctors are telling them it's okay. In addition, all of the uh, mutilators, all of those people, start prosecuting. I don't, has there been a mutilator prosecuted so far in any red state? Not that I'm aware of. They're going to have to start doing that. And now, look, it's possible there's investigations underway. It's possible. You know, and I know things take a long time. That's how it goes. So maybe that's coming. But, yeah, you're going to have to start arresting people. This is crazy. If people are doing these drag shows in front of kids, you got to arrest the organizers and the people who are there. Um, now, DeSantis did a little bit in that regard. He took a, 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 a liquor license away from a restaurant that had one of the shows. That's good. That's good. And there's legislatures that have done things. Tennessee's, for example, has been great. And, of course, the ACLU and all these people, they try to fight them and they try to make sure that these pedophile grooming events are allowed to happen. And that has to play out in court. So the, so in Tennessee, and there's other Republican states, the legislature has, in some instances, done, done its job. The, the only exception, in my opinion, when I say Republicans never do anything... I'm mainly talking about in Washington, D.C. The only exception to that is you can definitely point to some legislatures in some states that do actually do things. That has happened. Now, sometimes they take too long. For example, in Tennessee, I had a caller. This was like a year ago. Apparently, in Tennessee, up until... I don't think it's solely because Matt Walsh was involved, but Matt Walsh did do some good things getting involved in this whole thing, right? What they would do in Tennessee, at least according to the caller, is they would talk a big game about, you know, stopping this kind of shit. But then they would get reelected, and then they wouldn't do anything. And then the next election cycle, it's kind of like what, what uh, Democrats did with abortion. And that, that eventually burned them in the ass. Because they could have uh, codified Roe v. Wade, and they didn't, because they used it as a as a, a election thing. So that's what they were doing in Tennessee. So for years, they should have done it years ago. It's probably what the people who were aware of this in Tennessee, after they finally did it, they that's probably what they would argue is you yeah, should have done it four years ago or however long it's been going on. So there's still criticism there. It's not like perfect, but they did they did get get it done, which is fantastic. So hopefully, more. Uh, red states do it. it. It gets difficult, though. Every time you pass a law, a reasonable law, the ACLU comes in, the Biden regime comes in, although I imagine if Trump gets in, there's going to be way less of that, and a lot of that shit goes out the window. 
But that's the thing. That's the if. That's the if. If he gets in. I hope he gets in. That would be great. Uh, all right. Let me just uh, check here. And then we can close down for the evening. Let me just one second refresh here. Eric Gasse says, HB, real Nazis get standing... <laughs> this is fantastic. Real Nazis get standing ovations in the Canadian Parliament because they bravely fought against Russia. That's true. Literally true. They they did that. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Yep. That did happen. That's the, that's a real Nazi uh, sighting. Um, the other thing is like, it just, I, it, look, it could be because I'm American and I just don't understand. It's very possible. It's my ignorance. But like, if you're a German, that makes sense to me. You're German. That's, you know, the Nazis, German, no problem. In America, though, I don't like, it just doesn't make sense. Anyway, whatever. The whole thing. You just look at that article. Most, no, no, all, I think all, all of the references to Nazis were smears and there weren't any actual Nazis. The Nazi behavior was a person simply correctly pointing out that this tranny is normalizing drag. It's more of a drag queen, but I, who cares? This drag queen tranny is normalizing transgenderism. Now, that would certainly be something that you should see at a Democrat convention, but not at a conservative convention. That doesn't make any sense. You know, and that's like, like, I'm sorry, I don't buy the drag queen being like drag queens are so ridiculous and over the top. I just don't buy it. Like, I don't, like I've said before, I don't give a shit if you're gay, whatever. But this is like, that's clown show shit. Dressing up like a fucking drag queen and pretending you're conservative. Get this shit out of here. That's just crazy. And look, even if you argue that, well, that should be allowed. Okay, fine. Is it Nazism to disagree with it? Come on, that's crazy. Anyway, that's what they do. They smear everybody as a Nazi. That's why I said the other day you had, uh, you, you just, you, you, know, the, the, you have the black Nazis and then you have the Hispanic Nazis and the Asian Nazis and the white Nazis, <laughs> according to the media. Oh my God. It's so crazy. Anyway, uh, that's the end of the stream. Next stream is uh, Thursday, 6.30 Eastern. Thank you for all the people that sent Super Chat, Streamlabs, and Breaking News. You can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash hardnewsnetwork. You can go to Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com. You can go to Twitter, at LiveHNN. You can also go to uh, pill.net. Also, the Hard R Hour archive is on BitChute, bitchute.com. Uh, 